Welcome to the Pulp MX Show. Presented by Motosport.com. Fly Racing and Decal Works. Coming to you live from Las Vegas, right outside the Lion's Den. With your hosts, Steve Mathis and Jason Thomas. And now strap in and get ready. It's showtime. I just don't like the guy. The guy's just a douchebag. Yeah, welcome everybody. The Pulp and Mech Show presented by Motorsport.com, Decal Works, and Fly Racing. Coming at you! It's Monday night, Monday, September 26th, 5 p.m. Pacific. A very special edition of the Pulp Show. We have a ton to talk about. Might be a long one. Strap in, everybody. Team USA did it. Finally. Some great rides by Chase Sexton, Eli Tomac, and Justin Cooper. Brought home the Chamberlain Trophy for America at the Motocross the Nations. And like I said, there's so much to unpack from this race, from this weekend. Three days of at the track with no service, no Wi-Fi. And just chaos everywhere. So we're going to get into it tonight. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. If you're watching on YouTube or Facebook, we appreciate it. We're listening on the archives, listening live, whatever it is, man. It's been good. It's going to have a good show. i got a couple of great co-hosts in here that were also at Red Butt all weekend long. And uh, don't forget about the Pit Bike of Nations. We'll talk about that as well. Uh, there were some events there that uh, need to be documented and talked about. Uh, lots going on tonight. Thank you for watching us on Mav TV as well. And uh, man, we have from Team USA calling in the night. They flew back today and they're still able to do the show. It's super cool. Eli Tomac and Chase Sexton will be on the show tonight talking about the ride at Red Bud yesterday, talking about the win. Looking forward to that. From Red Bull, Jeremy Malott will call in. He's got the Red Bull straight rhythm coming up. He was at Des Nations as well. Uh, love Hammer. Good dude. And uh, Marks wants to hit him up for some apricot Red Bull, so we'll get into that. Uh, Sam Jones will call in, and Sam Jones is a enthusiast of the sport, a fan of the sport, and he is directing a Ricky Carmichael documentary, and we will talk to Sam about that and more. This guy's got real Hollywood credentials. Looking forward to talking to Sam as well. Uh, I think we're going to squeeze Paul Parabinos in from Renthal. He was part of Team USA. You heard him on the show here a month ago or so, and uh, he had Raise It for USA. And uh, we'll kind of talk to Paul about behind the scenes, things that were going on, things that were happening. Uh, there was a protest perhaps trying to be filed. We'll get into that and more if that was legit. Uh, we'll talk to Paul and more about that. So also, too, uh, because Chase Sexton, Eli Tomek, and Justin Cooper all used Works Connection Pro Launch Start Devices, we are going to give one of those away tonight, 702-586-7857, 702-586-7857. Give us a call if you can. Motorsport.com, Fly Racing, Decal Works, X-Brand Goggles, Race Tech Suspension and Engines. We have the Race Tech rant tonight. I have three, four, five loaded. Uh, I don't even know where to start. Um, Renthal, Michelin, a Chair Beast, Firepower Batteries and Chains, Maxima USA, Pro Filter Skosh, ORW, OGO Power Sports, Atlas Neck Brace, Guts Racing, FMF. Don't forget to check out the FMF Drop program. 
super cool of those guys to do that. There's a link in my Instagram bio to subscribe, and uh, you get a little uh, a, a free shirt. And, and Well, not a free shirt. You, you pay a monthly fee, but you get a shirt. You get a little prize in there. It's a really cool deal. Works Connection, MotorcycleIndustryJobs.com, Ride Engineering, WUSA, Get Data, Intense Cycle, Suspension Direct, Manscaped, Wisco Piston, Twisted T, all on board with us tonight, as are you people. So let's, uh, let's get to the, uh, to the studio guests here. We will talk about the, the motocross donations. First up, from Fly Racing, Fly Racing USA. Jason Thomas, what's up, JT? How are you, man? I'm pretty good. You're pretty I, good. I'm, I'm having a better Monday uh, after this event than I've had in a very long time. Nice. Good to hear. Yeah. Uh, also here from RacerX Online. He's the voice of American Motocross. Heck, he's the voice of Red Bull uh, Imagination. He's the voice of Terry Goods Moto Museum this week. If you're paying, he's saying. It's Jason Wygant. What's up, Weech? Yeah. It's happening. We did it. We did. We did. We did. We did. We did it. We contributed a lot to the team. We're a big part of it. We did. We did. I really am proud of our role. Yeah. Um, yep. I kind of like this is this is the way you want to do it. You want to do absolutely none of the work, none of the effort, but then be there for the celebration. Yeah. And that's the way I did it. Yep. Uh, JT, maybe you contributed a smidge more than me. Uh, not really. But so, in the end, we just were there for the celebration. When I saw John Tomac after the race, came over to the Yamaha, where everything was just it, it was really escalating quickly. Like the scene was at an all-time high. We were reaching crescendo. And I saw John Tomac, and, and he came at me saying, we did it. And I'm like, no, 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 no. You guys did it. Yes. We watched. We talked about it. You guys did it. Make no mistake about that. I, I, there's so much of we, we, we. And, and I love to be on the we, but they did it. Yes. They got this done. They, you know, all these people worked and put a lot of effort into this. And this isn't a normal race. They don't make all the money. This is... About a lot more than that, personally, but I'm happy for them. Like this, and we'll talk about this a lot. But man, what a what an incredible effort by all of those involved. It, it was great. It was great to see the USA get it done on home soil. A complete reversal of the last time this race was at Redbud. Yeah. Similar weather, similar concerns, similar worries uh, coming into Sunday. But the three guys, I mean, they rose to the occasion. I mean, look. The results didn't change much because of the crappy track and the crappy weather. Uh, France, Australia, USA went at it. USA were the best guys on Saturday. USA were the best guys in the mud and the rain. All three guys got good starts. They 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 rode great. Uh, uh, it was a real real um, uh, real tour de force performance by all three guys. And something, frankly, we haven't seen from the three USA guys for a number of years. Yeah. And and honestly, this is no joke. Uh, I went out, I got up early, and I wanted to, because we were going to be at the track all day. We didn't get to the hotel in Chicago till I, God knows when, last night. And I knew if I, if I wanted to do any sort of exercise, I needed to do it early. So I went and out. And he had to. Had to. I had to. Had to, yeah. Whatever, whatever. Biggest race day of the year. The hard cut doesn't happen overnight nope. or magically. It happens only in the morning, <laughs> yeah. as a matter of fact. Right. So I went outside. I went down to get coffee, and I wanted to go outside and see what the weather was like, right? Really take it in. What, what are we working with okay, on the okay. day? And yeah. it, it was raining. The trees were rustling, and water was everywhere. And I went and just sat in my rental car, and I, I was very down. My sentiment was very low Yes, because I'm like, here we go again. I look on my, on the, on my phone app at the radar, and it's just like 70%, 80%, 90%. I'm just like... We're so screwed. Like, I've lived this before. We were second in 2018 on, after qualifying. Everything's good. The guys, the guys rode really well. Okay, we didn't win, but spirits were high. You, we did that live show in 2018. Insane, right? The riders yep. were all in really good spirits, and everybody was confident, and then it just all came unraveled. And I was like, 
This is going to happen again. This is going to happen again. Everything is that we had the best team we've had in a very long time. You could argue that the other teams were a little bit more vulnerable that they've been in a long time. Like you could, yeah. you could find, you know, cracks in the armor a little yep. bit. And I'm like, it, it's it's coming apart. And it's just weather. <laughs> it's, it's coming just, apart. It's coming apart. It's it's coming apart. Coming I really apart. felt like it was. Well, I agree. I, I at one point reminded myself several hours yeah, after waking up, getting to the track, walking around, like, hey, wait, they have not lost yet. They I could know. actually, I had to remind myself, yeah. they actually could win. I'd almost convince uh, myself, ruined again. Right. I, I talked myself into, I got to the point where I'm like, okay, it's going to rain. We, 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 when we got, all got to the track, I think we were all like, oh, because it uh, was. Once again, we out of the rain midweek, but. I, I did. Right. I did. It was By Saturday much, night, yes. It was much wetter at the track than I think anybody expected when they left the hotel, right? Did you? Oh, get, yeah. That, no, yeah. no. It, it, look, I got to bed at midnight because we're doing the live show and the pit bike thing. Yeah. No rain. Right. It was fine. And then, yes, it rained overnight. And then, yes, it rained overnight. And then I was like, okay, like, it's going to be a mudder or, or sloppy. The track can hold a lot. It's well, sandy. And then when I saw the But you're practice, at the hotel. You're like, it's not too bad. No. When it's I saw practice, I'm like, oh, yeah, see, oh, I, was, like, I was way past. I was out on the track in the morning. Yeah. Like I was like, once I pulled into the parking lot, I'm like, yeah. we are in deep, deep trouble. And I walked out. And, and, of course, I was doing the broadcasting thing, so I wanted to be as prepared as possible. So uh, I was checking out the track, yeah. and, and I was like, man, it is really wet. Yeah. And, and, and I, that's when my spirits really went to the bottom. What, what it does, though, but to me, honestly, and it's easy to say this because USA won, but to me, uh, leaving Saturday, as I said, Australia, uh, France, really good chances, but Team USA were the odds on favorite. They rode great. Yep. And then when I saw the track, I'm like, okay, well, what it does to me, it brings it down to five countries now can win instead of, say, three, because uh, anything can happen. Yeah. I mean, you could go 30 minutes and not have one goggle issue. You can go 20 seconds and have a goggle issue and have to throw it, right? So to me, I was like, well, I don't think they're not the favorites anymore on Sunday, yep. but it is now, it is now level well, and, and to me. I agree with that. But I also thought it was like, okay, this is motocross, man. Like, you're going to deal with inclement weather. This this race has never been given to anyone. You have to go earn it. It doesn't matter where you are, what the conditions are. So if it rains, so what? You've got to go earn it. And I, I think they adapted that philosophy. And when I saw Tomac go out in the first session and qualify fastest, I think Justin Cooper was maybe fourth in that opening session. They were of all within all, the top seven. And not right? that's not the 250s. Right. That's totally Right. Yes. They were all Justin within Cooper the top fourth. seven, yeah. I believe, in the mud, yep. in the warm-up. And I'm like, okay, I know how the MXGP guys go. They don't really care about the warm-up. That's still a big sign mentally. For, even if the MXGP guys don't care, Team USA came off the track in the warm-up going, we uh, can do this. I, we can ride the mud. The way they split up the countries for the warm-up, it meant nothing to me. Very strange. I'm, no, I know, but I'm just like, okay, I'm with you. But to me... Half the good guys were in the other practice, I know, but I just and the track wanted to was see them come and, out you know, and ride like, right. with confidence in the right. warm-up and not be intimidated by the mud and not yeah. fall into the 2018 uh, like thought process. So, so they only won one out of the three classes overall, uh, and, that, and that was uh, Justin Cooper. And we, you know, all of us say for a long time the MX2 guy is where this race is made or, or broken at so many times. And Justin Cooper's fourth in this, his second moto, the next MX2 guy, ninth. Yeah. Hunter Lawrence 10th. Yeah. And, and you look at all the scores, and you're kind of doing the math, and you're looking at all of it. They ended up dropping Cooper's first moto score. But that fourth against the 450s in the mud was huge. Huge. Yeah, and I'll show you how that worked out mathematically. The French team didn't have a disastrous moto. They were okay. 
But when they started the third moto 1-2, they were going 1-2. It still wasn't enough right. to get them yeah. get back to two points, right. right? And yeah. Tomac was 12th. Yes. And, uh, and you knew Tomac was moving up. So, yes. yeah, yeah. The yep. French started 1-2, yep. and I immediately did the math, and I'm like, wow, even with even if they finish this moto 1-2 and Tomac's in the back, Team USA still wins. That yeah. fourth for Cooper is a huge advantage. He he really rode yep. well. Yeah, yep. he, he, he did well. Um, he rose up. All the guys, I mean, they, they all rode great. I did. And I think Justin Cooper had a chip on his shoulder, right? So – Tomac and Sexton were shooing from the get-go, really. Like, yeah, you leave the opening a couple rounds. Maybe Tomac opener wasn't so good. But after a couple rounds, we all knew the two were going to be those two, I I think. It just came down to, would they say yes? Right, exactly, right? So I don't think they had this um, feeling like everybody's doubting me. I need to have something to prove and, and show everyone. Justin Cooper absolutely had that. Everybody was like, whether you liked Barsha at the beginning or Christian Craig or Cooper, everybody had different thoughts at different times because the yeah, results but, were what? No one was like Justin Cooper's a terrible choice. No one, I, I no didn't one say thought that. No, I know, but for him to have a chip on his shoulder, like literally, no one th- thought he was. If you thought he was a terrible choice, you're, you didn't really. Okay, you're not okay, really educated. okay. Well, calm you know. down. All I'm saying is, I think he came in with a little bit of a different mindset because he wanted to validate the choice. That's it. I'm not he saying said, he, he said so himself. Right. He said more than half of the comments he heard were American fans saying, I want someone else to be on the team. Well, and people are, gonna, people are always going to have their favorites, okay? Yes. But I just think his mindset, my only point is his mindset was different. The other guys were like, we need to win. But they had great years and everything like was, you know, they were, they knew they were going for months. Where Justin yeah. Cooper was like fighting for it, asking for it, saying he was going to do the right thing. And he was dealing with this controversy within his own team of who was going to get to go. So I think he was like more motivated personally than maybe the other two were. I know everybody wanted to win, but I just think there was a little bit of a different edge to him yeah. than the other guys had, where for him to win the MX2 classification, I think meant a little more. Like, does Sexton want to win? Of course. Did he want to beat Jet Lawrence? Yes. I think there's something to that, too. But I think for Justin Cooper to be standing and be like, I won this class against everybody, when, it, when there are a lot of people, nobody's saying a terrible choice, I get it, but there are a lot of people pulling a lot of different ways for other riders to show up, and he, he delivered. He did. He, he did exactly what... I would say he did more than he was asked to. Well, that, that like, fourth, he over-delivered. That, that fourth is, like we just said, it's huge. It, brought, it, yeah. it made a big deal uh, we, against the other MX2 guys. As you said, Steve, the, the weather didn't really impact your results. The three best teams remain the three best teams. But as we'll get into on the show, it did change probably how the racing played out and who was battling and how much they're willing to risk it. Yep. So, you know, we didn't get the Sexton Tomac 30 seconds ahead of everyone like everyone was dreaming of. Yeah, That wasn't the mission once it was raining. But... So, yeah, that might have played in where Cooper had a little more edge to him, Mm -hmm. where those guys are more conservative. But I do feel like the thing for me with Cooper was he is so feast or famine on the starts. He is a better starter, I believe, than anyone in the 250 class. I don't think there's any way he could argue it. Yes, but if he does not get those starts, that neutralizes his greatest strength. So I'm like... If you could tell me for sure that he's going to nail one of these starts, <laughs> yeah. sign you're me all up. in, right? Yes. And I was, but it was an if, and right. damn it all, he did it. That I was, start in Moto Two saved them. Yep. I was very happy to see the other teams put their MX Two guys down there with him. Yeah. Because if you're going to tell me it's 250 versus 250 for like five out of seven guys down there, great. Yeah. I'm okay with those odds every yes. time. Of course, it can still go wrong. Yeah. And let's you be tell honest, me, Hunter. Yeah, not, it's, not it's the shades best starter, to a weakness. Right? Yes. Yeah. You, but you woed the inside with 450s, and then now you're going to ask Cooper to get that start? I'm yeah. much more worried. Yeah. So, that, so I think that played in our favor a little bit. So yep. I didn't see Hunter go down in oh, Moto, I, I, in it's Moto on, 2. It's on camera. Yeah, uh, but he took a run at 
Coop, oh, yeah. uh, they were, you know, six, seven, seven, yeah. eight, something like that. Yeah. They don't uh, like each other. For, yeah. That's a big part of it. And, and, and so that, and well, Hunter's aggressive. He's aggressive he on Joe Schmoda. He's he aggressive is. on everybody. And, and they, there's bad blood there right. anyway. And then so, you add in the, I'll show you. They knew that yeah. they knew they were behind. Yeah. Right. So to me, it wasn't surprising. Um, but, you know, talking to Paul Malin, he, he didn't know that there was bad blood between the two, but he was like, man, did you see that move? And I'm yeah. like, yeah, I kind of expected it. Like, I well, knew he was probably going to get aggressive with them if Hunter, he had the opportunity. Hunter's move there and then crashing two more times. I mean, it was a, like he, he won the first moto, so great, great – won the MX2 uh, uh, moto, so that's awesome. Uh, Cooper, c- c- they kind of yo-yoed a little bit. They were pretty equal. Uh, and then to do that shows me a little lack of uh, uh, maturity on that. Like, hey, just settle down here. Get the job done. You don't got to knock the guy down. He was so good, though. He went, what, uh, what did he go – uh, he got a eight, tenth. ten. Yeah, yeah he, he finally got to the tenth with two after three crashes total yeah. in the moto. Which eight is, ten is still pretty he was, solid. He though, was shredding. He was guy. he was riding really well. Yes, uh, coming up through the pack and but I it mean, was a huge risk on the first lap to not yes. settle in and go for the kill. It could have been brilliant if he knocked Cooper down, but yeah. he ended up costing himself. Yeah, which maybe yeah. in past years Cooper does go down the way USA things Luck have gone. gone. You know yeah. what I mean? Yep. Maybe yep. he does go down, but. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was it was great. Team USA taking the win. It was uh, really really cool to uh, to see that. And as that red bud, the crowd was a bit subdued though. A little. I think they were hungover. Or the weather. I know. I know. Oh, I'm kidding. But oh. the weather certainly played a factor. The atmosphere on Saturday was different than Sunday. Yes, it just was. Spirits yeah. were down. It, it yeah. just was. I think. I really think that everyone was walking around saying it's raining. Well, we're screwed. Yeah, I think <laughs> I think that's a part of it. But also like. It's raining. We're screwed. Downtrodden yeah. weather brings downtrodden spirits. Yeah, right? like everybody's walking in the mud, and you're just, just like, yeah. this, this isn't that much fun because Saturday, Friday, and Saturday weather was just all time great. I all seem time. to remember 2018, and this could be I walked uphill of school both ways, but even in the rain in 2018, I thought the atmosphere was pretty fantastic. I agree. Like, I, agree. Yeah. I remember during those motos when Tomax and say seventh, yeah, and you're kind of waiting for it. The crowd was losing their minds, and it took all day to realize it's not. Happen. gonna happen yeah, yeah but here even when it was going well tomac i feel it took three laps of the first moto with him whole shotting and leading for the crowd to finally exhale <laughs> we got like, this maybe one-on-one yeah. is right. our guy everybody right. Right. you can right. cheer him right. this right. is going good yeah oh uh weege losing his headset uh thanks to the folks by the way for bringing uh, a weege in here decal works uh pulp mx is a code to save with decalmx.com they do the graphics for red bull ktm they do the graphics for uh, husqvarna off-road as well they've been doing uh, all the oem stuff so please check them out they have a really quick turnaround they can design anything you need we'll fix that cord for you on uh... it's better now okay, i fixed it. my oh. mechanical skills oh, okay. as always Great. Yeah. we'll yeah. fix uh, uh we'll, we'll get it we'll get it fixed when it's time um so thank you to decal mx for bringing jason wygant on the show ron joint the boys Got Illinois. graphics from them as a matter of fact you, you did yes and as a matter of fact uh thanks to those guys for throwing in one of my Personal companies that I do represent and endorse, Wendy's. Oh. They put Wendy's oh. graphics on my graphics. Really? You endorse yes. Wendy's. Well, remember the coupon situation. Oh, yes. When I got yes. Uh, paid yeah. by Wendy's. By Wendy's. Food. Yes. Yes. So <laughs> as far as I'm concerned, I'm paid endorser, and they integrated it to my graphics. Thank D- you. Decal MX bringing yeah. you Jason Wygant tonight yeah. on the show. Use the code to save. And Fly Racing, of course, they are charging into 2023. Their helmets uh, have the Rion technology. They've come synonymous with innovation and outside-the-box thinking. Uh, at Fly Racing USA, you guys had a uh, nice little display going on at the race. You had a hospitality. We did. Thank you for the sandwich. Thank you for the Godoba. You're welcome. Thank you for the water and the coffee yeah and, and thank well thank you to everyone that came by oh, I thought you were gonna thank me well i always want to thank you. you do a great job for us but i wanted to thank everybody that came by there was Clip such that. an outpouring of uh just fans and team usa people and yep. and 
you expect that at this event, but it was really cool. Like we got to interact with a lot of people and it's different than Supercross. Like the atmosphere is just different than Supercross and there's uh, there's more time to hang out, I guess. Yeah. Like Supercross is like this condensed time from like if bikes aren't on track, there's maybe two hours total, like in between those times where people are wandering around. This was like two full days of people wandering around. So there's a lot of interaction, a lot of bro down time right. that you could just, you weren't in a rush. You could yeah. just sit there yeah. and talk to people and get to know yeah, people. The, so that the was cool. MXG pro pre, the MXGP program is stretched out. It is. And this was even more than that. <laughs> yeah. right? I mean, I got there on Wednesday night. Yeah. You know, so it was uh, uh, it was what, a really long stretch. I need, I need, when's that? When's the new chest protector coming out? Is it, is it out? Is it still? Uh, Do we have it? It is out. We just don't have inventory, but it's very soon. When can I get it? I got the World Vets coming up. I mean, I, I have one for you. Oh. It just, I don't have inventory to sell quite yet. So. Okay. All right. Yeah. Uh, hey, let's get to Nick on one. Uh, Nick, you were so pumped after MXD and you went and bought a bike today. Got a freshie, dude. Well, refreshy to me, but um, nice. just got a few hours on it. But yeah, just uh, just because of the wind, just because of the USA wind, dude. USA, I'm all about it. And we're here in Oregon, and it's like 80 degrees right now. So, um, yeah, prime dirt bike riding weather. Nice, good to see it inspired yeah, you. Red, white, and blue. Went with the Honda. So okay, uh, wow. Yeah, pretty awesome. stoked about it. Yep. But I do have a question for you guys too. Now that you know, it almost seems like the the culture of the of the US team this year was like like different. Um, more, I don't know. I, I saw so much more like togetherness, exposure, whatever you call it. Do you think this changes the way we kind of approach it in years to come? And like, it's like a stepping stone to where we kind of hit, hit that dominance like we had in, you know, the, the past championships, like one, two, three, four, and five in a row, stuff like that. I just, it kind of seems different this year. I know it's home and all that stuff, but like, I know I saw like I think a post from like Cooper Webb that was talking about like, you know, super stoked that that we won. Do you think we get more of like it seems like we don't get our sometimes our best riders. Do you think that maybe changes it now? Uh, I'll, I'll take this a little bit. You guys can weigh in as well. Um, thanks for the call and thanks for contributing. I hope your bike. There was a Honda that got some extra hours on it. There was six seven o'clock. I, I think track. that was assigned to Team Japan. So if you got a bike that was assigned to Team Japan, yeah, you're in big trouble. I hope that's not the motorcycle, the Honda that you just bought, because it just had some hard <laughs> hours put on it and some beer. Nah, on it. okay, no, no mud hours. Hopefully, okay, no sand hours either. No, um, no, these weren't mud hours. These were <laughs> these were beer even, hours. These weren't even not shifted out of neutral. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, oh, these are like twelve thousand RPM hours. Absolutely. Yeah, yes. or higher. They they actually whatever added, the okay. ECU set to. Okay. Yes. They had okay. a designated used motorcycle to use for the revving ceremony. Yep. Yes. Um, gotcha. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I agree with you. Uh, we will hopefully have Paul Parabinos on the show. I feel like the behind the scenes organization was fantastic and a massive step up compared to the disaster that was twenty eighteen. I'm still not sure they're quite at the level of the French team, and. I think that's the problem. I think, yes, we're going to do a better job of getting the good riders on the team. I think the team is more well-organized. But these other teams are really good. All the French team could say over and over, especially Dylan Ferrandez, was wait till next year, wait till next year, wait till next year. And they're right. We're in France. They're right. They're right. And the other team has Jet Lawrence. So good luck, yeah. everybody. It's oh, not no, be and I, I truly expect France to – Give us all we want and a lot more next year. Like I'm, I'm ready for it. But it's okay though. I'm, I'm yeah. good. I'm good with that. Yeah. We got our win. They have a fantastic team, and they're gonna be. I don't want to say unbeatable. Any who knows who even goes for our team. Jeffrey Hurlings might be back. Whatever. But yeah, they're they're um, gonna be they're gonna be thanks, really Nick. good and really pissed off next year too. Thanks for the call. Yeah, they're gonna be like a yep. like a like a hornet's nest. I mean, Ferrandez was um, thoroughly aggravated. Yes, after the race. Yeah, yes. he was. Uh, let's let's talk about that for a second. So. Give me, um, give me, give me the star of the weekend, the one star of the weekend, rider wise. 
We got a few candidates. Jet. Yeah, it's hard to believe that we're going to start a show where yep. Jet makes his 450 debut, finishes in front of Chase Sexton in both motos, and we all will know that, as Chase said, his goal was to not crash. We don't want to read too much into this, but in the end, Chet Lawrence made his 450 debut, almost went 1-1. Yeah. Without some goggle problems, I think he does. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I, I, I was going to say Jet, but I think there, you can make a case for Renault. You can. You can make a case. You can. But Jet, first time. Yeah. But you but say who was more impressive? Yeah. No, just you have I, to say I Jet. said star of the weekend. So you can well, go uh, anywhere, anywhere you want on I it. I would say Jet. I think Jet star power eclipses Murnau's by about, you know, whatever. I don't know. I don't know star terms like a nebula versus whatever, but. Yeah, it's hard to define what that is because what That's, I was going to say, it's, it's like hard sleeper. to believe. It's like sleeper. Yeah, because <laughs> it's hard to believe that Jet Lawrence, who is a magnet for attention, his yeah. 450 debut is not the headline. It's not what anyone was talking about. Nobody cares. He yeah. wasn't on the winning team. Yeah. The stars are Tomac, Sexton, and Cooper. But somehow sneaking under the radar well, in his 450 debut, Jet Lawrence. First, in case anyone, in case anyone was wondering, yeah. the 2023 450 outdoors, <laughs> yeah. Jet should be a title threat. In ca- if, just in case you were, okay. if anybody else was yeah. wondering if Tomac was like, yeah, I'll probably race out. Maybe I'll race out there. I don't, I don't, I don't think so. He said something in a press conference. I saw somebody said he, he had some. He said, like, I don't know. Like, maybe. Oh, no, yeah. I watched it back. Okay. That was uh, uh, Michael Lindsay interviewed him. I, I think he was trying okay. to get Tomac to go there, and yeah, Tomac yeah. was very much trying not to go there. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, we expect him to be super cross only uh, in next in, next year. Well, he then, said, hey, eight weeks before donations next year, if they need you and they give you a call, would you do it? And it was very much a, uh... Right, right. I, I, I'm, by yeah. the way, I'm happy for Eli Tomac. I think this the, the, the losing streak for him, I think it's 0-4 coming in, was really something that he didn't like and didn't like. I mean... Steve, the relief just, that was going on yeah. at the Yamaha truck, yeah. like, we all know how serious he is, how emotionless he, his interviews are, how the intensity is. You know, Weege and I talked about it all the time. I would interview him on the podium or talk to him before, and he was, like, staring at a brick wall. You know, he would literally, yeah. like, look through you, and there was none of that. Like, it was so much personality and so much relief. There's no better word than relief. And he could really, like, relax and understand that this job was done and, the, like, the last thing he'd never gotten done. Yeah. The one thing you would always be able to hold over his head is now gone. Like, there is nothing left you could ever say to him, like, hey, but you didn't win this. That's done. Dream year form, uh, like Dunge, one one one. you know, you win the destinations, you win indoors and out. Uh, RV. R- RV as yep. well. Mm-hmm. Wait. No. 2011 RV even then came back after this and won a million dollars at Monster Cup. Just a really, okay. just a yeah, really right, exclamation right. point. And he won the Pit Bike of Nations race. This year. Well, his yes. country did. Yes. He didn't. That's true. Right. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, uh, what a year. Uh, Chase Sexton coming right up here on the show as well. Uh, Dan has a thought on why the crowd was subdued. Dan, go ahead. Yeah, uh, we were there um, for the weekend. And uh, I think, like, the Pit Bike of Nations on Saturday night, like, that party, the crowd, everything was so loud, all the chainsaws, everything. Like, I mean, it was hardcore for a long time. And I don't know where that crowd was on Saturday morning. I'm thinking those guys were just hung over, dead, probably somewhere in a ditch. I don't know, because that crowd was pumping. And I just think, yeah, right. they, they, they get there. They were already, like, toasted on, you know, Friday, uh, you know, for the presentation of teams. I don't think they could make it to Sunday. Most of them were just, they, you know, they couldn't make it there. So, um, uh, yeah, I think that's I where the crowd was. Yeah, yeah. yeah just, some some people you know, thought because, some people whose name Rob was Schmop Schmidus thought the pit bike was the main event and the Disney yeah, deserved okay. to support it. Yes, yes. 
Yeah, absolutely. But honestly, look, we were talking. It, this won't happen because it's in front, but they should pay Rob to go to the Nations every year and run this event and do it and organize it. They should do it. It won't happen. There's no chance. Yeah. That thing was a massive hit. I mean, I'm all for it. It was a massive hit in 18. Oh. You could get sponsors for it. No doubt about that. Yep. Uh, uh, the crowd loved it. Um, it should happen every year. If I was in front, I would be collaborating with Rob. They tried to do it in 2019. They had Nasty. a pit bike of nations. They did. Wait, 2020 then? No, there was no 2020. <laughs> okay, they did a pit bike of nations. Yeah. Whatever. It, wasn't it definitely same. wasn't Wait, in Aston, it was dry on Saturday. No. No, Aston was, Aston dry, was dry on Saturday. Saturday. Oh, on Saturday yeah. So I think it was Saturday because okay. I remember it. Yeah. It was cheese ball and went off nowhere near 2018. <laughs> Guys were going around an orange cone. Oh, wow. You know, like yeah. it was. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, if I was in front, I would be doing that. I would be making that happen. That's a pit. That's a drop in a bucket to what they should do. But uh, all right, man. Thanks for the call. Appreciate it. No, thanks. Thank you. Yep. Appreciate that's it. Great analysis. Point. That's a lot. I mean, I, I kind of that was my hangover comment. Yeah, uh, people. It had been a long weekend by the time Sunday yes, got they there. Had Forty-eight hours yeah. of partying. I yes. saw. I saw some people on Saturday that I'm like, there is no way in God's green earth you're making another twenty-four hours at this pace. <laughs> yeah, this pace is well, relentless. <laughs> I, I, I had a certain pit bike of nations team rider. Couldn't even make it through <laughs> exactly. Saturday. Oh, team. Exactly. Yeah, on my team. He couldn't even make it through Friday. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> couldn't right. make it through Friday. Right. Yes. So, uh, also, uh, Alex is on one. Alex, what's going on, man? I uh, had an observation of a fourth man on Team USA. Just kind of like the 12th man of uh, the Seahawks. Okay. okay. I believe we owe a little bit of credit to Justin Barsha for taking out Dylan Ferrandez. <laughs> we made that, I don't know, man. Ferrandez was. Him. We made that joke a few he times. Ferrandez looked really Ferrandis good, was though. Better. He was better than he, he was yeah, at Butts Creek. Transfer power. If he would have, if he would have had more track time and more gate drops. Maybe I I don't I don't might have been better. I don't condone. Would have been up front more. I don't condone Barsha's move at Butts Creek, so I'll, I'll take a pass on that one. Um, but Ferrandez was insanely fast this weekend. The, the crash has got him, but yeah. man, he was good. Yeah, it uh, his back apparently seemed okay. I don't know what. Yeah, Bobby yeah. Regan was right. telling. Thanks for the call, need, Alex. Thank you. Thank you. I need to retract a tweet that I sent out at Fox Raceway when yeah. Bobby Regan accosted me and said that Ferrandez is worse than Osborne. His back, his career might be over. <laughs> we just signed the guy. Barsha needs to be benched for as long as Ferrandez does not race. Barsha should not be allowed to race. Yep. Good luck with that. Ferrandez said he was doing 20-minute motos, no problem. It was just the last 10. Okay. No problem. Right. And his agent, Jimmy Button, said it was about eight days that he needed. So I don't know where <laughs> that came from. It went from career-threatening to eight days. That's oh, just no. Bobby Regan. That dude, Sorry, I retract. That dude in Moto2, his first moto. Oh, my God. Ridiculous. Yeah. Oh, my God. Uh, thank you to the folks at Wiseco. They support a lot of teams in the pits. Two-stroke, four-stroke pistons. They have the variety of those, from reliable Ford's replacements to the performance-focused Racer Elite Series. There's a code to save at Wiseco on PulpMXShow.com. And whether it's the Garage Buddy Rebuild Kits, Clutch, and Drive, drive Valve Train Components, or pistons, uh, go to PulpMXShow.com, hover over the Wiseco logo, and use that code to save from the folks at Wiseco. Factory Honda, as well, uses uh, Wiseco. And speaking of Wiseco, speaking of Factory Honda... We have our first guest on the line, one of the members of Team USA that brought home the trophy, Chase Sexton. What's up, Chase? How are you, man? How's it going, guys? Thanks I for apologizing co- in advance. My voice is my voice is gone from yesterday. So. Well, you, you don't need if to I apologize for crap, you don't need to apologize for anything for a very long time. <laughs> um, I appreciate you coming on the day you flew back the next day. So thank you very much for our listeners uh, for coming on, man. Uh, if you had said yeah. to me, "Hey, man, I'm still hammered. I don't want to come on," I, I would have understood <laughs> it totally. So don't worry. 
Um, no, I actually, I actually drove back to Illinois today, so I didn't even fly. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm still in Illinois, so it wasn't too bad. Yeah, that's all right. Uh, yeah, congratulations, man. What a, what a day, what a night. Uh, you admitted to me that the nerves were pretty high for you. What's it like today, the day after uh, you, you broke the winless streak and brought it home? And like, what's, just what's the feeling the day after for you? I guess uh, the biggest thing for me is just relief. Um, I'm glad that it's it's over, but glad we obviously won because it was a uh, it was a long build up. People were talking about it. I feel like for <laughs> I don't know since Red Bull got got announced. So, and I didn't want it to have a repeat of 2018. And then with the rain <clears throat> added on to that, there's just a lot of pressure. And that the first moto, I was very very tight. Um, was able to get through that one, and then. And it did really, it, the nerves didn't really hit me until Sunday morning, honestly. Like, Saturday I was fine, and then Sunday I woke up, and it just – everything kind of hit me. And then second, the third well, – my second motor was the third race. I rode a lot better, more like myself. But, uh, yeah, it was just – it's a different feeling when you're racing for something other than yourself. And if you mess up, it's, it's, uh, it's not just about you. It's about the country. So – it's a lot weighing on your shoulders, and I'm glad I got to experience it for the first time, and it's it's over with now. But I'm stoked that we were able to win. It's been a while, and uh, yeah, happy to happy yeah. to be able to kind of just get that over with, and hopefully we can uh, get back on a run, uh, winning streak I, now. I mean, maybe the team just needed Chase Sexton. Maybe that was it. We were, <laughs> we were just waiting for Chase Sexton to be on the team. He's one and zero. One and zero. Right, one and zero. Right. So if, we, right. if we can keep that record up, we're gonna be we'll be in a good spot. <laughs> <laughs> so Chase, you mentioned that you know your your first moto, which is Moto Two. Um, you know you're following Mattia Guadagnini there, and it's probably not a rider you know a lot about. You know, I'm sure you've maybe seen him in MXGP or whatever, but. I was watching and I'm like, Chase has to be getting frustrated because he's having to be so patient here. There were so many times where Guadagnini just kind of cut you off. And every time you're like making a move, he would just kind of move over on you. And I was like, I was thinking if this was like a month ago, he either just blows by him or cleans this dude out for, for yeah. the moves he's making. I'm like, I knew you were yeah. in this tough spot. And I just kind of wanted to know your thought process going through that. Because to me, it looked like you were so hesitant because you didn't want to blow it. But at the same time, you're just like, dude, get out of my way already. Yeah, it was it was really just a mixture of the track conditions with it being wet and sloppy. It's really hard to kind of move out of the main line and at, at least trust something to make a pass stick. So that was on my mind. And then obviously, like I said before, it's it's different when you're racing for the country and you're not – it's not like a – a personal thing like if this was me racing for an outdoor win or anything else it would have been a different story but even third moto i wanted to go after renault i felt like i was faster but at the, at the same time i'm like to make a pass and not kind of ride on the edge is probably not likely so i just honestly was just kind of sitting back and being patient because like like i said it's it's, it's one thing if i make a mistake and i can and it's just for me, but when I make a mistake and the whole country's on your back, it's it's a different story. So you're going to have to – I had to not, I guess, buy my ego a little bit, but I just had to be thinking bigger picture mm-hmm. yesterday. It was a definitely a different feeling than I've ever felt before because I didn't really feel like I rode good in the first moto, but second moto, I felt like I had speed to win, the speed to win the moto, and I didn't obviously go after it. So if it would have came to me easier – or if I felt like it was somewhere I could make a pass for sure, maybe it was a different story. But 
it wasn't really, I felt like, in the cards. And I, it was just a different mentality that I haven't really dealt with before because it's always usually for me and my individual, um, I guess, benefit. Mm-hmm. But, like I said, for the team and for the, yeah, for the team, it's, the better thing was for me to be patient. And I didn't really know where Eli was, so it was kind of like I, I didn't really know what to do. So I just tried to be the bigger this thing bigger picture and kind of hold back. But first moto, yeah, I was being very patient because I didn't want to do anything stupid like I did on Saturday. (laughs) Uh, 702-586-7857. You want to call in and talk to Team USA. Uh, Chase Sexton, go ahead. Brought to you by the folks at Wiseco Piston. Yeah, you also, and we can almost see it as you're riding in moto too. Did you have goggle problems? Yeah. um, The first moto, I had, like, really bad sweat issues, which is weird because – you guys hear me? Yeah, 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 yeah. we're good. We got you. Oh, sorry, sorry. Someone called me, but I, was, I thought it hung up. Um, <laughs> first moto, it was I got like really bad sweat for some reason, and it was like I don't usually wear roll-offs, and I was getting like super bad, uh, like it was really blurry. Which, but second moto, my third moto, I didn't have any goggle issues. It was just the first one. So, um, yeah, my bad. I'm I'm yeah. calling it moto two. It's your first yeah. moto, moto my two. My first yeah. moto. Yeah, yep. yeah. I had got goggle, a little bit of goggle issue. Not nothing that was wrong with the goggle, just a lot of sweat. Yep. Yep. And normally when you wear a new helmet, which I didn't really think of this weekend, you tend to sweat more, or the sweat doesn't absorb into the pads, and it kind of drips down um, into the goggles a little bit. So it was just a, um, it was honestly on me. So I, uh, yeah, but it was honestly, my rotting wasn't good first moto. I wasn't very, very comfortable. That track condition was very, very different, but it actually, I got used to it towards the end of the day and um, was actually starting to have a lot more fun. So it was definitely a different Red Bull than I've ever ridden before. So in that in that first moto, of course, you can see uh, Guadagnini start doing the leap early, right? And the way they had the leap built, you lost a ton of time if you didn't do it, especially because the yeah. line was to the outside, right? If, if there was a good inside line, you can kind of cut the track shorter, cut down some of the advantage you would gain. But when you're forced to go outside and you still don't jump it, it penalizes you a lot. Was it something where you just didn't feel confident, like gearing-wise, you didn't want to blow out a rear wheel if you came up short? Because I know you had to be like, man, every time he's doing this thing, i got to start jumping this. By the way, too, Chase, yeah. you, had a, you had a wheel, a pretty good ding in one wheel, I heard, afterwards. Oh, I did, yeah. Oh, yeah. I a few times the second moto. Yep. Well, anyway. Third moto, but my second moto. It was, it was weird because the inside um, – it's obviously faster to go inside, but the inside was so soft that you couldn't carry really much corner speed. And that's the the thing I had a hard time, I guess, adjusting to was how soft the berms and everything were. You had to be so light on the bike and kind of figure out where to get on the gas at the right time. So going outside, we would come in so slow and just try not to bury into the corner to obviously get a drive for the, for the leap. Um, but yeah, he was doing it, and then I I got it, I started doing it towards the middle to the end. But it was just a thing where the inside wasn't really work, working, even just not just doubling it. So you were kind of forced to go outside, and then when you don't do it, you feel like an idiot because you go outside and take all that room, and then you don't jump it. It's uh, it's not the best. But yeah, I got I started doing it consistent. Um, the last moto, um, it wasn't easy. It was. On Saturday, it was super easy, I felt like. But today or yesterday, it was really soft in that turn. And you just really had to be patient was the biggest thing and to get over it. But when you get it clean, there's nothing like jumping the leap. It's, it's so fun. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, hey, what was the uh, – going into the third moto, did they say – did someone tell you, 
hey, we have a nice lead. Like, you know, this is what we're going to do. Or was it on a pit board halfway through the third moto? What did you kind of think about as far as how the lead was going for the team for the team win? How, how was that communicated to you? Yeah, I mean, I, I knew where the points were. Obviously, I, I didn't. I didn't want to think about it because we still needed a good score, mm-hmm. um, at least one of them. So it was either Eli or I had to have a good moto. So um, they gave me the inside gate, which was a good gate. So I came out really good, which honestly, it all comes down to that start. And it's so, it's very like fine line of, if you go inside, like it's obviously, it's good if you come, if you can get to the first turn, but everyone bottles up in there so much and it was soft. It was easy for somebody to go down and get, a huge or being a pileup either there or the second corner. So my whole thing was just to get off the start and get through the first two corners and I'd be fine. So, right. um, yeah, I got through there and then about 15 minutes in, I kind of knew where we were at and that's where I, um, just decided to kind of, right. Like they said, was a little it? Bit. I could see, I could see Eli. I think, um, I was jumping the jump before the leap and he was kind of coming off the one coming into the sand roller. So yeah. Yeah. I was kind of trying to, keep tabs on where he was at and make sure that we weren't in a, we were in a good spot so um like i said it's just a different very different race and something that i have it's always selfish when when you race normally and this is the opposite of that so it was it was cool to get that um see that side of it and definitely something i'll i'll never forget this weekend was mm-hmm. unbelievable yeah uh, i can't even put it into words yeah weeds chase was telling me after the race him and Tillmark had like an hour-long discussion at yeah. dinner just of like just, life yeah life stuff yeah. not even <laughs> that's really it, it was crazy because you and I, I we actually we started talking about mountain biking and um just random stuff and him and i actually went on a mountain bike ride when i was i was probably 15 i was on geico and i went with him and um his dad johnny t and i uh did they crush actually, you? Did Johnny T just work you into the ground? <laughs> yeah, actually, Eli is the one that smoked us. I was I was young, and we're supposed to go on like a pretty easy, pretty easy ride. And Eli kind of just motored away from us. So he knew he knew twenty twenty two was coming. <laughs> yeah. He had to send a message early. <laughs> we we got up halfway up the hill, and it's called Indian Truck Trail. It's a fire fire oh, climb. Yeah. Yep, we know that. Um, we got halfway up, and we see these um, uh, road workers working on the fire road. And they they tell us like yeah we just saw a mountain lion cross through here like twenty minutes or what is it ten minutes ago fifteen minutes ago but he don't worry he looked like he was uh, he didn't look hungry so you guys should be fine so I sat in between John my old trainer John Westling and John Tomac and I was so scared going up that but that's my first memory or first right. memory memory with Eli but we talked about I got we sat there for an hour and fifteen minutes talking about random stuff which yeah. was was cool after the season we went through. At the top of the hill, he lies there just petting the mountain lion. Just, just <laughs> yeah, <that's> scared, <laughs> scared in oblivion. Hey, what I thought was cool was you kept referencing, oh, man, it was like 2018 with the rain and all this. And I was like, yeah, but he wasn't on the team. I did not know. You attended the 2018 event as a yeah. spectator. That's wild. I was there. I was there. And I almost felt like I was racing. That's how – I guess I can't be super upset because, I mean, obviously I know how hard the guys work and they wanted to win. And you live all those guys want to win, but I know how disappointed they were. And I was very disappointed because as an American, you have, no matter if you're racing the race or not, you want America to win. And I was obviously in attendance for that one. And it was just a, a nightmare day for the team. And that is something that was replaying through my head on, on Sunday morning that I didn't want that to happen again. So glad that we could write that wrong a little bit. 
Yeah, absolutely. Did uh, you guys got to ride Red Bud a little bit before the race? Did that help at all, or just hey, man, the conditions were so bad? Like, or did did it help your confidence? Did it did it do anything at all uh, for to help you for the win? Mm, no, it was no. the track was so much different. If it was Saturday, like Saturday, I felt like I was well. I felt like I was better on Saturday than I was on Sunday, just mm-hmm. from the track conditions. But um, that was more what we were used to, and especially in the fall um, there, it you can't the water doesn't one it's drier, and two it just doesn't have as much water in it, so the track forms a lot different. Mm-hmm. And that's what it was kind of like on Saturday. It wasn't even like the national at all, but it was more what we're used to. And then Sunday is obviously a yeah. completely different animal, so it didn't really help. I don't think it just. Um, it was, a, like I said, a completely different track than what we were used to riding. Yep. So one thing I was I was really impressed with, not only you, but the rest of the team, Eli and, and Justin had really great starts too, but to use the scoop tire on a grate is not something that we really do, right? Like if you yeah. guys choose the scoop tire, you're on dirt and you don't start on a grate at all other than Supercross. So like I was like those two combinations versus – the MXGP riders, they do that all the time. That combination is what they use every single weekend, almost all year long. So for you guys to be up there on the start all day long, really all weekend long was really impressive. It wasn't something I expected. Um, did you guys feel confident with that setup? Like it, it kind of played out that way. Yeah, I actually, in my personal opinion, I thought I actually like starting with the scoop tire on the grate more than I like starting with it on the dirt. Okay. I think it's more predictable. Um, and I'm always, I've always been a better great starter than dirt for some reason. It's, I guess it's just more consistent and it's something that you can replicate, um, every single time. So I'm really comfortable on the greats and those things have so much grip. I, it's hard for me to, I guess, I don't know if the Supercross one has more grip or this one, they feel similar, but they obviously look a lot different. So, um, that was something we kind of had to play into, but we did practice starts and all that. So. Um, but they have unlimited grip. And then obviously after the gate, it was wetter on, on Sunday, but, uh, yeah, the scoop tire was the play. I don't think anyone had a regular tire on. I rode one in practice. I did like probably two laps with a regular tire in practice. I said, yeah, that's, that's not, that, going that's not working. Yeah. Yeah. It's not going to happen. It, it's something I talked to a few people, including Paul Malin about, and I know that you had been back and forth. You weren't using it nearly as much as Eli Tomac was throughout the summer. And, you know, from my perspective, I was actually a little bit happy that the track was soft on Sunday because I'm like, Chase is going to use the scoop tire now, which is going to help him on the start. Whether he wants to use it or not, his hand is going to be forced, which I think will help him on the start. So it was like a, it was like this weird dynamic that I was having in my head. I was like, well, I want him to choose a scoop. He probably <laughs> doesn't, you know, he wants to have a little bit more side grip and all these things on the track. But I just thought on the start, it would be a huge kind of game changer. Yeah, I, I actually, after I rode it in practice on Saturday, I pretty much rode off the regular tire. So okay. we were, I was going to stick with the scoop, I think, no matter what. And it's honestly not even the side traction on the scoop that I find harder to ride. It's more of the ride height and the rear oh, end. Okay. Yep. Yep. For me, if, I, if, I, if my rear is tall coming in the corners, that's when I struggle. And... I had a little bit of that on Saturday in the in the qualifying race. It's getting tight because then I use a whole bunch of upper body. So that's something that I'm trying to get used to with the pal tire is getting used to having your rear a little bit taller coming into corners. It has that a little bit more um, height to the tire, and it, it makes a big difference on how the bike reacts to 
braking bumps and whatnot. So it's not even really the side bite for me. It's just more – it's easy in practice when you're riding with a scoop because you're so comfortable and you know where the bumps are, you know where to let off and all that. But when you're racing, it's, it's a little bit harder to, um, I guess, just wrap your head around. So that's really, for me, the scoop tire. Like when Eli was running it this summer even – um, for me, I just thought the bike handles better with the regular tire on. So, um, but yeah, I'm trying to get more, more and more used to that scoop because it seems like the more as years go by, the more times we run it. So um, it's going to be something I need to use in the future a lot more. Yeah, and I, I think they're from my perspective. I think they're going to keep developing that scoop tire and make it more versatile. So it's yeah, they already open, have open right, to a degree, right, right, and I think yeah. that's going to continue. There's a new one right? out, right? The, new, the yeah. 14 is. Yeah, uh, you maybe I don't know if you ridden the old one. You probably did, right? But it's. Yeah, not no, as much of a disadvantage, right? In spots. Yeah, I, yeah. I think this. I think the the scoop is really good. Like the like I said, the side bite and everything. Like, I think it's great, and the traction you get with those things is unbelievable. And that's something on the dirt starts that I struggle with is the first like release of the clutch is something I haven't yet figured out with the scoop tire. Like I always feel like I I let it out too fast with the scoop because it gr- grabs so much or. I do the opposite, and it just messes up my release a little bit. So that's mm-hmm. another thing I have to work on. But it's the great. I felt like it was the equalizer. I felt like it was easier for me to get off more consistently. So I, I actually like the, the, the scoop on the great. About the only negative for you all weekend, Chase, was Saturday's qualifying yeah. race. Yeah. When, when you got yeah. back to the truck, what did your dad say to you? Did it, what did anybody say to you? <laughs> or did you just go, yeah, I know, I know, <laughs> and sit down? So I <laughs> – I get back to the the truck and my uh, my dad. I he didn't he didn't he wasn't there. So okay. um, I get back. I go to like go to the back. Cause I had a motorhome this weekend. Yeah. Um, so I get in there and I see his his shoes sitting outside. And so my old boy, he's already in there. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I get in there and he's he's he cracked open a Coors Light and it's just uh, kicked back in the recliner, just sitting there doing nothing. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, this is. This ain't good, but he he just yep. basically said that it was. I mean, that was stupid, obviously. So right, I, right. I already knew that I was it was dumb. Um, You're like, yeah, yeah was, got it, Dad. <laughs> just keep drinking the Coors Light. Yeah. Well, yeah. don't worry yeah. about it. Right. Hey, honestly, yeah, the, you, the thing I was most mad about was like Ferrandis thought that he like caused that mistake, like in his interview, and I'm yeah, like, I'm like, yeah. we're about to rip my headset off and and go have it out with him on the podium. Why? What did he say? Well, he, yeah, he basically he was just. Over, he looked back at me on the on the leap, and I was like. Uh, here we go. Right. Well, he's just like, yeah, you know, I, I put I pressure, pressure on him, closed the lead oh. down, and then he made a mistake, yeah. and I'm just like, stop it, dude. He was he was 4.6 seconds ahead of you. Frandis is low key cocky. Frandis is low key he, cocky. He deserves to be cocky, but I was yeah. like, that's not no, but what happened. That's just Dylan. Yeah, yeah Dylan is that way. He's, yeah. he's he's awesome. He's a good interview. And I was I was fired right. up. I was like, no, right, like, right. no. Yeah, he, he, he likes it. But <laughs> yeah, that was bad. that was just me being an idiot. Right. The line the line blew out, but I should have been. I well, when it blew out, I tried to cut back. There's a little single on the inside, and I wanted to get back to the left side going down the hill, and I cut back with the line being blown out and it lost the front end. And it was, it was on, it was obviously on me. It was stupid, stupid move, but, and that didn't help my mind for, for Sunday. (laughs) I had to to put that behind me because if that happens on Sunday, um, for the next year, I'm going to look, I'm going to be hated by, or not hated, but I'm going to get a lot of, uh, harsh comments on, on me and USA. They don't win if I do something like that. So that was something I had to, kind of just mentally overcome and really focus in because the track was easy to make a mistake on on Sunday so that was um that was good I didn't I didn't fall over on Sunday so that was a positive uh off the track one of the funniest 
funnier things I, I always like talking to Team USA guys about. And this is more in Europe than um, uh, here, but did other teams, other riders come get your autograph or get photos with you? Because this, <laughs> this happens more than a few times. Uh, did, did anybody uh, come and see you? Yeah, um, a few a few rider or not a few riders, but a few team members um, came over. I gave a few uh, – I gave a jersey to one of the crew members or of the other team. And just – it's kind of cool because, you know, one thing I thought was really cool about this race is racing other people and seeing different people at the races. Mm-hmm. I thought it was really refreshing because normally we go to the races and we see the same people every weekend and yeah. it doesn't get boring, but it's the same It's the same thing every weekend. So this weekend – it was just cool to see different people and meet new people. And I really liked, I mean, honestly, I loved how the MXGP, like all the format, how everything's ran. It's really professional. And I thought it was, uh, mm-hmm. it was cool. I raced a USGP once before, but it's not at that scale, obviously. So um, I thought it was really cool. And I had a blast doing it. Cause like I said, I guess not that it's boring, but the same we do the same thing every weekend sure. with the same yeah. people. So, um, but yeah, on on, the, on your question, I was it was there were a few people that came up, but um, yeah, I, I want to go and experience that in in a different country because I think it'd be even not that it wasn't cool at Redbud, but I want to go race a GP or um, mm-hmm. nations over and hopefully France next year. But yeah, in a different country, it, it's insane over there. It, it's cool in USA, I but heard. it's it's a next level in Europe. Yeah, a few years ago in France. One of the riders for the qualifying race was getting autographs from guys on a front number plate before he raced them. He was on his going, bike. He was going in the park for May, and no, no, he had a spare number plate. Oh, okay. And he's going in the park for May and getting <laughs> riders to sign the plate oh, before the qualifying in his race. Gear. Yeah, in his gear. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's always funny to. He's not afraid. No, no, it was great. I love that stuff. Um, for you, since it was a home race, so to speak, did you have extra people that would not be there, like they wouldn't be there next year if you race in France, for example, or even if it had been at a different national track? Did you get to soak in the victory with some old friends and family, things like that? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was. I had a lot of people there that um, obviously from Illinois and people that I, my friends and family. So there was. I, I don't know how many people that I had there that I knew or close friends, but it was a lot. And then um, the the coolest thing for me, I think, was well, obviously winning and being on the podium. That was it. It felt like an F one race or MotoGP, like that kind of that kind of like hype on the podium, which was cool. And then um, the parade on on Friday was something that I will never forget. That was probably hands down the coolest thing. Um, I've got to experience ever. So it was just, it was, it was cool. The Redbud fans are obviously wild. And um, that was just Redbud basically on steroids. And it was, like I said, something that I'll never forget. And I'm glad we were able to win because it made it that much better. But yeah, that, that podium on, when we got off the track, even when I crossed the finish line, because I was, I was the first USA guy to get over the finish line and we were, we obviously won. So the ride to when I wait, waited for Eli, like the fans on the fence, it was it gave me chills, like yeah. from there to the podium. So that's awesome. Like I said, it was I'm kind of at a loss of words for this weekend, and just the whole experience is something that, like I said, I'll never forget, and I want to experience it again. I, I wish I, the only thing I wish is someone, anyone, any member of the 80 people I saw wearing Team USA shirts could have got to Justin Cooper to put his gear back on. For the podium, this is a very Steve I thought, thing. So, I, I, I saw someone making fun of Justin because he had his goggles on, wrapped around his uh, 
knack on the podium because they said that you have to have your gear on for that, but it's hard for the MX2 guy. I don't know if you just stain your gear or I think, well, what, we've seen it both ways. It was probably wet and muddy, so you need to put fresh stuff on yeah. in this case. But many times the guys stain their gear or they put it back on, they gear back up. Trey Kennard told us yesterday yes. that in 2010 he put fresh gear on. Because he, because, because he saw Weimer in jeans the year before. Yes. <laughs> so, and, I mean, it, this is 2022. I still bug Jake about wearing jeans on the MXDN podium. <laughs> so I just wish someone would have got to J-Coop been like, hey, man, throw on a new set of gear. Yeah, there's so much to worry about here. You should definitely This is going to be in the pictures for decades. Right. <laughs> don't be a Weimer. Yeah, it's a huge deal. <clears throat> don't be a Weimer. I, I don't remember. I don't remember. I, I feel like. It's more likely, or I don't know, was Hunter in gear or not? Was he, he was the was. name of Hunter? He was, I think. Somehow. I feel like yeah. he was. Yep. 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 Yeah, I don't know. You poor guys, though. I was, I was though. on Justin. He was, yeah. he, he, his, his fourth. His second was really, really good. His fourth was, was a game changer for Team USA. It was great. It was amazing. Yeah. Yep. What we were saying, yeah. the, uh, you know, Renault and Ferrandis were 1-2 at the beginning of that third moto. And even with that, you guys still had a sizable, I think, three or four points on them. Because Jacob's yeah. fourth just yep. gave you guys such a massive advantage. Yeah, no, he yeah. definitely that second motor he pulled through, and he uh, especially in those conditions, it was it was not easy. And man, he rode he rode really good. Even the weeks leading up, he him riding, he was riding really good, and you could tell that he was this was like his race, and he knew that there was people that didn't believe in him, and he came out and I guess he did, well he definitely proved him wrong, and I think that was. Probably his best race all season, and maybe yeah, might have been yeah. definitely his best race all season. Yeah. He rode un- like unbelievable, so it was I was stoked for him. Are you uh, are you gonna get some time off now, Chase? Or when do you get back to Soupy? <laughs> when does that happen? <laughs> Tuesday? Um, <laughs> yeah. So uh, I'm actually I'm off for this week, and then I'm staying here in Illinois just to kind of yep. relax. I was here obviously before the race, but I was still training, so. Mm-hmm. Now I'll be able to relax, and then I'm going to California on Sunday, and I test Supercross there we that go. next week already. Yeah. So, but I'm after that I'm going on vacation for. I probably won't ride for three weeks or so. Okay. But I need to get tested. I need yeah. to get a, some sort of. We have a big test. Um, like I guess this bigger stuff that I need to get mm-hmm. out of the way before, so they can get it all. Yeah, they got to order the parts, right? Yep. Yep. Yeah, that way I have a base, and I don't when I come back to riding. I don't have to, I guess, worry about the first initial test, and I already have a, kind of a a base set up, and mm-hmm. that's something that I, will ease my mind, I guess, when I'm on vacation. So, but right. yeah, we have a lot of work to do for. for some yeah, time. the yeah. grind never stops. I remember going to uh, to the MXDN and coming back and testing Supercross on the Wednesday, and I flew back. Oh, yeah. and we're back at the Supercross track oh, Wednesday, and I'm like, oh, gosh. What happened? I think <laughs> yeah. I think Kennard, I think Trey is actually testing on Saturday, Sunday this weekend. <laughs> yeah, at the Honda Test Track, and then I'm riding Monday, Tuesday. Yeah, so, yeah. We have like my my. I was telling somebody yesterday, like we I'm at the press conference, and I'm already wor- thinking about yeah testing and preparation for Supercross, which is um, MX. The, the nations was definitely big, and mm-hmm. we definitely wanted to win that. But now my my goals are. Set on supercrosses. Yeah, um, oh. yeah, we got a lot to prove this year, so I'm I'm excited for that, and that's coming back to work here pretty soon. And by the way, I'm fully on board with Lars over there. 
No blowing up the race bike. Glad to see Lars took a stand. Those guys were told. Yeah, you, see, told you don't by like the Japanese, it. You don't like that. I don't, you don't like, like it. That. No, no. You didn't like my ghost ride at uh, San Diego. No, either. no, none of that. No, that bike. No, you're that fully bike. on board with the Japanese. Let's be hey, clear. Hey, you guys missed it though. We brought <laughs> so. Um, yeah, he yeah, brought out a, a, a stock bike rider underneath right. underneath our, uh, and he was riding. I think pretty much a stock bike. So I'm like, because I I missed the first part of the celebration, so. I went over there, and it was Eli and Justin's bike. So I'm like, well, you know, we probably need to get a Honda over here. So I brought, I tried, I went over there and asked them. They said no to the to the race bike. So I think <laughs> I think Trey actually has to ride it next week. So yeah, um, exactly. I, uh, Keep your I hands said, off okay, it. Well, can we take the stock bike? So I rode it over there, and so we had the stock bike. Yeah. And uh, I guess it was it was good. I mean, whatever. I just yeah. This bike just got yeah, you the you win. Like he still you hammered. Like you know, he still hammered that stock bike like nobody's business. So yeah, I'm not sure what you're exactly happy about. Ah, uh, whatever. It's not. I mean, I'm not happy about the stock bike, but I'm. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm. It's okay. It's maybe a compromise. Maybe we can reach a compromise. I, all I can tell you, Steve, were we you had, there? Yeah, I was there. We had a hell of a good time. Oh, by the celebration, did you, get, you mean? Did you wrap the bike? No, no, no I, no, I did not participate. Oh, okay, I was gonna say you're, no. It's pretty. That's hypocritical of you, right? No, I would have if they if they had done that and Weege and JT got to do Tomax bike. We'll talk about that later. I saw JT's video. If and they, I, think I was there when Weege got on it. Okay. Yeah, I did not realize. I saw these photos today, and I'm like, oh, I didn't know Sexton was two feet to my left. I, I was focused yeah, I on other things. If, <laughs> if someone had brought me over there, I would have went rum rum and walked away. That's what I would have done. Tried to blow it up. Nope, I would have just yep. went rum rum. Great. Why, what Let's is go. your thoughts on that? You just don't like the abuse on the bike. Okay. This bike, you know, it's the loving, tender. So many hours are put into it by the mechanic, by the motor guy. Everybody trying to trying to to make this. It's an inanimate object. Doesn't have emotions. Everything is is is. There's a lot of money in that bike. A lot of parts. A lot of expenses. And also, so why blow it up? Why treat it badly? That's one. Two. You could have an injury. We had one blow up and hurt Paul Delorier. Uh, a moose blew out in Jet's bike. We've seen these things happen before. You could literally create a, an injury by, by the bike blowing up. That's no good. Oh, Designations 2018. Uh, the KTM guys, somebody kicked it into gear. It shot rocks everywhere and hit like 20 people, just a bunch of rocks. Just bang, 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 bang. They're like, so now you're like literally injuring people. Two. You just did this a remarkable thing, this bonding moment with your team and the fans and everybody else. Can we just sit around and talk to each other like humans and celebrate this and say, man, thanks Hell for your no. help. Hell you know, no. Thanks Don't for think it that'd be quite the same. You, know, you got to get, you gotta, you gotta get a little instead, bit of Instead, you, you can't have a fucking conversation with anybody because no. everyone's revving the shit everybody, out of the bike. The yeah. emotion and the joy that was going on. How about you just hug each other? Hug each other. There's your emotion. Sounds There's great. your joy. Honestly, though, I know you guys were there. That was probably... Eli was loving it. It was like, so much that, fun. <laughs> yeah, right. Seen, okay. I great. have not well. seen that side of him. I, I don't think anyone. <laughs> I don't know if anybody has. Yeah. <laughs> it was it was super cool because even after that, we went over the, the Alpine Star thing and mm-hmm. we just kept kept the vibe going and it, it got even better. We went under the tent over there, so yeah, it was. Uh, Dude, it, it was he had the tear off and he was he was putting them in the behind the pipe. Was, yeah, and then dying. next thing you know, it blows up and we lose Tomac hey. or whatever. You just never all know. Can, well, it's just like yeah, a meteorite. Yeah. All I can tell you is that Joey Eli Tomac's yeah. mechanic was leading the charge. That's fine. Leading that's the charge. Fine. That's all you need that, to know. That's fine. I'll that's speak. All you I'll need speak to, to Jelly about that. Um, I think but, you're going to lose that. You one. know, I've been in the I've been in the A stars thing when USA wins and the limoncello shots and everyone's having a great time. Let's just keep it to that. I stand with Lars. Lars and I are united. Lars, Lars stood on nope. the orders he was given. No, no, Lars. Absolutely. No, no Lars. 
thinks it's dumb also. I've had conversations with him. So I stand with Lars. But I actually so. think my bike was over there at one point. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll speak to somebody yeah. about that. It was over there because I think I saw a video of uh, my mechanic Zim revving it. So I'm like, so it was over there, but I think they took it away. Uh, they, they, uh, that's good. They weren't so good. I like that. I well, listen, that, that's one about of Steve's worst takes. We're, we're experienced. Thank that's you. saying a lot. No, it's not. No, it's not. It's a great take. I stand with Lars. It was uh, awesome. Chase, uh, good job, man. Way to rise to the occasion. Uh, the weather was crappy. It didn't matter. Uh, great work for you and your teammates. Thank you for doing the show tonight, too. Um, thanks very much, man. Yeah, yeah good, we appreciate it. Congrats, man. Yep. Yeah, so awesome. No problem, guys. Thank you for having me on. And, uh, yeah, stoked we could win it for you there, Steve. Yeah, fantastic. Thanks, yeah. Chase. We. <laughs> thanks, man. We. All right. All right. That's Chase Sexton, everybody. Brought to you by the folks at Wysco Piston. Coming up with Sam Jones right away. Todd's on one. Todd, what's up, man? Hey, Steve. I just wanted to call into the shit on Jay Coop show. Okay. Um, thank you. Welcome to the show. Yeah. I wanted to talk about just how I feel like everyone kind of dis- not disrespected him, but he was talked about as like the weak, weak link going in. Um, no one thought he would do that good. And not only does he go out and win the 250 class, but he goes out and well, it's fourth overall. Okay, hold on. Hold on. In the motor. Hold on, Todd. What's up? He did, he rode great. That fourth, we just talked about it for 20 minutes. It, it was fantastic and he and he really was a big part of this bringing this home, this team home. But when you say weak link, I mean we had Tomac and Sexton beating everyone by 30 seconds in in the American 450 Nationals. They were the stronger riders than Jacob who did Jacob he got fourth in points. He got fourth in points. Right. So, so you had the one-two in points, beating, winning everybody yeah, by 30 seconds. In a tougher class. Fourth. In a tougher class. Yes. So, Jacob. Maybe not, but weaker. Weaker. He weaker. was the weaker rider of this team. Everything we saw all summer lent itself to that. And that's fine. He's still a bad dude. But let's, let's, and, and, and the USA dropped one of his scores. Again, he rode amazing. And his fourth is a, is, is a huge reason why the team won. But let's, you know. I mean, when you say he's the weak link, I yeah, he was the weaker rider on the team. He got beat by three other riders in the points, right? Okay, but so some of the some of the criticism, or not criticism, but some of the thoughts of yeah. Jay Coop's spot on the team are accurate. Yeah, no, I see what you're saying, but um, do you looking back, hindsight's always twenty twenty. But do you think that there would have been a better person to put in that place? And I know it's hard to say because he just went out and won, but no, I, I don't. I don't. I was. I was for Christian Craig. I don't think Craig does what what Coop does this weekend. I. I how do you? How, he got fourth overall. Uh, how do you? Uh, you know, like that's awesome. I don't know if Craig can do. Craig could probably do that, but yeah, no. I. I would think Coop perform, outperformed Barsher or Craig or R.J. Hampshire was in the mix, right, for a little bit. But yeah, yeah. I it's one of the better yeah. MX2 yeah. performances we've seen in a long time. Yeah, yeah. that's true. Really that fourth, was. we'd have to look that up. Uh, in those conditions. That yeah, you know, I I, I would like to have it be Anderson. I don't think Cowie was raising right. their hands to let right. him go. I feel like Anderson was the third best rider this year in motocross, but in those conditions, I didn't know it was going to be muddy. Yeah, but when I saw the rain coming down, I'm like, yeah. I'm not taking anybody over Jay Cooper at this point. But going into it as Cooper's a selection, yeah, it's perfectly a logical explanation to be like, ah, you know, Christian Craig was a an option. Jason Anderson, Marsha early on, like I, you know, yeah, I don't think anybody. Can sit there if and Justin be like, Cooper was battling and almost winning the championship like he was in 2021, this wouldn't have been a conversation. No, not at all. It wouldn't have been a conversation. No, absolutely. It was just his form this year, foot injury induced and things like that that, yeah. that made it a conversation. But Todd, yeah, he crushed it, man. It's just a, it's awesome. a, it's a Thanks, degree. Man. It's a small degree. It, it, we're not saying he's yeah. terrible. We're just saying he's not as obvious a pick as 
the two guys who are dominating the 450 class. Absolutely. When yes. you ha- when you looked at the team, you're like, well, these two dudes are crushing the world. Or not the world, but a lot of guys by 30 seconds. So, I, everybody, yeah, when so, he yeah. was struggling at like high point in some of these rounds, yeah. everybody was like, I don't know. Yeah, that's the whole thing. It's I don't I don't know what we're going to do with this. We have to give credit to the selection committee, whoever that might be. I don't know what names necessarily are involved. They bought them. So they they he got that moto win at Washougal, and the light bulb went off, and they bought well, themselves a little extra time. Generally, the team was supposed to be picked by by then. Yes, and and they held off. To and see that was a, that yep, ended up being yep, the right, right move. Right, because again, in the mud. Now, I, I, not that Craig's it, some people in the you mud, talk but, to, some people yeah. who talk to you will say that Star said. Give him a week. Give him another do race. You, do Give you think race. that yeah. Christian Craig's really rough Unadilla had anything to do with it? No. I don't even remember. I think it was, oh, it was well, terrible. Yeah, oh, yeah, that's yeah, right. really, no, I think really tough because Coop at Unadilla, even though he, he crashed out of one. He won crashed, second moto. He cra- won one moto and then was leading when he crashed yeah. in the other one. So I think yeah. Christian's Unadilla was off to the side, and now they but look what at if Craig? What if Craig goes like, you know, three, four, five, three? That's what I'm saying. Who knows? It was almost like the nail in the coffin for Christian having a really bad day on the back of Justin yeah. really having a good bounce back day. Because yeah. after that, Justin really didn't do a lot. Like he had a tough no. go. He he was okay at Fox Raceway, but Butt Creek and Ironman weren't great. No. Right. No. So yep. I almost feel like if you're picking sides, he was fortunate to have that Unadilla day. Christian was really unfortunate because then Justin struggled for two weeks after that, but the decision had yeah. been made. I think we all kind of gave him a pass, though, because of getting sick, I, right? I know, yeah, I know like, but I'm just saying, like, yeah, there was yeah, a lot yeah. of – there. it was fluid at that point. Those two races, Washington yeah. and Unadilla yeah. got him on the team, yeah. and in the end, they look brilliant And, and they do, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Speaking of brilliant, uh, a chair beast plastic industry leader in uh, aftermarket dirt bike plastics and accessories. Cooper Webb, Adam Cincerillo, Barsha, Anderson, and many others along the way at Cherubis is fine-tuned to products to offer their highest level of performance and protection. Frame guards, discards, chain blocks, slider kits at Cherubis USA. For more information, at at Cherubis on social media. Let's bring in uh, a friend of the show, a friend uh, been in the uh, uh, industry for a long time, riding and r- racing, and then in the Hollywood world as well. Uh, Sam Jones, what's up, man? How are you? Hey, Steve, how you doing? We're good. Thanks for calling in, man. Appreciate it. Uh, Team USA, Absolutely. they brought it home. They brought it home, Sam. I know. It was. It, I watched the whole thing. It was great. And, uh, you know, Cooper had such a weird year that I, I can understand why people were unsure about having him on the team. But the thing you realize the minute you start watching that race is the start is so important. And he started great every time, and he maintained his position, and it was brilliant. Yeah. Yeah, it was uh, it was good, really good job uh, by him. So, uh, thanks for calling in, Sam. So, you've got a Ricky, Car- my buddy Ricky Carmichael. It's unbelievable. You're a good friend. Yeah, I don't know what has happened, Sam, but over the weekend, Carmichael would not let Steve. Carmichael wanted Steve Mathis's analysis and predictions. Yeah. It, you would think that Steve was the 15-time national champ. Mm, well, That's how you- much Carmichael loves Steve. Now, I'm so confused. Yeah, it, this is this is incredible. We're we're, yes. we're we're so tight, Sam. So it's, it's you know what? Everybody everybody experiences growth at different parts of their life, and I think Ricky just realized mm-hmm. that without Steve in his life, he would be. You know, he he wouldn't be as Sam. Uh, why do you don't do it, Sam? Thank you. Don't do this. Oh, Love Sam Jones on the show. Oh, no, it's the one thing and, you, you know, didn't the more, have. The more I'm around Ricky, the more I talk about education, vocabulary. Uh, you know, self, self-growth, self learning, awareness. Um, you know, the more he says, well, I, I just got to talk to Steve more in my life. And, oh, and, uh, yep. man. Yep, thank you. You know you. what I mean? Thank you. Wow. Yep. This better yeah. not be in the documentary. <laughs> Please. Uh, so you have, a, you have a Carmichael documentary coming out that, that to me, we, we've seen your stuff. HBO, Tony Hawk, Doc dropped uh, uh, 
two, three months ago. It was fantastic. Great job on that. Uh, you've been in, you. you've directed an episode of Ted Lasso, of course. You've got some stuff coming out. You've done some music videos. Um, you've got a Smartless uh, documentary coming out, the podcast. You've been around Hollywood. You, you, you're, in the, you're, um, you're an enthusiast of the sport. And you've turned your attention to Carmichael. And uh, uh, this seems, I mean, I went in and did a part, uh, so hopefully I make the cut, Sam. Uh, this seems like you're trying to not do a documentary about how great Ricky Carmichael is as a racer. This is, this is going to be really something that gets behind, behind the scenes. Well, there's no denying that he's the greatest ever. And so, and I think everyone knows that, especially within the bubble of the industry. But what, what fascinates me about Ricky is what he had to give up to, to get to that place and how early uh, he started giving those things up or sacrificing or, you know, um, and I think that, that what's fascinating about Ricky is that he came along at a time when the sport was still, um, you you know, you could still sort of have a regular life Mm -hmm. and race motorcycles and Ricky came along and, um, I think that was the era, not just Ricky, but that was the era when kids starting to be homeschooled and, um, you know, taking it really seriously from age five or six years old and, and, uh, and looking at that and, and the toll that took on him and, and what he had to overcome to, to do what he did. That's fascinating to me. And hopefully I can tell that story in a way that, you know, people who aren't a champion at something or the greatest in the world at something can relate to, um, to, to the sacrifice and hard work that it takes because his winning and his, his record is inherent in the story. But what I think is interesting mm-hmm. and what I tried to do also with the Tony Hawk movie was to get to the human being inside the icon or the legend or whatever. Yeah. And, and it seems like, yeah, it's going to be good. What, when are you looking to drop this? What, what are we looking at? Still a lot, still a ways away. Oh uh, yeah. It's, it's a ways away. We yep. are still, uh, still shooting. We're, we're, We've started to edit, and um, and right now we are we're trying to kind of comb the industry for um, as much archival material, photographs, footage, you know, old home movies, broadcast uh, stuff, all that, all those things, all you know, all the usual suspects, but also um, you know, trying to find things that haven't been seen or put together in a way that can tell the whole story. And, uh, and we're still, we still have some interviews to do with, mm-hmm. with some of the people he raced and some of the people in the industry. So it's, it's definitely a work in progress. Um, but, but to me, this is where it starts to get fun when you've, you've already done a, a, a lot of interviews and your story starts to take shape mm-hmm. and, uh, and you start honing it down, you know? So our listeners, uh, if they have things of Carmichael back in the day or anything, do you want to, want to reach out or can, is there somewhere they can yeah, reach out to you? It, it, and in fact, I really appreciate the opportunity to come on here because, you know, it's such an insular sport and an industry, and and it seems like everybody in the industry listens to your show. And and you know, whenever you're at a race, and I've been going to races for a long time, um, you know, there's the broadcast footage, but there's also a lot of people down on the floor with cameras and mm-hmm. video cameras and and that kind of thing. And so I I'm putting the word out to anyone and everyone in the industry that either, you know, raced against Ricky as a kid or uh, had a parent who went to a lot of races and brought a a video camera or um, had pictures, you know, or or even someone who remembers a guy that was, you know, maybe he was a mechanic or maybe he was a semi-driver, but he also took video or whatever. Mm -hmm. So 
um, yeah, I'm just putting the word out right now to, to find all that. And if anyone has anything like that or, or even might have a lead to someone who does and they wanted to send me an email, uh, I would love it. Okay. All right. How do they send you an email? Uh, so info at offcamera.com. Okay. All right. JT, Frank, Cindy? And you could also DM me on um, on Instagram. I'm Sam Jones Pictures. Sam jo- okay. JT, I have, Frank? I mean, I have, obviously I have endless stories about him, and I used to stay at his house when we were, you know, 15, 16. But, man, back then it was so hard to have footage. Like, it's just not yeah. the digital yeah. age, you know? Yep. So I yep. don't know that I would have anything. I got that but. Uh, Chris Holtner photo of James and Ricky together at World Minis, and James is eight, Ricky's ten. or what? Like, it's a phenomenal yeah. photo in the box. We had, box we stuff, had yeah. video of – us two racing against each other and we were he was much better than i was but we would be on 85s and he we would be together on the first lap and then he would just be yeah. gone after right, a couple right. laps but yeah that I, who knows where that is that's now. gone it's gone no, now. i don't know um uh sam well, i was going to the exact yep. conversation that i want to engender through this so th- this is great and i'd love to see that photo steve and and actually jt i wanted to put you in the film but mathis was like no no yeah no no yeah no shocking and, and, Shut that down. Shocking. What does he know about Carmichael <laughs> from Florida being the age he is? It barely even had anything to do with each other, I bet. You know? Uh, hey, Sam, what I was going to say is, and I know you've had some other projects in mind using your love of motocross and the fact that you're able to get projects like this done because you're accomplished in the Hollywood industry. I think people might be listening to this thinking, oh, I might learn something about Carmichael, but it's not just for the audience of this show. This Carmichael doc is a vehicle to expose people to motocross. It's such a fascinating story that hopefully people yeah. that didn't really think about well, motocross. It's same, Tony, Hawk Tony Hawk's a bigger name than Ricky, but yes, same he thing. He transcends yes, skateboarding. Absolutely. People that aren't yep. into skateboarding will watch a Tony Hawk doc. So I'm sure that's part of your vision here to get people interested in dirt bikes through Ricky's story. Oh, that's a great point, Weege, because um, I know I have the audience within the industry. Yeah, we're going to gonna check it out. <laughs> yeah. But to, to me, there's, there is, uh, you know, and as I started putting this together, I realized that there, there's a fascinating story to be told by including the history of motocross and by taking the time to talk about the nuance between supercross and motocross or between, you know, the premier class and the 125s and between two strokes and four strokes and, um, and, by and about the fitness and the and the you know the amount of training these kids do and how early they start and um there is an opportunity here that hasn't been uh really i don't think has really been exploited yet to tell the story of the sport as well um you know number one because it'll give you a greater appreciation and understanding of ricky but number two because it i think there's a lot of misconceptions about the sport and there's nothing people like more than to watch a documentary and get a little educated on it. And then they feel like an insider and then they want to share it to their friends. And the greatest thing you can have as a filmmaker is to have someone talking about your film saying, Hey, you have to see this because I thought it was going to be, you know, dudes doing backflips, you Mm -hmm. know, uh, with shirts off, (laughs) you know, and, and it turns out these guys are like, incredible athletes and and you know fierce competitors and all that so um so yeah absolutely the um the sport itself is going to be a big character in this film and as well as you know the people that ricky had to race against and beat um so you know we're not just looking for ricky stuff we yeah you know there's Jer- jeremy mcgrath story is in here and uh james stewart story is in here as well and and so yeah it's an opportunity for sure to to 
to kind of share all of that. Did we get James and Chad yet? You know, I I almost don't want to jinx it, but uh, okay. they're okay. on the schedule. They okay, all right. On the okay. schedule with airplane flights. Okay, all right. So Sounds okay. good. Excited about that. Sounds good. What yeah. uh, what's yeah. the so far through your process? And I know a little bit about it. What's what's an interview? that's going to be in the in the dock that blew your mind so far or the most interesting one or the one that you're like this is this is this is you know I'm putting a bunch of this guy in this dock please say me yeah you know there's a few people i think it, it, depending on the era they're talking about or the, or this particular part of Ricky's life that they're in uh that are really fascinating i i found his mom really fascinating to talk to and especially about her, her philosophy on what it takes and what you have to sacrifice. And I found uh, DV really, really great to talk about because mm, yeah, I wasn't yeah. aware. I wasn't aware how many parallels between Ricky and DV in terms of a parent that was really, you know, driving and, and, you know, kind of a love hate relationship with, with the sport and, uh, and also an ability to, to put things in context that, that I don't know. They, mm-hmm. Like when DV speaks, it's it's a little bit different than your average motocrosser, and you know. So yep. so there's been some things like that that have been really really eye opening. E- even talking to um, Johnny O was really great because yep. you got some you got some more insight into the uh, sort of the building of right. uh, what it took to build Ricky into what he was and and what he was up against that I didn't know. And and talking to McGrath was amazing. Uh, he's he's such a uh, a great humble um, storyteller, and you know seeing how different he was as a person compared to Ricky. Really, sort of you know by hearing Jeremy's story, you understand more about Ricky. So there's a lot of little moments like that that are really exciting. So when I did it, I put DV in touch with Sam, and then at some point a few weeks later, Sam's like, "Dude, DV's not." getting back to me like i don't know what's going on so i text dv i'm like are you gonna do this doc or like what are you doing and dv texts it back i don't know who this guy is yeah i don't know who this guy is i don't know if he's legit i don't know anything about him and i don't want to do some you know shitty documentary or something (laughs) and i go dv dv no the guy's done this and this yeah yeah and and, like make make time for this guy yeah and then he did and then next thing you know he did but he was not having it at first he was not (laughs) not not having sam's texts at first but is there anything dv's having i don't yeah i don't think dv's having anything it's a good point having nothing (laughs) they don't know shit right right. (laughs) um uh sam you you hit on it i i talked to you pretty early in this in this process and um again back to the what would interest someone from the human side even if you don't like dirt bikes um this thing we take for granted. We all know Meanie Genie. Yeah. You lived it, JT. I did. Yes. Uh, we just think of it as like, oh, yeah, it was Carmichael's mom. And I had never thought of it this way until you said it to me. You're like, how unique is that? You would assume it's the dad, the dad, the dad, the dad. For most athletes, maybe they played, maybe they yeah. rode, whatever it is. And I had not thought of, wow, that is a really unique story, that it was the mom. That's so wild. And I, I'd never even yeah. thought of it that the way. The caring, nurturing mom, right? No, it was uh, the yeah, gnarly yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. Yes. So that's a really cool story to tell yeah, that I had sure. taken for granted. Yep. Yeah, for sure, and and uh, she's such a unique individual, and and you know, I kind of I kind of wanted to get into her background and uh, and what kind of upbringing she had and the circumstances to marrying Big Rick and stuff because I felt like that all contributed to 
the way she was with Ricky. And, and I, you know, I don't want to reveal all of it, but mm-hmm. suffice to say, um, she was so invested in Ricky from, from the day he was born and so connected to him that it, it was like no other relationship that, I mean, you know, Todd Marinovich and his dad comes to mind, but not, you know, not the abusive stuff, obviously, but, but someone who's so invested in their son and so, um, so determined to be a student of the sport. That's the, that's the amazing thing about his mom is that she never rode bikes and um, she became, you know, she just had, she had the instincts and the observational powers to become this incredible coach in this sport without any time on a bike at all. And to me, that is fascinating that the person that happened to be his mom had the ability to go out on track and just instinctually come up with drills and come up with, you know, methods to, to keep Ricky progressing. And, and, you know, we take, we take that for granted as well, but it's pretty, it's pretty circumstantial that, that that happened the way it did with her. Well, JT, you know what we do to all three of us know to be on Ricky's level, to do what he did, to do what Ryan Villapoto did or Ryan Dungey did, and you know any of these guys, almost, almost like like Sam said, post McGrath, Jeremy's upbringing, much different, much more, you know, uh, less structured. But Ricky on all the greats, it's a lonely life. It's a it's a it's a life you give up a lot of um, sacrifices for. And yeah, there's money, there's money, and yeah, there's fame. But on a Wednesday and a Thursday, deep in the woods of Florida, no one's there with you. <laughs> Ricky rode. I I still have never seen or heard about anybody ever riding as much as that guy did. Yeah, it, it was mind blowing to me. Too much, and I think I know when Alden came around because I was there before and during. Alden was like, "We we got to we got to back this down a little bit. Right. We're riding <laughs> way yeah. way too much, yeah. right?" And yeah. and. He brought the diet and he brought the nutrition, and yeah. I think he brought a lot of science to the program because before it was like more is always better, right. and it was just so much yeah. riding. I, I don't think that I have the the ability to tell people how much riding there was. Like yeah. I could show you, I yeah. could tell you but exactly how much, just, but you don't even fathom. There, we can't no, fathom how much that is. There's no outside interests when you're Ricky Carmichael or Ryan Villapoto or these guys. There's, and there's I think, nothing. I think there's, there's, there's this misconception, too, with Ricky that he was like, yep, I'm just going to keep motoing, and I'm going to kill these guys, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be so dominant. No, 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 no. Maybe later once he b- matured into an adult, but when he was you know, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, it was kicking and screaming and whining and yelling yeah. at his mom, and I don't want to be – I don't want to ride anymore. I've ridden enough. How many more 40-minute motos do I have to do today? Mm-hmm. It, it was so much back and forth and arguing. In the end, he did the work. Yeah. And Jeannie was always, later on, was always like, yeah, he did, he did argue and whatever, but in the end, he did it. Like, he suited up and did it yeah. where guys like me, guys like Ernesto Fonseca, guys like Matt Walker, whoever, Brock Sellers, whoever was around, we're just like laying on the ground. Like, yeah. we're <laughs> smoked. And Ricky would still be out there to, doing more corner drills, doing more starts, doing sprints. Do, we like, went there for a week, remember? Oh, Maybe yeah. And Red Dog yeah, went yeah. there for a week. And then Timmy tells a story of jogging with him. And Mom's like, you guys go for a jog. Yogi, Timmy, and Ricky. I was there. And Ricky runs off into the trees. Yeah. And waits. Hides. Hides. Yeah. Doesn't yeah. do the jog. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, things like that. Like, yeah. he. he but what a, what a champion he became from all that. Yeah. And, and the Chad but, Watts stories of once working he, on practice bikes. Yeah. And yeah. What, <laughs> once Ricky became an adult. He took on the work ethic that Jeannie 
instilled in him. Yeah. And it wasn't so much pushback at that point. But early on, man, yeah. if, if anybody thinks like at 16, he was just like, yeah, man, I'm just bring on more work. No, no, yeah, yeah. That, that was not what he was about at that time in his life. Yeah. Uh, and- no, and JT, I, I think that's, that's you, you nailed it right there because I think that one thing that has to happen for a boy to, you know, make that transition to a professional is that whatever the voice is of the parents or the coach or whoever the motivating person is, that voice, you have to end up, it has to become your own voice. And I think Jeannie had this way of, um, I, I don't want to call it manipulation, but definitely um, she she had a way of challenging Ricky. And I think Ricky was so stubborn and so much like her in a lot of ways that mm-hmm. he ultimately he he wasn't going to uh, give up because he wasn't going to let mom, you know, kind of like I think she knew how far she could push him. And because she was his mom, she knew better than anyone else how much he could take. Yep. And she would push him right up to that point until he internalized that and he would push himself right to the brink and, and know how much he could he could take. And, and uh, that's a fascinating thing for sure. And, and it's complex and it's layered. You know, there's – you can say all is well that ends well, and he, and he has an amazing life because of all those championships. But you can also say, you know, what what did he have to give up as a kid that yeah. that he never will get back? And and that place that these athletes live in, these people that do one thing better than anybody else to the exclusion of everything else in life, you know, there's two sides to that coin. Yeah. You know, I, I wonder if Michael Jordan ever wanted to learn to play the piano. You know, know what I mean? But, <laughs> it, it, it's, it's funny. I remember being – about 15 and getting ready for Red as being up there. And she would be just hammering him about how Shea Bentley and Robbie Horton were going to smoke him at Loretta's and you better do more laps. Those guys are going to kick your butt at Loretta's. And he would just be like, they're not like yeah. the biggest argument you've ever seen. Yeah. And the then Reverend Robbie Horton is coming. Well, and then flash forward five years and it would be the same conversation, but it would be Stefan Rancada right. or whoever. What It was the yeah. same yeah. conversation yeah. though all the time. And he's yeah. like, they are not, they're not going to. And it was just, it's funny how that dynamic never changed, but the, the target and the enemy did. Yeah. Know? Yeah. It's uh, going to be fascinating, yeah. Sam, to, to see this. Uh, and I urge people to check. Well, Weege, Sam, can we get Weege a copy of the HBO Tony Hawk doc? Cause he, he won't pay for HBO. There's no way. That is true. I would not. So I, yeah. How, how do we get Weege? Okay. I would think Weeds would have it like a, a figure out a way to have pirated at least, right? Like, doesn't he have a, or doesn't he have a friend? He I, I did. Mark, like, Marks I mean, could do it. Marks could get a technical him expert. Weeds. Yeah. Well, similar to Carmichael, similar to Carmichael, it comes back to my mom. She had HBO. I borrowed her password. She dropped it like two years ago. So really, it comes down to the mom. Okay. It's, all right. it's all her right, fault. Right. It's all her uh, fault. Uh, my, I, my life is to, it's, it's what right. she makes it. Well, I urge people to check we, out. We'll, we'll okay. get you a copy. Okay. For free? Sweet. Thank you, Sam. <laughs> For free. Yeah. Yes. I, I urge people to check out the Tony Hawk doc on HBO. Uh, please check it out. And if, yeah, if you have any information, videos or photos, contact Sam, as he said earlier. And uh, I can't wait, man. I'm looking forward to it. Thanks uh, Thanks for calling in. It's going to be good. So I hope I make the cut, Sam. I really do. Oh, you're going to make the cut. You ah, were great. And, nice. and uh, ah. you, you gave me a lot of your day, and, and that was a long session, and then we went on a great mountain bike ride. We did. So that was, but, I only did it because you promised to take me on a mountain bike ride. That's why I came <laughs> drove all the way down there. Uh, and when, cause that epic, that mountain bike ride was great. It was awesome. So thank you for that. Yeah. And, and everyone should know that's listening to this show is that Steve is a badass on a mountain bike. I mean, he is good. Uh, He's good. Quite honestly, he, he will go down single track faster than, uh, 
Uh, people are willing to. Thank you, Sam. It's not. It's, it's true. It's, it's not it's true. totally true, but I, I do it's appreciate true. it. Um, thank I, was, I was impressed the one time I wrote with you. I was okay. impressed. All right. Thank you. I appreciate that. We need to end this yeah. segment. Uh, we, we do. We, we do. I don't want to say these, Sam. I appreciate I it. I don't want to say any of this, especially since you just got me booted from the I did not get you booted from the documentary. <laughs> Sam's full of shit. I did not. <laughs> uh, Sam, thank you for uh, calling in, man, and uh, best of luck with everything. I can't wait to see it. And uh, yeah, you you had a long accomplishments in the in film, and of course, don't forget people. Maybe people want to put a face. You did an interview with um, uh, Ricky on your show that was on uh, Directv for a long time. That's right. Yeah, so yeah, that, a long time ago. Maybe people would have saw that and not realized you're the same guy that was doing that black and white interview with 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 Ricky. So he was like Jennifer Aniston one week. Ricky yeah, Carmichael Ricky Carmichael the next, the next week. I'm like, right. what is going on? <laughs> Matt Damon. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, I got yeah, yeah. I got good street cred with you one time because shortly after I did the interview with you or before Matt Damon posted a photo with you somewhere. Uh, it was around yeah. that time, and I said to my wife, "That's the guy with Matt Damon." And my my wife, very impressed with celebrities, yeah. was then impressed that I knew the guy in the photo oh, with Matt Damon. Oh. So yeah, it was. Uh, well, listen, if I if I can make things a little smoother with Pookie, I, I'm happy to say that. <laughs> Thank uh, you. I can facilitate that. I'd yeah. like to ask Matt Damon what's going on with crypto. If you could pass okay. that message along, <laughs> if he could give me a crypto update, I'd love to yeah. have that. Sell, sell. Yeah. <laughs> uh, thanks, Sam. Thanks for the time, man. Uh, appreciate it. We'll be in touch. Uh, thanks for having me. No problem. Th- right. Thank you. Uh, that's Sam Jones, everybody. Can't wait to see the documentary on Carmichael. Uh, should be great. Um, yeah, it's gonna be. It's gonna be like more than. Hey, here's a great. Here's a supercross title. And here's another one. It's gonna be behind the well, scenes his, and the relationship. Library of work. Yeah, it's gonna be good. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna be great. Uh, all right. Next up on the Pulp and Mech Show, uh, brought to you by the folks at Ogio. Uh, love the guys at Ogio, and uh, whether it's uh, the travel bags. Uh, that carry on, whether you want to check a 9800 for two days like Kiefer, uh, whether you want to just bring a backpack with a laptop sleeve or pockets in it, it's great. Thanks to the folks at OGO Power Sports. Email us using the contact form at pulpamex.com to get a deal from the folks at OGO. We'll pass it on. Uh, a lot of products they have. I have. A, I got to break open the Camelback um, on my off-road riding adventure last week. So thank you to the folks at OGO. Uh, our next guest, uh, another member of the winning Team USA team, Eli Tomac. What's up, Eli? How are you, man? What's up, guys? Congratulations. Right. Congratulations. Yeah. That, that, I, I know how much this must have meant to you, man, because you, you've been there, rode your balls off, lost the event. This had to have been just a cherry on the top of an amazing year for you. Yeah, I, I got to say, like, winning this thing, it feels – it hits different. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's just like – it's it's like no no other race, and it just – it straight up hits different, and – I don't want to sound too arrogant and too cocky, but damn, it feels good to be on top. That's yeah, right. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> you, you deserve it. Yeah. Look, we should you know, take. Yeah, it, it's and then doing it, it on your home turf too. Yep, and seeing all those people, like the crowd. The crowd is so big there. Mm-hmm. I mean, it like when they all flood out onto the starting line and you're up on the podium. It's like I would say it's like three or four times, you know, uh, any other crowd we see. Yeah, you know, even the Redbud National itself. It just it was. It was crazy, crazy looking. It was so cool. Uh, and listen, and, and Weege and JT can't stop talking about getting to rev your bike. It's awesome. And, oh, and, and the part that you played <laughs> in awesome. it, Eli, they, 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 this is their highlight. This is a career highlight. It was, it was, yes, I, I almost feel as accomplished as you because you allowed me to be part of it. I cannot thank you enough. I just keep thank posting you. the same video, different angles of the same video. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. I know. I, like, we, we were stuck in the press tent, right? I swear it was like over an hour, and we're like, 
oh my gosh. And like, it got to the point where like everyone just wanted to get out of the press tent and then get over to the, to the semi and then like, and then whatever, had a, had a couple of drinks and then the, then the fun started happening. So, um, yeah, revved up some, some motorcycles and I think everyone had a good time. Yeah, and for for me, looked like you were. Yeah, for me yeah. personally, like yeah, revving the bike was all that fun. But honestly, to see you and and let's be honest, like you're a pretty intense guy most of the time at the races, which you should be. But to see you be able to have that look of relief and joy on your face, to me, that was yeah. really cool because I know how seriously you take the races, and I know how much this race weighs on you guys. And we talked to Chase Sexton earlier how nervous yeah. he was, and you could see it. Like it was everybody that was there could see what it meant to you because of how happy you guys were, right? And that to me, that, yeah. that was awesome to see. Yeah, it, it was that, man. We were just letting it out. And, um, <laughs> yeah, the whole, the whole week it was – I mean, I, I had some nerves, but I also – I was confident, you know, and I was confident just from our, our series, our, our national series. And I, I was confident with where our speed was and, and our fitness. Um, when I say we, like me and Chase, and um, – and, and, you know, what was awesome about Justin Cooper is he basically shot everyone up, you know, and t- totally, totally stepped up to the plate. And, um, gosh, it, it was just good performance by everyone. So, And what's neat about yeah. the celebration at the end, we all talk about the race is unique. It's a team, it's a team, it's a team. But also that ending, that celebration, I mean, think about it. There's Honda bikes yeah. under the Star Yamaha tent. You guys are designed to beat each other. There's Lars under the Yamaha tent. There's, you know, even our relationship with you. I mean, we have to say the good and the bad, right? But for that yeah. one three-hour period, suddenly everybody's on the same side. There are no adversaries, and you're never going to yeah. get that atmosphere at any other race. Nope, you don't get it. You don't get it anywhere else. And it was amazing this week. It like everyone did flip the switch as to, hey, we're all in this. We're all in this together, and like we're going to make this happen. So. Um, it's a cool feeling, and I—it's it, because we don't ever we don't ever get that right. You're you're wanting to go beat the other guy, so yeah. you have to work work together. It's 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 an, it's a cool deal. It's something that motocross racers don't ever get to feel. You know, yeah, you know, we're not we're not playing football. We're not playing baseball. It's just, I'm I'm sure it's just, it's just a different feeling. You know, when so, everything's got to work when multiple people got to work together and for it to to work out the right way. We were talking about the race for Team USA, and we said, hey. I don't think anybody crashed. I think everybody stayed up all day long in the mud. But then someone tweeted us and said that you did fall in the third race. But you forgot that you fell. <laughs> and I even forgot I fell. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. After it all. And then someone, and then someone was, oh, I was talking to Dylan in the, um, Dylan Ferrandez in the press conference. He's like, Hey, where were you? Blah, blah, blah. And I was like, dude, I was almost catching you. And then I, and I was kind of creeping up on him. And then, Anyway, I wasn't getting anything on my on my pit board that was, you know, telling me that I needed to go go forward, right, right. And, and really charge. So I was like, ah, I kind of put it in cruise control. And then sure enough, when I was cruising around, yeah, I dumped it after the sand rollers just yeah. plowed my front end and just fell into the mud, into the muck. Well, um, about the worst thing all happened to you all weekend was right there. Yeah, that was yeah, about it. It was right there. <laughs> At that point, I wasn't getting any messages on my board like that. I need to go forward, and I, and I knew we were in a good spot. So, um yeah, that was the only thing that was that was kind of squirrely, but it didn't really matter. You know, we, and we've seen this before. You guys had a great Saturday. Uh, everything was looking good. The the weather came, and, and things go to shit in the past at times when the weather yeah. went. But all three of you guys, uh, the track wasn't as bad as 2018, but it wasn't great. Uh, I was impressed that no. no one, everyone rose to the occasion, and the results, dry or wet, I think, were, I mean, they might have been better dry. 
Uh, but they were pretty damn good in the wet. I think all you guys were like, yeah, we don't even care. We can still do this. You know, I like that. That's impressive. I straight up, I, w- I was a little bit nervous about it. <laughs> Wait till Sunday morning. I'm just like. You got to be kidding me! Because I felt like after Saturday, I'm like, we have the advantage. You know, we're gonna, we're gonna work these guys, and and I wake up Saturday and just like, are you serious? Um, but yeah, we all rose to the occasion, and it and it's like it, it didn't matter. It was unfortunate, I think, for some of the racing. You know, a lot of the the track turned from being 30 feet wide to, to 10 feet wide, so you lose some passing opportunity, but. Um, yeah, you know, it was it was okay for for what it gave us. Uh, we all felt that same way, and I I don't know if you can detect this, but we were trying to analyze the crowd. It didn't even seem as wild on Sunday as they did on Friday and Saturday. Now we had a caller call in earlier and say that's because they were partying for forty eight hours, and by Saturday night they were they were exhausted. But I also feel that everyone had this vision of twenty eighteen, and by nine a.m. Sunday they were like, oh no, oh no, oh no. Yeah. And that's why I give you credit. I, I mentioned you after the race. I feel like that first moto hole shot was like, this is going to be different this time. That was so key, key to me to be like, this is not going to be a disaster. If you like it's the whole shot, we're good. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. yeah. Yep. That, that was a big deal. And then, um, <clears throat> yeah, getting out in the front of that one, getting, getting away, get, getting that first moto win. And um, even for that start, be straight up again i i wasn't super confident myself to, for how my qualifying start was mm-hmm. i they're, they're great i swear has more traction than our great in supercross so i i wasn't used to it. like I had, I had to go they have this practice um they have a practice great yep. actually the, the yep. gp guys so i i went over there and i had to do a bunch of starts to actually pick up my revs and like change my technique and thankfully i was better you know for sunday with that because Saturday, I totally bogged my bike and and got totally smoked by Prado. He was outside of me in that qualifying race. Yeah, so. can I just say the about the only time I'm like, what's going on here? Is the first yeah. ten minutes on Saturday, Eli? The first yeah. ten minutes, I'm like, he's not really moving forward. Yeah, it's not happening. Well, <laughs> and the Saturday race, it was because we were first moto. It was wet. Oh, okay. I, who knows? Maybe I was yeah. being a little careful, which I was. And and then once the track got more broke in, then I could start pushing and attacking. Then we saw a few uh, lot of times where we're like, okay, he's yeah, good. Yeah. And that, so, <laughs> yeah, then I came around. Yeah, yeah. I was uh, on the broadcast with Paul, and, and I said, okay, you can see he's not putting a lot of intensity into his riding here. And, and I, you could see they had watered the track, and I'm like, if we get to pass halfway and he's not starting to, to build momentum and start to ramp this up, I'm going to get nervous myself. But you could yeah. see your riding start to change as the track came in, and then you just started blowing through, guys. I'm like, well, there's the Eli Tomac yeah. guy. I just watched for three months straight. And then were you like, who's yeah. Yago? Who's this Yago guy? <laughs> I don't know. Oh. <laughs> Dude, he was on yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. I know. It, yeah, I was. I was totally impressed by him. I mean, impressed by all of them as usual. Yeah. You can't underestimate anyone. And and to be honest, I don't study the GP guys a, a lot. I probably should more, but. Um, you just, I, I've learned you can't underestimate any of them, you know, at, yep. at any time. And then plus for donations, it's it's it seems like someone always steps up outside of their normal performance in their GPS, you know. So, uh, Weege, was there has there been a better team switch in our sports history? Uh, maybe RJ. I don't. Then Eli Tomac going from look, Kawasaki was great. He won a lot of races, a lot of championships. But this year, going to Yamaha, 
Sorry, Yamaha for Eli. I, I think we have to take all the 1980s Honda switches out because the bike was like a 20% boost for everyone okay. to get on it. So taking that ridiculous, yeah. you know, mid-80s Honda yep. is just so far ahead of everybody. But here's the thing, Eli. Uh, it's not just results and titles. I even feel like, I mean, I don't know. Maybe you wouldn't even want to race anymore. You, you might not have been racing this year. Probably wouldn't have done donations. And you seem so happy at the races. So even taking the results out, yeah. I just feel like we got this whole renaissance of you enjoying yeah. the sport. And I think the fans enjoy you because they can tell how much you're enjoying yep. being there. Yeah, I think it's coming around. Yeah. 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 I mean, you pretty much said it all. I mean, I, <laughs> I've gotten better results. I'm enjoying it for what I'm doing. And um, it's, it's almost too good to be true. So. You know, Pretty after cool. you checked that box in 2020, you win that Supercross title, and then the Nationals that year just ended up being a disaster. The mud races at uh, Loretta's, Loretta's and all that, and it was a short series. Yeah. You were coming on. If we had three more rounds, who knows? But that ends up being a disaster of a series. Um, yep. And then the next year, you don't defend the Supercross title. I mean, I don't, I don't know if has anyone ever asked you this. Did you at any point think, I don't know, maybe I'm done? Did that ever cross your mind? Like, I'll retire. I'm good. I won that Supercross mm. title. Retiring? Yeah. Because the Supercross no, title, I'm sure, was a massive no, box to it, check. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, yeah, I knew in my head that I that I already got the Supercross championship was nice. I had multiple MX titles. But retiring, I I was never in the mental space to say I was done. So I think I was going to make a switch, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I mean, which, I, yeah, it's... it's um, I, I was never. I, I wouldn't say I was done ever. Like I, for some reason, I wanted more, and I don't, I don't know what it is. I guess it's being a racer. You know, you just you want more. And I don't know if you yeah. know this, but uh, we had Ryan Villapoto do our show uh, as the TV analyst at Washougal, and he said, now looking back, because of what he's seen from you, he's like, that's the one thing I wish I'd tried. I knew I was burned out. I knew yeah. I was done. But I really look back, and it was not like because Cowie was bad. It's just like I wish I had tried something different. Seeing Ryan's look back now and has said that because of what he saw from you this year. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. What was he going to do? Yeah, win, I mean, win yeah. more Supercross titles in a row if you're RV? <laughs> you know, like, I mean, I know. Yeah, I, he yeah. did say it. I was there when, yeah, I know. Yeah. But, but that like, wouldn't be bad. He was unstoppable. Yes. Almost. Yes. Uh, yeah, Eli, it was, uh, it was pretty cool to, uh, to have you, you know, win it finally on home soil everything else i guess uh um now like we well no sorry i forgot my question now it's back um yeah third moto eli we had sexton on earlier he took the inside yep. gate for the third moto were you involved in that process did you suggest it did you were you okay with it did did you guys flip a coin did you guys do paper rock scissors what was the decision behind the, the gate selection in the third race uh gate selection third race was it was it was pretty quick and easy i was like or actually, Roger came up, and he's like, are you good with Chase on the inside? I'm like, yep, that's fine. Oh, okay. um, no, there we go. <laughs> I think, I'm pretty sure it was Roger. I, I don't exactly remember. All I know is it was a super easy decision mm-hmm. on whatever, whenever it came up, right, the the question. And I'm like, yeah, Chase, you take inside. I just got a holy there on the outside of Moto 1. I know I'm going to be by that doghouse again. I'm comfortable with it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then for the start itself, I just went a, I went in a little bit wide, probably didn't get quite the jump that I had in the first moto, and then I was kind of stuck out in the mud, like on the berm, and I got passed by a couple of guys, and then going into turn two, um, Gertz actually fell, and I I almost got caught up in his bike. It was super sketchy, but snuck, snuck around, and then that's why I was kind of buried mm. in I that thought, one, too. I thought that was a really 
big benefit to the U.S. is that you were comfortable in those middle gates, which I, I think you used those gates for the national as well. Yeah, I did. And yep. so you could give that inside, and it wasn't a disadvantage. You know, you were more comfortable there anyway. So, yeah, great. Cooper, go inside. Yeah. Chase, go inside, because I want to go here anyway. Don't waste it on me. Yeah. Like, to me, that's, that's a huge benefit to, to Team USA there. It was, and that's the benefit of qualifying P1, right, is we were – your, even your second place guy is still inside the doghouse. Yeah. So that was a big deal. I, I missed yeah. it on I missed it on the broadcast. But did the Canadian rider give you any trouble in that third race? Just anything Canadian guy? Did we? <laughs> no. But they did, did, was, Canada, so. was Canada there? Eli, do you remember the Canadian guy? Just maybe maybe challenge you a little bit at all? Anything? Um, I'm trying to think. Um, I don't think so. <laughs> Just wondering. We're, we're looking for small victories. So if Eli would have okay. came on the Pulp Mech show on Monday night and said, you know, the one guy that really gave me a lot of trouble was that right kid. I would we we could have just hung that on our on our, you know on our mantle. We could have made ourselves a little plaque that said. Tomac said Wright gave him trouble and made a plaque of that. But nope. Steve's been looking for a silver lining for 20 years. Yeah. yeah. He hasn't will, found will, one yet. Yeah. I will say something. What I don't like about the GT is there's hardly any blue flags going around the track. And in the qualifying moto on Saturday, if yeah. I, I don't know. I was, I was making a pass on, I think it was, or trying to make a pass. I think it was sewer. And I went up to the, the tabletop, I guess, before, I don't even know what, it's like that big catcher's mitt sweeper catcher's mitt sweeper turn. But I went outside, tried to rail him on the 90 before the table, and then there was a guy just literally a guy that wasn't even jumping that tabletop yeah. in the way. Yeah. I mean, jeez. There's some guys from, like – sketchy checkup. Like, there were some slow – Yeah. Some of, the, some of the guys from, you know, like, whether it's Morocco or Team oh. Israel or some of those Iceland guys – Iceland might have been the they're worst They're not guys, really yeah. even a professional level. Mm-hmm. It's it's always yeah. a challenge on Saturdays with that stuff. Uh, we got some phone calls yeah. for you, Eli, here from uh, some fans, Team USA fans. First up is Dan. Dan, welcome to the Pulp Show. What's your question for Eli Tomac? Hey, I just want to say congratulations for a great year, Eli. Um, was, I was there for the uh, the closing ceremonies, and uh, what did you think when the crowd, they played the national anthem, when the crowd uh, started singing? I saw you up there kind of nodding your head. I thought that was really cool, very uh, uh, symbolic. Oh, there's there's nothing like it. And <clears throat> I and then being on top of the step, right, when they play your, your country's anthem, you know, every time we're up there, that previous previous ones it was always you know a different country but um nothing like it like i said before the biggest crowd i've ever seen and just one of the most special moments i've had in my career so um yeah totally awesome thanks dan thanks for the call thank you appreciate it uh jesse's on three jesse go ahead what's your question for eli tomek uh yeah guys thanks for taking my call um i actually had two quick questions and then i'll sure. just hang up and listen um my first question uh, Eli, I know your contract is FX only for next year, um, yeah. but I know since you signed your contract, uh, they also uh, there is the um, Super Motocross announcement. So I'm wondering if, if it, you know, a chance to win another title, and not to mention the ten million dollar purse at all, is it all you know might change your calculus as far as your plans for next year? And then second question. Um, Jeffrey Hurlings was on a podcast, which I won't mention by name out of respect for uh, Steve. Oh, I don't uh, care. What do I care? Gypsy Tales. <laughs> uh, yeah, go ahead. All right, all right. Uh, several months back, and I'm sure you've heard, but you know, he mentioned that uh, he would love 
um, for you guys to race just with you two on the line um, at a track like Southwick. Um, I guess since you guys are one and one on uh, dry racetracks with um, without any yeah. championships on the line. So, yeah, just curious, you know, if, if you heard the interview and if there's any chance of that actually coming to fruition. And, uh, yeah, congrats on an awesome year, and I'll just hang up and listen. Thanks, Thanks Jesse. Go All ahead. Right. Uh, question one, yeah, for now, I mean, I, I'm only signed to, to Supercross, so that's what I've got going on. Um, the Super Motocross thing is enticing, but it also means I, you know, um, would have to commit to another, the whole series, whole year again. And then um, for, the, for the hurling thing, I mean, it, it sounds cool, but the, but the likelihood of it actually happening while we're both, you know, like actively racing is, it's not going to happen. I, I wouldn't think. Um, so uh, I had, it would maybe happen like a year after or something. Who knows? You know, if we could pull something off, it'd be kind of cool, but it's not going to happen like right now. Well, the thing I saw that going around and it said, you know, for a hundred thousand dollars, you'd rate the winner. And I'm like, well, he could just win a national and get a hundred thousand yeah, dollars. Make it 10 million. And right. Like what? Like the yeah, money for you to dra- drag yourself. Like it'd be a lot more hundred thousand dollars. I mean, I'm not for the, everyone in the room here. hundred thousand dollars sounds awesome. For a level of guy like Eli well, to bring Jeffrey from, yes. from Europe to yes. get, you know, it's, yeah. uh, <laughs> you know, it's not like Eli's like, yeah, I just won St. Louis and got a hundred grand, you know, so whatever. A yeah. hundred million. Would you consider yeah. it for a hundred million? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. We'll start to go. We'll start to go fund me. A hundred million dollars. A hundred million. You can't think of a lot of things I won't do. It's on. Uh, it's on. hundred million. Yeah. That's all we need. Yeah, exactly. That's all we need. Go ahead. Uh, Eli Tomac on the show brought to you by the folks at OGO Power Sports. Please check them out. Uh, bags for travel, bags for your gear, the rig bag, and so on and so forth. So, Eli, we were just talking to Chase. And, yeah, he's going to take a week off, and then he'll be back contesting Soupy uh, next week. Uh-huh. You've got Wales coming up uh, for yeah. the World Supercross. So when do you, when do you start uh, getting ready for that? Are you, are you taking any time off this week? Well, here's the deal. Yeah. Apparently, I'm just a racing racer now, not a practicer. <laughs> so um, I'll just do – I've done one couple days of Supercross, um, and then I just – yeah, man, that's coming fast. I have to get on the plane. <laughs> not so like I that. know. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah, I'm I'm straight into it. But it's – I don't know. I'm not really not really burnt out or fried, so I'm, okay. I'm fine with it. Like, you, I want to go race. Yeah. You'll do Wales. You'll do Bercy, right? You're locked in for uh, yeah. Paris. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So. I'm excited to go back to Bercy. Um Tell Jeffrey to come to Bercy. Years either, so, yeah. <laughs> we can have yeah. that showdown at Bercy. Come on, Jeffrey. <laughs> oh, yeah, we could. We could. We could do the, yeah. Super Bowl right there. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Super Bowl. Yeah, okay. fantastic. Uh, any other questions for Eli Tomac before we let him go? I, I think he's done enough. Yeah. Yeah, he, he was I, in that press conference for so long. You, Eli, he, wasn't, he was in the press conference for so long that I, was, I didn't get a chance to talk to him, and I'm like, you know what? He can go. Like, I, I, yeah. he, he can go because it, it's, it's been an hour, like he said. I <laughs> yeah. was like – um, I, I promised Jamie over there from Yamaha. I'm like, I'm going to keep it to two and a half minutes. I, pro- I, I We need to just say we talked to him and let the guy have his fun. He's yeah. waited a long time for this. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So thank you. No, yeah. for sure. Thanks. Yeah. Thank you for uh, thank you for making JT and Weege's maybe year with revving the bike. They're both very revving happy. Revving the bike. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. It was yeah. awesome. <laughs> well, It wasn't it, just revving the bike. It like, was... Eli, that you invited us over. I mean, we contributed absolutely zero to your success. Nothing. Gilly made it happen for me. Yeah, Gilly, Gilly, yeah, Gilly yeah, helped Gilly, a lot. Gilly, Gilly yeah, yeah, got Gilly, me in there. Gilly yeah. was definitely like instigator, but 
whatever. We were all ready to send it. Yeah. That's great. That's awesome. Appreciate uh, it. Well, thank you for all your years of doing it. If you never do this event ever again, I don't know what the plan is, but if you never do it again, thank you for all the years of going. I've been there through a lot of suffering. I know you guys were disappointed a lot, and I know I had to feel good for you guys to, to get this done. Yeah, I just I think it's it is the more I think of this event, like it, it's it's healthy for the world or whatever the whole community of, mm-hmm. of motocross and um, yeah, pumped to bring it back for for USA. Yeah, absolutely. We saw yeah. John and Kathy at the hotel last night. By the way, when we checked in too, John was very still very excited. That was cool to see. It yeah. was it was yeah. awesome. Um, <laughs> yeah. Thank you for also thank you for calling in. Uh, I won't bug you for the rest yeah. of the year. I promise, because uh, I know you flew <laughs> back today. Oh, you'll be bugging him in Wales. I promise yeah, I'll, I'll you bug you in Wales, but just in, in person, but not for coming on the show. Um, so thank you for your time for the show too. You've been great, uh, fantastic. All right. Everything. Okay. All right. See you guys. See ya. Thanks. Uh, that's Eli Tomac, everybody. Brought to you by the folks at Ogio Power Sports. I'm glad you brought up. Um, we we talk about the darn 2018 Redbuds so much, mm-hmm. but there were other no. Eli rides at today. 2018 was bad. Yep. For everybody. Yep. But Toys he did mention. He rode great. Latvia. Yeah. Mm-hmm. With the battle right. with him and Roxon on 250s. He was always coming God. from the back yeah. of those races. Yes. Yeah. Always. I, wasn't yeah. he – wasn't there a Lat, Latvia moto where he just took off on a 450? He won everything? No, he, he didn't win. He didn't no, win? No, no. no he came Paul from like was like unstoppable. Oh, you know what? He came from he dead last two seconds. He passed Dungey. Yes. We're like, Dungey, go with him. <laughs> yes. And Dungey was like, no, I can't. Yeah, he didn't win, but he rode amazing. I think we were doing the math like, oh, it's two seconds a lap. There's four laps. And he stalled, but he had come from what? Last. He was ripping. Yes. And you're like, okay, we're in for many more of these. And if you keep this up, it's going to work out one time. Right. Damn it all, it almost didn't. Yeah. He almost didn't yep. get this. Uh, absolutely. Thanks to Eli for calling in. Thanks to Chase Sexton as well, Sam Jones. We're going to go commercial break here. A shout-out to Cody Grams. He gave us four ninety nine on YouTube. He asked, he, asked, he asked. He wanted to ask us a question about Tomac racing MXGP in 23 or 24. That is not happening. Uh, Cody, I, I saved you the, uh, the question because that, that's not going to happen. And shout-out to Feedub, who gave us $99.99. Wow. But he wants Marks to get half and Talon to get half. Oh, that's cool. Nothing for me or Tits Legendary. You're doing fine. Chanceability that uh, we see it? Uh, In your normal paycheck, you'll right, see it. Right, okay. <laughs> I, I do not pay uh, without a uh, record, so if you invoice me, uh, I will send it. Oh, I'm going to uh, invoice For everything. So, uh, so thank you to, uh, to those guys for calling in. Sorry to get, we didn't get to all your calls. Half of $99.99. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, figure that math out. Uh, I'll yeah. work on it. You okay. know what? I'll probably get marks a little more. Oh, okay, a couple cents more. Mm-hmm. Uh, so thanks for listening, everybody. We're going to commercial break here. We got we'll come back. We got uh, Jeremy Malott from uh, uh, Red Bull coming on as well. Uh, we're going to talk to maybe the Noof about the pit bike race. Uh, Paul Perbinos uh, from Renthal also big part of Team USA. We have many weekend, hilarious. So. We talked to serious stuff. We bench yeah. raced about wins and points and riders. Yep. we've got many hilarious oh, yeah. stories to share. So yeah. stay with us. So oh, stick yeah. around. We'll be right back after this, everybody. Thanks for listening. Last time I'll do this goddamn show. At motorsport.com, our ride started in 1999 with a commitment to making your next ride your best ride. We take pride in having a huge selection of gear, accessories, and OEM parts for moto, street, off-road, ATV, and UTV. Riding is what connects us and makes us a family. From the track to the trail, tarmac to open roads we're all connected because we ride and that's what motorsport.com is all about we've got your back our unrivaled and dedicated team of gearheads are willing to go that extra mile no gimmicks just high quality parts the best customer service in the industry 
and free shipping on all orders over $79. Our passion at motorsport.com is to ensure your next ride is your best ride. This is our invitation to you from riders for riders. Visit us at motorsport.com. Hey, in case you didn't know, Racetech is the world's largest aftermarket suspension modification company. All Racetech products include award-winning goal valves and settings are 100% guaranteed and made right here in the U.S. of A. Racetech also offers state-of-the-art precision engine services and parts to all engine builders. The staff has over 65 years of championship winning experience. It's so good that many of the top privateer teams such as SGB Honda, Team Solitaire Nuclear Blast Yamaha, and Motul AJE Gas Gas, as well as Jerry Robin, Kevin Morans, and many more, choose Racetech for their superior performance, reliability, and their customer service. Hey guys, what's up? My name's Kate Clayson, and I choose Racetech because I love their desire to strive for perfection. I think we all know that perfection isn't possible, but getting to perfection is always the goal, and I think that is something that both myself and Racetech have always worked towards, and I think they can help you get there too. Hey guys, this is Alex Ray. I use Racetech components in my SGD suspension and also the Racetech engine. The reason I like it is just because uh, the engine's super reliable, tons of torque, and also on the suspension side, it just gives it that flush, nice feeling. Hey, it's your boys over at Team Solitaire. If you don't run Racetech, here's what you do. Put your hands behind your back and run your face into a f***ing wall. Racetech.com. What's up, guys? This is Kevin Morans, and I choose Racetech because of their convenience of having Racetech centers all around the United States. Obviously, within my Decker Performance suspension, works really well. They're very high-quality performance products. Definitely check them out. Hey, guys. This is Jerry Robin, uh, and I choose Racetech because of uh, the reliable motors, good power, good suspension, and obviously it's great people around, and I've uh, been there for a long time, and they're awesome. Visit Racetech.com and use code PULP22 to save. Love the guys at Works Connection. They continue as a 10-year sponsor of this show because, yeah, just like you, they're committed to the sport for 33 years. They've been designing and distributing leading-edge performance products like the Elite Axle Blocks, Elite Clutch Perch, Pro Launch Start Device for performance, radiator braces and skid plates for protection, along with a shock pump, attack, hour meter, and more for maintenance. Works Connection, great guys up there in NorCal and super cool company. I'm more stoked to be uh, associated with them. When you take a look around the AMA pitch, you'll see Works Connection proving ground for products under the canopies of Team Honda, HRC, Star Racing, and other top teams. And the best part of this whole deal is if you use the code PULPMX20, you get 20% off your order. Visit your local dealer, check out motorsport.com, and uh, ask them to see the Works Connection product line for 2022. Great company, great products. Check it out. Thanks to Works Connection for coming on the show. PULPMX20, the code to save. With 80 years of experience manufacturing power sports pistons right here in the USA, Weisco has evolved into a full range of performance components for dirt bikes and other power sports machines. Whether you ride a two-stroke or a four-stroke, Weisco has a variety of pistons from reliable forged replacements to the performance-focused Racer Elite series. Weisco has recently expanded our Racer Elite line with SX and MX-proven USA-made connecting rods. Now adding to the Garage Buddy 
rebuild kits, clutch and valve train components, and our CV4 thermal protection line. This makes Wiseco your single-stop performance name. Visit your favorite online or local dealer or Wiseco.com to find products for your machine. Maxima Racing Oils was created for world-class racers who challenge the limits of possibility. Their demands on equipment drive us to look beyond conventional ideas and to exceed industry standards. It's in our DNA to identify problems, formulate solutions, and execute at the highest levels of competition. Case in point, the championship-winning Factory Kawasaki Race Team, longtime Maxima partners who extensively use Maxima throughout the bike. Maxima's USA-made products exceed JSO requirements and can be used in all motorcycle brands. Kawasaki, Honda, Yamaha, Suzuki, KTM, Husqvarna, and more. Maxima Racing Oils. Experience the difference. Visit MaximaUSA.com for more information. In 1990, my dad, Jamie Gregg, started Guts Racing. Guts stands for Gregg's Ultra Trick Seats, because I was just a little kid that wanted a trick seat. And if you're out there looking for a trick seat, go to GutsRacing.com, your local dealer, or Motosport, and place your order. Support the people that support Pulp MX. You can use Pulp 2022 for 20% off at GutsRacing.com. FMF Racing is proud to celebrate over 45 years of fun, building every FMF exhaust right here in the USA. Owner and founder Don Emler may have started FMF Racing in his garage 45 years ago, but Don is still hands-on in our 100,000-square-foot, state-of-the-art manufacturing facility in Southern California. FMF's goal? Design and manufacture the world's best performance exhausts, 100% in the USA, under one roof. FMF is a proud sponsor of the Lucas Oil Pro Motocross Championship for over 25 years. Hi, it's Tomax Superfan Dylan here. The only thing I love more than seeing Eli win... Whoa, wait, Dylan. Sorry to cut you off like Steve does his callers and guests, but a lot has changed. Similar to your favorite rider being on a new team, the new Michelin Starcross 6 tire range provides significantly improved performance and durability. Designed to win. The new Michelin Starcross 6 tire range offers up to 16% more traction when new and up to 19% more traction when worn in comparison to the previous generation. This means consumers will not only benefit from improved performance on their first few rides, but that this performance increase will continue throughout the extended life of the tire. Michelin is a legendary innovator in motorcycle tire technology, and thanks to Michelin Silica technology, the Michelin Starcross 6 tire range provides up to 11% more durability than the previous generation. This means consumers will enjoy the significantly improved performance throughout the increased life of the tire. Take it from me as I too have to buy my own tires, this added value is great news. The new Michelin Starcross 6 tire range is available in six versions, specifically sand, mud, medium soft, medium hard, and hard versions with the naming designation corresponding to the type of terrains and conditions where the tires were designed to win. Another innovation is the Michelin adaptive design with specific positioning of the tread blocks in three zones, central, intermediate, and lateral zones with the single goal to offer exceptional grip for the front tire and exceptional grip, traction, and longevity for the rear. 
To learn more about the new Michelin Starcross 6 tire line and all the quality products that Michelin offers for motorcycle segments that Steve cares nothing about, visit michelinman.com motorcycle. And then visit your local dealer or online retailer to choose Michelin product to maximize your riding experiences. Also, too, make sure to follow at Michelin Motorcycle on Instagram and Facebook. Attention riders, welcome aboard the all-new Atlas Vision. We hope you enjoy the added mobility, quicker flight time, and additional views. Please follow along as we outline the safety features of this revolutionary device. The first thing you will notice is the added headroom. The fore and aft positions no longer come with annoying restrictions, so feel free to move about the cabin. Quicker flight times can be achieved by unmatched comforts and unencumbered movements. Yes, we're built for speed and comfort. And now available to all customers is a 360 panoramic view. Go ahead and look around the cabin. These new angles are available at no additional charge. Located on the underside of the frame is the gold standard of impact absorption, D3O. In the event we accidentally take a trip to Indonesia, we suggest that you remain with your neck in the underextended position and allow this proven material to do its job by reducing the forces over 50% better than ever before. Although the Atlas Vision will not be noticeable, it will be there when you need it. If you are riding with a child or someone who requires assistance, secure your vision first and then assist the other person with a prodigy, tyke, or brawl. We ask that you keep your brace on until your moto is finished. We remind you that Atlas makes flexible neck protection. Tampering with, disabling, or destroying the product is prohibited by the limited lifetime warranty. You will find this and all other safety information in the user manual located online at atlasbrace.com. At this time, we ask that you remain standing with throttles in a wide open position with your elbows up and hips fully unlocked. Whatever that means. On behalf of the captain and entire crew, thank you for flying Atlas Vision. Enjoy the views. For over 30 years, Decal Works has led the industry in quality and customer service by offering the best custom motocross graphics, plastics, seat covers, and rider ID products. Decal Works is officially licensed with Honda, Kawasaki, Yamaha, Suzuki, KTM, Husqvarna, and Gas Gas. Their expert staff will go above and beyond to make sure your questions are answered. Decal Works is a proud sponsor of Red Bull KTM Factory Racing and the Rockstar Energy Husqvarna Factory Off-Road Team. Visit decalmx.com and be sure to use promo code PULPMX at checkout. Quality, service, and knowledge is what makes Decal Works stand out. Decal Works, number one for many reasons. At Motorsport.com, our ride started in 1999 with a commitment to making your next ride your best ride. We take pride in having a huge selection of gear, accessories, and OEM parts for moto, street, off-road, ATV, and UTV. Riding is what connects us and makes us a family. From the track to the trail, tarmac to open roads, we're all connected because we ride. And that's what Motorsport.com is all about. We've got your back. Our unrivaled and dedicated team of gearheads are willing to go that extra mile. No gimmicks, just high quality parts, the best customer service in the industry, and free shipping on all orders over $79. Our passion at Motorsport.com is to ensure your next ride is your best ride. This is our invitation to you, from riders for riders. Visit us at Motorsport.com. 
Maxima Racing Oils was created for world-class racers who challenge the limits of possibility. Their demands on equipment drive us to look beyond conventional ideas and to exceed industry standards. It's in our DNA to identify problems, formulate solutions, and execute at the highest levels of competition. Case in point, the championship-winning Factory Kawasaki Race Team. Long-time Maxima partners who extensively use Maxima throughout the bike. Maxima's USA-made products exceed JSO requirements and can be used in all motorcycle brands. Kawasaki, Honda, Yamaha, Suzuki, KTM, Husqvarna, and more. Maxima Racing Oils. Experience the difference. Visit MaximaUSA.com for more information. It's Tomax Superfan Dylan here. The only thing I love more than seeing Eli win... Whoa, wait, Dylan. Sorry to cut you off like Steve does his callers and guests, but a lot has changed. Similar to your favorite rider being on a new team, the new Michelin Starcross 6 tire range provides significantly improved performance and durability. Designed to win. The new Michelin Starcross 6 tire range offers up to 16% more traction when new and up to 19% more traction when worn in comparison to the previous generation. This means consumers will not only benefit from improved performance on their first few rides, but that this performance increase will continue throughout the extended life of the tire. Michelin is a legendary innovator in motorcycle tire technology, and thanks to Michelin Silica technology, the Michelin Starcross 6 tire range provides up to 11% more durability than the previous generation. This means consumers will enjoy the significantly improved performance throughout the increased life of the tire. Take it from me as I, too, have to buy my own tires. This added value is great news. The new Michelin Starcross 6 tire range is available in six versions, specifically sand, mud, medium soft, medium hard, and hard versions, with the naming designation corresponding to the type of terrains and conditions where the tires were designed to win. Another innovation is the Michelin adaptive design, with specific positioning of the tread blocks in three zones, central, intermediate, and lateral zones, with the single goal to offer exceptional grip for the front tire and exceptional grip, traction, and longevity for the rear. To learn more about the new Michelin Starcross 6 tire line and all the quality products that Michelin offers for motorcycle segments that Steve cares nothing about, visit michelinman.com motorcycle. And then visit your local dealer or online retailer to choose Michelin product to maximize your riding experiences. Also, too, also too make sure to follow at Michelin Motorcycle on Instagram and Facebook. Love the guys at Works Connection. They continue as a 10-year sponsor of this show because, yeah, just like you, they're committed to the sport for 33 years. They've been designing and distributing leading-edge performance products like the Elite Axle Blocks, Elite Clutch Perch, Pro Launch Start Device for performance, radiator braces and skid plates for protection, along with a shock pump, attack, hour meter, and more for maintenance. Works Connection, great guys up there in NorCal, and super cool company. I'm more stoked to be uh, associated with them. When you take a look around the AMA pitch, you'll see Works Connection proving ground for products under the canopies of Team Honda, HRC, Star Racing, and other top teams. And the best part of this whole deal is if you use a code PULPAMX20, you get 20% off your order. Visit your local dealer, check out motorsport.com, and uh, ask them to see the Works Connection product line for 2022. Great company, great products. Check it out. Thanks to Works Connection for coming on the show. PULPAMX20, the code to save.
FMF Racing is proud to celebrate over 45 years of fun. Building every FMF exhaust right here in the USA. Owner and founder Don Emler may have started FMF Racing in his garage 45 years ago, but Don is still hands-on in our 100,000-square-foot, state-of-the-art manufacturing facility in Southern California. FMF's goal? Design and manufacture the world's best performance exhausts, 100% in the USA, under one roof. FMF is a proud sponsor of the Lucas Oil Pro Motocross Championship for over 25 years. Hey, in case you didn't know, Racetech is the world's largest aftermarket suspension modification company. All Racetech products include award-winning goal valves and settings are 100% guaranteed and made right here in the U.S. of A. Racetech also offers state-of-the-art precision engine services and parts to all engine builders. The staff has over 65 years of championship winning experience. It's so good that many of the top privateer teams such as SGB Honda, Team Solitaire Nuclear Blast Yamaha, and Motul AJE Gas Gas, as well as Jerry Robin, Kevin Morans, and many more, choose Racetech for their superior performance, reliability, and their customer service. Hey guys, what's up? My name's Kate Clayson, and I choose Racetech because I love their desire to strive for perfection. I think we all know that perfection isn't possible, but getting to perfection is always the goal, and I think that is something that both myself and Racetech have always worked towards, and I think they can help you get there too. Hey guys, this is Alex Ray. I use Racetech components in my SGD suspension and also the Racetech engine. The reason I like it is just because uh, the engine's super reliable, tons of torque, and also on the suspension side, it just gives it that flush, nice feeling. Hey, it's your boys over at Team Solitaire. If you don't run Racetech, here's what you do. Put your hands behind your back and run your face into a f***ing wall. Racetech.com. What's up, guys? This is Kevin Morans, and I choose Racetech because of their convenience of having Racetech centers all around the United States. Obviously, within my Decker Performance Suspension, works really well. They're very high-quality performance products. Definitely check them out. Hey, guys. This is Jerry Robin, uh, and I choose Racetech because of uh, the reliable motors, good power, good suspension, and obviously it's great people around, and I've uh, been there for a long time, and they're awesome. Visit Racetech.com and use code PULP22 to save. With 80 years of experience manufacturing power sports pistons right here in the USA, Weisco has evolved into a full range of performance components for dirt bikes and other power sports machines. Whether you ride a two-stroke or a four-stroke, Weisco has a variety of pistons from reliable forged replacements to the performance-focused Racer Elite series. Weisco has recently expanded our Racer Elite line with SX and MX proven USA-made connecting rods. Now adding to the Garage Buddy rebuild kits, clutch and valve train components, and our CV4 thermal protection line. This makes Weisco your single-stop performance name. Visit your favorite online or local dealer or Weisco.com to find products for your machine. For over 30 years, Decal Works has led the industry in quality and customer service by offering the best custom motocross graphics, plastics, seat covers, and rider ID products. Decal Works is officially licensed with Honda, Kawasaki, Yamaha, Suzuki, KTM, Husqvarna, and Gas Gas. Their expert staff will go above and beyond to make sure your questions are answered. Decal Works is a proud sponsor of Red Bull KTM Factory Racing and the Rockstar Energy Husqvarna Factory Off-Road Team. 
Visit decalmx.com and be sure to use promo code PULPMX at checkout. Quality, service, and knowledge is what makes Decal Work stand out. Decal Works, number one for many reasons. In 1990, my dad, Jamie Gregg, started Guts Racing. Guts stands for Gregg's Ultra Trick Seats because I was just a little kid that wanted a trick seat. And if you're out there looking for a trick seat, go to GutsRacing.com, your local dealer, or Motosport and place your order. Support the people that support Pulp MX. You can use Pulp 2022 for 20% off at GutsRacing.com. Attention riders, welcome aboard the all-new Atlas Vision. We hope you enjoy the added mobility, quicker flight time, and additional views. Please follow along as we outline the safety features of this revolutionary device. The first thing you will notice is the added headroom. The fore and aft positions no longer come with annoying restrictions, so feel free to move about the cabin. Quicker flight times can be achieved by unmatched comforts and unencumbered movements. Yes, we're built for speed and comfort. And now available to all customers is a 360 panoramic view. Go ahead and look around the cabin. These new angles are available at no additional charge. Located on the underside of the frame is the gold standard of impact absorption, D3O. In the event we accidentally take a trip to Indonesia, we suggest that you remain with your neck in the underextended position and allow this proven material to do its job by reducing the forces over 50% better than ever before. Although the Atlas Vision will not be noticeable, it will be there when you need it. If you are riding with a child or someone who requires assistance, secure your vision first and then assist the other person with a prodigy, tyke, or brawl. We ask that you keep your brace on until your moto is finished. We remind you that Atlas makes flexible neck protection. Tampering with, disabling, or destroying the product is prohibited by the limited lifetime warranty. You will find this and all other safety information in the user manual located online at atlasbrace.com. At this time, we ask that you remain standing with throttles in the wide open position with your elbows up and hips fully unlocked. Whatever that means. On behalf of the captain and entire crew, thank you for flying Atlas Vision. Enjoy the views. Welcome back, everybody. Paul Mech Show presented by Motorsport.com, Decal Works, and uh, Fly Racing. Jason Thomas not happy with the jersey alignment in the studio here. Not not satisfied. Well, it's just it's very strange. Strange choices you've made. Really? Yeah. Huh? Yeah. I remember the the conversation initially. Hey, uh, the jersey's kind of going in, in the other room. Like, is that cool? And I'm like, well, yeah, I understand. But like, when I look at the wall, there's some strange choices. I, I feel like those choices are, are awesome. And your jersey's framed. It's framed. Right. But I didn't make the studio. Well, sure, you're right out the curtain right there. <laughs> Let's go the I'm curtain. On, I'm on some railing. Yeah, that's fine. The green room. Only the VIPs get to see those jerseys. Yeah, right. yeah, that's, there we that, go. That's what it no, is. no, his jersey's on out here, Weech. It's not in there. Not in the green room. Where? Where I'm, I'm uh, going to see? On the other side right, of this exactly, curtain. Exactly, Weech. Oh, exactly. That's oh, the point. You pull the curtain. Oh god. And the better that that railing yeah. balcony thing. Yeah. Again, only those who have access to the studio get access to see those. Yeah. I don't know. I didn't know this bug JT at all, but uh, maybe. Well, you know what? The the Jersey uh, wall panel uh, reconvenes in a few months. The committee. The committee. All right. I'll run it by uh, Augie and uh, Mrs. Mathis, and we'll see what we come up with. Okay. We'll, maybe you'll put like a, oh, I don't know Willie Browning or somebody throw throw them up there. Please. Just another random Browning. choice. Please don't talk about Willie Browning right now. I, I you know Carson Brown. Him neither. No? no okay. I'm not familiar with those gentlemen. <laughs> uh, 702-586-7857. Jeremy Malott coming up here on the show. Uh, 
the guys at Verb Moto, uh, everybody there but Chase Dallo, really good dudes. Uh, <laughs> shout out to Verb Moto and Jessica Patterson. They're hosting a Verb Classic at Next Level 101 in South Carolina, not far from you each. Uh, October. They've asked me to go. And? I've been 20 weekends deep already. Yeah. 20 straight weekends. I might be good. 20 straight? 20 straight. No way. With, yeah, your, since, with, with street bike ACL. racing? With yeah. straight bike racing? Yeah. Since uh, two weeks off the ACL surgery. Yeah. And 20 straight. I'm glad you didn't 20. bring the brace with you. Yeah, you finally did it was some money. Race. I, I kind of needed it. It was money. <laughs> I might have needed it. Uh, uh, they're hosting the Verb Classic at Next Level 101. They're raising a ton of money for a women's pro purse. They're over 12K as, as we speak. And the best part is they're raffling off a YZ250F. Again, Blue Crew stepping up for uh, the racing in, out in America. Uh, so check out verbmoto.com for details and to purchase a raffle ticket for a YZ250F. Tickets are 25 bucks. The drawing will be held live on site at the race, but you do not have to be present to win. So log on to verbmoto.com and help those guys do something cool for women's racing. Uh, and also thanks to the folks at Firepower, JT. Uh, Firepower is a WPS uh, company, and they are crushing it right now. Firepower Honda, of course, with uh, Ureve, will be making their um, WSX uh, premiere. Uh, Had a tough weekend this weekend. They did. Max they did. Yeah, Max yeah. Ancy, uh not good. D- d- whole Team GB. Tommy Sorrell ran out of gas. Last lap, both motos. <laughs> Dino. Unbelievable. Dino and his gimpy knees. Dude, every time Dino sits down, he just goes... <sighs> like he, did you see him walking through the pits did, after the race? He's, he was he's he could got, barely walk. He's got the body of I don't know an eighty year old of, of his dad at this point. Yeah, yeah. Like Andy, he's, Andy's he's, probably in better shape. You think Andy has fewer aches and pains? Yeah, I think so. Yes. I think Andy does. Andy was not. Andy was feeling great after the race. By the way. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, he's he's a gem. He, he's a <laughs> he beaut. Is. Yep. Yeah, there was good. Mom was there. I had not seen them in a long time. Oh, I didn't time. see mom there. I didn't yeah, see mom there. I did. Yeah. It was awesome yeah. to have great them people. Yep. Uh, firepowerparts.com, whether it's batteries made in Japan, uh, featherwhite lithium batteries, uh, please check them out, firepowerparts.com. they got warranties on them as well. Go to motorsport.com and check it out if you can, uh, backed by two-year warranty. Like I said, a lot of teams, a lot of riders using firepower, uh, whether it's the chains, the batteries, or anything else, uh, hard parts that they have related there. At Firepower, thank you to those guys for coming on the show as well. Uh, Jeremy Malott coming up here shortly. Um one thing we touched on, we'll, we'll talk more MXDN. I think we're going to have Paul Parabinos on. We are going to have um, new fun to talk pit bike of nations. So right before we get hammer on, we spent 30 minutes last show. I had the Wageman brothers and Rich Taylor, uh, Richard Taylor in here talking about uh, Ken Roxon's situation because that had broken last show. Uh, I want to talk to you two guys about this. Um, dueling press release as well. No, not dueling press release. A podcast and then a press release by Honda. People I talk to who are close to the situation say that he's done at Honda. You know, one of the theories floating out in the pits is like, hey, Honda doesn't want to support the W uh, World Supercross races because Chase wants to do them and the Lawrence brothers want to do them. They don't want to support it. So Kenny's going to go do these two races for Firepower Honda, and uh, then he's going to re-sign with Honda. And that's not a bad theory because then Honda's not, quote-unquote, supporting this race. But the people I talk to say that's not, that's not going to happen, and this is done. And and you know when we were bench racing with a lot of industry heavy hitters at MXDN, Kenny's situation came up a lot. Uh, a lot of people can't believe kind of what's what it's turned into. Uh, I'll start with you, JT. What do you think he does, or or do you think he ends back up there? I don't know what other options are really on the table that for him to be on factory equipment and with the resources that he's accustomed to. I just don't know what really is left. But I, I also don't think Honda is in a position where they want to bend on this situation either. So they're kind of at a impasse. It's, it's really tough. I, I, don't, I don't have an obvious answer. 
Yeah. There, there is not one. I think his options to me, I know his agents told people that there's a couple of OEMs interested. I'm not sure I believe that. But I th- I could see him doing a world supercross deal. I mean, for okay, 20- you you ride for free and we'll put a third bike on the truck? I don't know. They're interested in that. I, I would almost right. guarantee you they're interested in that. But Kenny's not interested uh, in that, I don't think. I think his options are he goes back to Honda. Again, something I've been told not going to happen. World Supercross 2023, all season long, right? Ten races or eight races or whatever it's supposed to be. Weege, what's your take on this? I don't, I don't think Ken wants to do that. I mean, he's on the record that he even wants to race Supercross and Motocross again. Like, he does not want to be done. He does not see the sun setting. He wants to race like he's always raced. You know, he wants to race Anaheim. He kept saying, I want to race Nationals next year. Uh, yeah, I don't see how this Honda thing can be mended because I'm glad it's out in the open. And everything I've learned about this World Supercross deal, I think people want to pitch this as, oh, it's the guys at Feld and the folks at MX Sports and the folks at Global Supercross, they hate each other. I'm not saying they're stoked on each other, but I have definitely seen much more heat from the teams and the FIM factor as well. The teams don't like the FIM. So I'm glad Honda, now I no longer have to say this is what I've heard. Honda pretty much straight up said, we do not support the, this series. These U.S. teams can't agree on what day of the week it is, yeah. but they can agree that they're not supporting World Supercross. Yes. And you know what? I'm 100%. fine with that. I don't have a side to that. Like, I think it's fine. If they don't want to do it, I get it. They're American-based companies. Cool. I also see no reason to not uh, like and see the World Supercross as a cool thing also. Yeah. Um, you know, so it's yep. great. It's going to give opportunities. But back but to knowing Kenny, how entren- but- well, uh, The reason I bring this up is knowing how entrenched these teams are, yeah. and we are supporting the series that we've always supported. Yep. I don't see how Honda can then a month later be like, ah, it's all good. Like, because that essentially, yep. okay, he wasn't under contract at the time he raced. Letting him race Anaheim in a factory Honda back on the team is essentially saying this is fine. Uh, kind of, yes. Yes. Um, so what do you think he does? What do we see? What, what, what is I think Ken to Roxon? JT's point, he still has value. And for someone to add a bike, to have that Ken Roxon carrot dangling out there from September through January... For someone to be like, let's go for it, I could see it happening. You know, Astafan, his agent, Steve Astafan, was a instrumental. Instru- There's instru- no A there. It's just Astafan. What did I say? Fan. Astafan. Astafan. There you go. Okay. He was instrumental in starting Chad Reed's team. Uh, he was. I don't see that going with Kenny, though. I, I, in this climate, I, can I, tell I don't you, see that happening. Well, I shouldn't say it. I know for a fact at the time, Steve was like, please don't do this. Please, please, the don't, team. please yeah. don't do yeah. this. And I would I would almost bet, I would say my opinion without any information is that Steve's saying that again, don't do this. Yeah, yeah. It, it's a yeah. really difficult uphill climb financially and on every level. It's, it's um, difficult. There's only one person crazy enough to try it and make it succeed, and that's Chad Reed. Seriously. And, yeah. and look yeah. how that went. Yeah. Like it, it was, I think if Chad had toned it down, cut it in half, cut it 75%, Financially, would have been fine, but that's not who Chad is. Chad's yes. all in, right? And yep. it was, it was really difficult on Chad and his family and his financial future in the end yeah. doing that. Yeah. Um, but it did work awesome. I mean, yes. he made it successful as far as he Results was able. Wise, to, yes, yes, he yeah. was able to compete with the factory yep. teams. I don't know how many other guys are built like Chad to pull that now, off. Now, I heard from somebody that would know that what Estefan and Kenny are saying is I can't pull out of these World Supercrosses. I have to pay if I pull out of these World Supercrosses. Hmm. There's a there's something in the contract. Mm-hmm. Uh, he negotiated this contract <clears throat> with Honda, from what I know. Honda guy's saying, we didn't know he was announcing that. Yeah. We, we, we heard we heard rumors yeah. of Kenny agreeing to ride World Supercross, but we didn't know. They, they did not come to us. Their side is, hey, we're out of contract. Why do we got to come to you? It's after October 1st. But come on. But you can also say if you're Honda, no problem, but... 
you don't have a contract now. Yeah, yeah, no, exactly. That's the, the, both sides are you know split. No one heresy. technically wronged anyone. No, here. no, that's, that's what, the yeah, whole thing. Yeah, yeah, no yeah. one technically wronged right, anybody right. here. They just they didn't fire him. Right. They just well, Honda's even saying we didn't even pull your offer. Yeah. You just can't race these races. Yeah. In the end, I feel like it wasn't and, dueling press releases. They kind of agreed. They kind of said the same thing. But then this World Supercross thing. Yep. Is it we're at an impasse? But then Steve's telling people, "I can't get out of this deal. We have to pay." To get oh, out of this really? Deal. Okay. So I could see that though. Uh, why? Uh, why wouldn't you? And for whatever reason, with these international races, it normally does not work that way. But why would you not? You're you're selling, trying to sell tickets to these races with Ken Roxon on the billboard. Maybe you do put that in there, like we yeah. need your promise. You will show up. Yeah, no, absolutely. At some point, you're like, "Hey, you're you're our star of our series that we're going to promote. So if you back out." We look like we lose credibility, so you have to pay us if you back yeah, up. Yeah, we're going to so, have pissed off fans it, no, that wanted to it see it. It makes them. sense to me. Well, in a lot of these races, too, at least half of the money, a lot of times it is half of the money, is put into escrow long before they board a plane. Yeah. So that that could already be the case, so they would have to pay. Yeah. Maybe they actually receive the money or whatever. Um, and typically on arrival, they get the, the second half. Speaking of uh, Ken Roxon, uh, some more news with him as well coming up. But first, uh, Scotia Industries, innovators of award-winning consumer tech Power Sports Car Audio Products. Pulp 2022 is a code to save at Skosh. 20% discount on a lineup of phone mounts, chargers, cables, power sport clamps, and more. I got a Skosh base link charging system right here in front of me for Apple Watches and such. Uh, Pulp 2022 is a code to save at Skosh. Uh, please check it out. Skosh bringing you our next guest of the night. Uh, this man is a, uh, a very popular man in the industry. He's, uh, he works for Red Bull, and he's the innovator of their straight rhythm that is coming up. Jeremy Malaw, <laughs> what's up? How are you, Hammer? I'm tired, guys. I'm exhausted. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know about you guys. I'm beat. And I didn't even do Lot B or Lot 5, whatever it's rebranded as. But yep. I'm tired. So No, uh, we are too, I think. Uh, it was a long weekend. Uh, speaking of Ken Roxon, uh, going to race Yuri Vent on a Yamaha YZ250 hammer is the word on the street. That's what we're working on. First, before we go there, um, incredible cast of crew in, in the show today. And I just want to say, uh, JT, you did an incredible job. I listened to Moto3 uh, today when I got home. And, dude, you crushed on the, on the broadcast. So oh, thanks, man. You're I really good on that. that. And I was, like, really impressed with how you did it. So great job on that. It was uh, really fun to listen to. So Thank you good, very much. Good job. And then Weed and Steve, I mean, I think we had a blast just kind of bench racing and hanging out all weekend. I was, I, was, I haven't been doing a nation since uh, the last Red Bud, but it there was. It felt like there was a heartbeat in the industry again for some reason. It just felt like everybody was excited. There was. I mean, on Friday there was nothing happening, and everybody was just hanging out. And like we just, I know it's. You can't bottle this and take it to every event, but what a cool like feeling to feel like maybe this industry has some stuff going in the right direction. So that was cool. A USA win, and again, all those fucks in Europe want to argue with me. They can. If USA doesn't race this MXDN, and I know they got their ass kicked the last few years. Even if they don't race the MXDN, it means less. No, no, no. to not have the Americans. Seriously, there. I had probably five MXGP people that work for Infront yeah. tell me the same thing. We really need yeah. a USA win soon. Like this well, year would be great, but we need a, we need it soon because we need the Team USA to be enthusiastic and want to come to these races. The, the event doesn't mean as much without Team USA. I said yeah. that over and over and over. And yeah. so you should make sure Team USA gets some help to get to your event. Anyways, I, I'm sure if you take that tone with them, they'll be very receptive. No one listens to me anyways. It doesn't matter. Uh, but, you know, Hammer, a USA win invigorates that race, invigorates the, the industry, all of it. Absolutely. They've got the target on their back. And next year, they may lose in France next year. But uh, uh, it's, it's still great to have them get a win. Absolutely. Um, the event means more. Yeah. Yep. 
It was incredible, and I think we all saw, I mean, France walking in with, I don't know, their B-C squad maybe, if on paper, without Vial and, and a couple other players. Like, they're unbelievable. And then you kind of saw potentially a new player for the next, hope you know, five, ten years maybe in Australia, which yeah. just adds a whole other element because that's fun. I mean, what Jet and Hunter and, and Mitch did was just incredible, and it was almost really incredible. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think, you know, who knows what France looks like next year, especially with being pushed so far back into the calendar. Um, could be cold and, and really nasty, but what a fun what a fun weekend this was. And it, it could have been so much worse, but it was really a great time. So yeah. really yeah. fun to see everybody there. That was great. I heard you had a nice Airbnb out in the uh, woods of South Bend. I would have liked to have got the invite to that. Too. Yeah. I heard as well. it, it was so nice. I couldn't. I, it was a free room for for weed, and I couldn't get him to show up. So we had uh, we had we had enough beds and a couple hot tubs and a couple barbecues and wow. no nothing that was gonna no bills that were gonna be attached to. It. I still couldn't get weed to come. So apparently it wasn't that good. It's really uh, when I look back, the smoke is starting to clear from the weekend. It was great to be able to get on Eli Tomac's bike and rev it and have Eli Tomac pouring drinks down my throat while yep. I was revving his yep. bike. Yep. But that house is the one that got away. As you guys know, I'm a little frugal. <laughs> yeah. I did not want to rent a car for the weekend, even though it's not my money. Yeah, Racer X would pay you back for a car rental. They would. Yep. But I was like, we got other people with cars. Somebody can pick me up. But no one could drive me to this house, this elusive house. Right. So I didn't make it. Right. And I, from Redbud 2018, it was like even 2 in the morning, people are still at the track mm-hmm. going places. Yeah. But I do feel like this one was a little more subdued. Like when I was done with that live show at midnight Saturday, there wasn't anyone left. Yeah. To yeah. get a ride from. Uh, yeah, even Phil was complaining about it, the amount, the, the, how he didn't have the big crowd for him. Phil. For him. Yeah, for him. Yeah, well, get um, used to it. When Filippoto leaves, so do the fans. Uh, JT, speaking of barbecues, any more thought to fly giving us some money for that barbecue island outside? Definitely more thought, and I'm more entrenched than ever that it would never happen. Okay, fair okay. enough. I thought I would check okay. in. Uh, Jeremy Mallott on the Pulp Mech Show, brought to you by Scosche, Pulp 2022. So, yeah, Jeremy, Ken Roxon on a YZ250, a straight rhythm. We're going back to that, are we? Um, sure. Yeah. I mean, I heard you guys talking about Ken's situation. And, um, I mean, again, he's got no contract with Han at the moment. And, um, thankfully, he's kind of stood by his word with us that he was going to race straight rhythm. Obviously, we haven't done it since 2019. Um, he won it. And, and I was kind of laughing at, like, to go from the motocross of nations at Red Bud, the most, the, the most prestigious seats in history, I think. It was this the 75th year or what was I think, 75th, it? 75th, I think. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Unbelievable to arguably the other side of the uh, spectrum entirely with, with our event with doesn't mean anything. It really isn't steeped in much history at all. Uh, going from the crowd at Red Bud, which is shocking to see in person, to potentially our crowd at Huntington Beach, which is maybe a little better looking and a little younger and a little, you know, more fun to look at. And, uh, and maybe some sunnier weather, but you couldn't go, you couldn't be on two ends of the spectrum any further apart than these two events. But, um, yeah, when we kind of announced that we were doing it at Huntington Beach, Ken was like, I want to come back and can compete. And I mean, I knew with him being on a Honda, it was a challenge two or three years ago at 2019 with Honda making bikes to compete with, you know, brand new, you know, Austrian built bikes and Yamahas. And they did a massive effort and uh, always grateful for them, but it was going to be a challenge, but with everything that's happened, um, we kind of figured out a situation, and it looks like we're going to be building him a bike. Um, might be blue, and we're going to we're, we'll work on that here shortly. But yeah, he's going to show up, and which is great. And we're having you know kind of all of our. It was this event's been off from the distance for so long. It was just like oh, it's after donations. It's after donations. <laughs> like it's so far away. It's, now we're here. It's like oh god. So yeah. Now we're uh, we're full, we're full on. But yeah, looking forward to it. It's going to be what? Um, okay. I'll, I'll talk about you. It's a lot of work, but. Go ahead, Steve. So, well, uh, we saw the event uh, at 
Was it Pomona or Ramona? Which one was it? Pomona? Oh, was it the Ramones? Pomona. Was it the Ramones? Yeah. Ramona. <laughs> was it Pomona or Ramona? Pomona, yes. Okay, there's a Ramona Pomona. down in San Diego. I get it mixed up. So okay. Pomona Speedway, we've seen it there for a few years. And that was a really nice venue uh, for it. I thought it worked out really well. Uh, older, but still really good, you know, in the heart of LA-ish or whatever. But how, how in the hell do you get Huntington Beach to agree to yeah. Host it. Like, I don't know. how long did that take, and what's what's involved in yeah. this process? I mean, at one point, a couple months back, I looked at our um, one of our production guys, and I was like, it was just so there was just so much on the horizon to make this happen. I was like, do you just want to go back to Pomona because like we could put that together in five minutes? Yeah. Like, what was <laughs> what was looking? I mean, with inflation and gas prices, I mean, just the I mean, to bring in the dirt we're bringing in is an incredible line item in our budget, and then you have to fence off. We don't have a venue. The venue has to be created. Um, you know, so we got to put fences across, you know, 2,000 feet on one side, 2,000 feet on the other, and probably 1,000 to 1,500 feet across, uh, you know, both sides. The, you know, we have to reroute the beach path, the walkway. That's one path that's, that's kind of run by the state parks, uh, uh, the boardwalk, if you will. That has to be open every day of the year, 24-7. That's just what it is. So we have to reroute that entirely around our venue because that's where our water, our water truck lane is going to be. So, yeah, when you say how do you pull it off, um, I'm friends with Roland Sands, and he's done his Moto Beach Classic, which has been a, a, a flat track race with kind of everyday guys that he does. They race on Harleys and Indians and, and all these uh, kind of garage builds. So he had a relationship with Huntington Beach. Okay. And it's just, I think, year six or seven for him. And so we just kind of said, hey, we want to go to Huntington. He kind of had the relationship, so we're actually going to do our event with him, or he's going to do his event with us. So his event will be happening, same venue, same ticket, same everything gets you in. Um, he'll be kind of our um, support mechanism. So when we're when we're, our track's cold and being worked on, and mm-hmm. between qualifying and practice, his track's going to be hot. You can, you know, fans or people can go race that, or will go race that. So you have kind of two events to kind of bounce around back and forth. But yeah, it's a massive endeavor. Um, by far the biggest event we've ever I've ever worked on. Just the sheer volume of creating something out of nothing, having to truck dirt in from yeah. you know God knows where, and we have a, we use a lot of dirt. So it's. Uh, yeah, we have about a. We'll start building October third, and we'll build every basically all day and most nights to get it ready for October fifteenth. So Damn. yeah, it's a it's a big build. The, yeah. the amount of fencing that you just said is that's an astronomical amount. Uh, that was to, that uh, number. Uh, the dollar sign I'm thinking of renting that much fence is insane to me. Oh, dude, add add twenty percent to what you're thinking, it's, it's, <laughs> and just and I know you're thinking high. I mean, yeah. I talked to Myron Short about it. At uh, at Paula, this is uh, first the first Paula, and I just you know talking about cost, and he's like, man, bathrooms are three times the cost of what they were. The same bathrooms than they were a year ago. Fencing's three times. Everything you guys know is three times the cost of what it was originally. So, yeah, it's been a it's been a big one, but um, yeah, we're gonna we'll see what happens with the future of this event. Obviously, we got kind of thrown a curveball with the you know Supercross schedule. We kind of know where that's kind of shaping out and going and extending. So that will make it challenging in the future when. We'll make some decisions based on that, but right now we're focused on this. It's, you know, we got I think two of the best voices in the sport finally working together with with Weege right there, and Daniel Blair will be in the booth calling it uh, on ESPN Plus, and then it'll be live on ESPN the following day. So anybody in the U.S. 
uh, it'll be on ESPN Plus. Everybody outside of the U.S. it'll be on Red Bull TV. But um, mm, that's cool. But if you, I know people are probably like, "Hey, I'm tired of buying all these packages <laughs> just to watch all these races." I can't. That's not my fault. That's just how the nature of the beast is. But I will say, if you guys like Rampage, um, that will also be live on ESPN Plus the very the next weekend. So you spend yeah. your seven ninety nine or whatever it is, you'll get both of those events live on uh, ESPN Plus. Is so, Weege going to get a free ESPN Polo that he can Whoa. wear for the next little while? Yeah. Cred. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. He's uh, he uh, he's slowly becoming the voice of uh, he's the voice of everything, but very very much becoming the voice of Red Bull these days. So yeah, which is great. But if, if you're but paying, he's saying is, yeah, yeah, hundred uh, percent. But to pit him and Blair in the booth is like super exciting. So if you can't make it, at least you got those two guys to listen to because that'll be a that'll be a good time. So. Yeah, I, I got to uh, meet at uh, Red Bull Imagination last weekend. Uh, Danielle, who writes the press releases, who makes fun of Blair and I in each press release that Straight Rhythm sends out. So it was good to put yeah. the name that makes fun of us in the press oh. releases. Uh, put the face to put a name. Put a name you, to the bullseye you have yeah, in your, in yeah, your house. Good. Oh, you know, I was supposed yeah. to film something for Straight Rhythm with Wes at Paula, too. Oops. Oh. Oh. They brought Didn't in fastest enough. man in Piedmont for a little bit of that, though. Oh, they did? They've got him. Oh, no then he, he, him. Yeah. he's got it covered yeah. then. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Yeah. Yep. I, I ran he's into uh, uh, a certain up-and-coming amateur phenom at Redbud uh, mm. Motocross the Nations. Okay. Uh, father was a Supercross champion, mm. uh, Summercross champion as well. Mm. Beat um, Ricky Carmichael. Beat Ricky Carmichael, mm-hmm. which we corrected Ricky uh, on the live show twice. Uh, clarified. Clarified. Yeah, clarified. Clarified. Yes. Uh, how about when Ricky, though, brought up like at Bud's Creek without even any prompting? That was great. That was great. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyways, that, yeah. okay. So uh, Evan Ferry is going to ride Red oh, Bull Straight Rhythm. Well, yes. We're announcing well, it right now. I, yeah. Okay. Well, the, Steve, the catch, and Jason, you're on this group text, was let's be honest, Straight Rhythm is a summer cross of its day, right? Let's be sure. – yep. it's probably well a, a pretty solid parallel, right? Um, I, I did say Evan Ferry was deal was contingent on you – Reluctantly, but you'd have to spend some wrenches on his bike. Like we've always talked about it, right? Yeah. Like, this is the thing that you would never oh, want to have happen. It's depressing. Like, this is kind of the event. Like if you can take him to greatness at this event, that means not a ton. I mean, you just probably, <laughs> I'll make you an even better summer cross trophy. So I mean, okay. Well, now we're talking. Uh, I don't know if I like, want to do it just for the sheer depression of checking Evan Ferry spokes. Just, just I getting mean, that. Like, what about what's happened to my life? What, uh, the people can, want this, though. Can you get one of those verb guys to vlog this, show this? Like, we want extra coverage. A little su- shoulder programming of Steve wrenching for Evan Ferry. Can you make sure we get good footage of this? Absolutely. I, I mean, I just feel like this is the thing that Steve has said would never happen. Yes. It's kind of staring us in the face. It is. It is. I said I was getting out of the sport before that happened. I don't. doesn't look good. Well, yeah, you got a fork in the road right now, buddy. Yeah, you got about three no. weeks. You want to retire or not? Listen, you know the story. Once these ceilings came here, I was locked into this industry. <laughs> you paid me the hundred bucks. <laughs> what? You paid me the hundred bucks. I paid the hundred bucks. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Lost there, was a, Any- there was a there was a a pulp show quote. I think our buddy Moser. Yep. And I said on the show in twenty. I don't even know. You said in five years I'll be gone. Twenty twelve, whatever year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then so our buddy Moser sent the audio clip and. Yep. I had to pay JT because I was still here. <laughs> so, yeah. I feel like, and I don't remember, was Summercross, was that broadcast, was that on ESPN, by the way? I, I don't remember. It was I, I do not believe it was on, it TV. Was on TV. No, I do not uh, believe okay. it. Okay, well, I mean, I feel like we can get Steve back on the ESPN, you know, with the, with the little logo on below it. You, yeah. you being Evan Ferry's mechanic like would be a pretty cool, 
You know, if they maybe get you the old school lens sunglasses well, with the see through lenses, like let's get back to it. You know? Make sure in true ESPN fashion, uh, either the wrong name is we'll underneath my name, the name or, wrong, or the correct. spelling will be wrong. Because I, I put up a thing on Instagram maybe three months ago, three different <laughs> shots of me being interviewed at ESPN, wrong name and wrong spelling twice. <laughs> Mike so, Weisner. Yeah, yeah. Nice work. So great work on ESPN. Yeah, we, I, I was finally there, and then my mom couldn't see me. Um, just, so who else do we got confirmed? Just, just, just oh. promise me. You promise me you'll think about it. That's all I care about. I, I will think about it. You will, will think about it far too it, much. It, it, is will, the problem. It, it will. It would be fun. And, and I mean, look, uh, Evan's going to be. I mean, just like his dad, the straight rhythm's made for Tim Ferry. It's made for Evan Ferry. Scrubbing. Yeah. Like I mean, it's fantastic. Getting I mean, a flash, and think, sizzle. Think about Timmy racing straight rhythm when in his prime. Oh, the one lap speed. Yeah. That was his thing. Yeah. Starts and sprints. <laughs> yeah. No, absolutely. Yeah. So I mean, it, 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 too bad Red Dog retired, but. Um, yeah. Hey, who else do we have? Hammer for this. Do we have locked in? Can you tell us? Or, or? Uh, yeah, right now we've got, uh, not looking at the list, but yeah, Kenny uh, Barsha, who's never done it, which, I mean, That's he'll surprising. be a blast to watch on yeah. a stroke. Yeah, yeah, he's in. AP, Marv, who's never lost the event when mm-hmm. he's raced it. So yep. him and Kenny going head-to-head is really cool. Cooper, uh, Webb, obviously. Uh, Hanny, I think, will be on his Husky for the very first time, which will be super cool. He's obviously always a threat. Um there's a couple others. I'm not looking at the list, but yeah, yeah a couple yeah. Others as well. So um, yeah, our list, list is yeah we have we got a solid list. I mean, I'll be honest with you. I think World Supercross kind of got in our way a little bit with some guys who probably you know the irony of it all was they were kind of complaining that some of their their teams or the teams that we have wouldn't let their guys go race their event. I'm I'm running into that same issue today with their team not allowing their yeah, guys. Yeah, to yeah. <laughs> You're like, oh, <laughs> how the tables have turned. <laughs> yeah, a little little ironic on that sense. So I'm not sure how to really word that one with those guys because it's an off weekend. It's, they have a you know two, yeah. two races happening, but um, you know I think you know there's a couple of guys that we could have got. You know, Ch- I was talking to Chad a little bit about it. I know he's kind of got plans to go to MotoGP in, the, in between weeks. So I think he'd been cr- incredible. But like I said, we got a really good crew. The 125 list is great as well. Um, yeah. So yeah, no, we're looking forward to it. I hope. Uh, I think one thing I was going to tell you know anybody who is planning on coming um, is this event likely will sell out. I think, and it's doing really well ticket sales wise. And there is a cap, unfortunately, with the Huntington Beach uh, police and sheriff and state park. So we we don't have this unlimited seating and capacity. Although you like this beach, you know, there's plenty of seats. Right. There will be a limit, and we do. Uh, in the last couple of years, we've sold about 30% of our tickets on site the day of. And so just to avoid any of that hassle and trying to buy a ticket and get in, it's just like get ahead of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also, as you're attending this event, we're on the beach. There's only so much parking. So, you know, bring your beach cruiser, your rollerblades, your skateboard, whatever it takes, and, like, be able to cruise down the bike path and the boardwalk to get to the event. But it'll be a cool event with a, the Pacific Ocean to backdrop. The fans will be standing in the sand to watch yeah. the race, and so it's pretty unique. And I think it's going to be great. It's going to sound great with uh, with Blair and Weed. So, well, I don't know about that part, but it is going to be awesome. It's going to look good. Can you imagine Osborne rollerblading down there. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. It's skis. He's got his skis. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. His skis. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He stands by those Osborne. too. What's that? Hammer? Yeah. I said I almost had Osborne. He was. Oh, I almost had. I almost had him committed. So, okay. um, wait on him and. Uh, and then maybe trying to get trying to put something together for Nichols. I know he does. He's kind of the forgotten man these days, and I think he'd be a real fun one to get as well. So, yep. but uh, no, I think we got like a, a great crew of guys, and I think hopefully it, you know a sunny day and in the beach, and that's pretty should be pretty fun. It's a fun event. It's a real fun event. Weeds, you're probably busy working the whole thing, but nah, you can sense that. Yeah, it's vibe. good. It's it's. Will there it's be Friday practice? Yeah. Still Friday practice? Yeah, that's a real uh, special day. Actually, it's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. As long as you don't run into like any major snags, just with 
building a track that we've never built at a beach with dirt we don't know where we're getting from. Like there's a lot of there's a lot of things we got to jump through. But <laughs> Jason Baker kind of <clears throat> excuse me made the pledge that he's going to work kind of through some nights to try to get the track done because we're not it's not a nighttime event this year like in the past. So we're going to try to I mean if you do a night event then what's the point of even doing it at the beach because you can't see it. So. Um, we got to fit it. We got to fit everything in um, starting early Saturday and then be done by sunset on Saturday afternoon. So um, we're going to try to give some guys practice on Friday if we can get it done. But yeah, like Jason, you said, like it's pretty special on Friday because everybody's kind of hanging, get yeah. used to it. But um, yeah, it's kind of fun to watch those guys put the track together. Who can forget when uh, Alex Ray got injured and I had to make a call for a young Cameron McAdoo? Wow. With Jericho. And he never, never looked back. Jericho wrenching. Ram it. We were going to ram it up the factory's asses. Instead, we got rammed. Uh, memories. But, but, look but look at him now. But look at him Yep. I just imagine Wait. one yep. of the heats like, where's Ken- Kenny? Kenny's up. Where is he? He's out there getting barreled. He's just shredding. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> barreled. I didn't know surfer lingo. I, I don't know. Yeah. 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 Whatever. Okay. Uh, yeah, that's a good point. Kenny's got support <laughs> on his back. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. How much time I got between runs? Uh, yeah. Hammer, speaking about uh, – and by the way, where can people get tickets? Where do we go for tickets? Uh, if you just you know, go Red Bull Straight Rhythm on your Google, okay. it'll all right. pop up. It's all, right. uh, it's all on their website. But, yeah, like said, tickets are going fast. So, again, if people are considering waiting like they think most motocross events don't sell out, we do have a cap. So get ahead of it. As, as an industry person that's uh, done a lot for the industry uh, off the track and, and is a, make sort of a mover and shaker behind the scenes, uh, let's tackle a couple – I want your opinion on a couple of things. Uh, Jeremy, sure. first up, uh, World Supercross and the SMX. Uh, look, look, the the people, uh, um, the SMX guys, Feldon MX Sports can scream all they want about how they were working together before they had, and they were, and they were as meetings, and they want to align their TV deals. There's no doubt about that. Thanks to the World Supercross, we got more money for riders and teams over here in America. It's fantastic, and there's the World Supercross too. Uh, thoughts on all of that, Jeremy, as an energy drink guy and as a and as a fan of the sport as well, which you are. Uh, put your put your cap on for each one of those and tell us what you think of this sort of new world of our of our sport right now. Yeah, I mean, there's there is some parallels to what's happening in the PJ Tour. I mean, whether whether the tour was going to change with with or without Live Golf, whether Feld was going to change with or without this World Supercross. I mean, at the end of the day, however it got there, it's got there, and it's probably the sport's better for it. Um, you know, I think. And I, I told this to a few people, and I, I'm usually not one shy to give my opinion when asked, but I think they probably didn't need to do everything they did. It was obviously great to align, you know, platforms and wherever they're going to – the broadcast partners are going to end up being announced. Incredible. I do think they already had kind of put those guys in, and did all the block and tackling they needed to do to keep World Supercross, at, you know, at bay. I mean, there's – the World Supercross thing, I come jumping topics – it's free market. It's either the consumer is going to appreciate it and support it or they're not. I mean, anybody can try anything, but I think with what Feld had set up and with their schedule with MX Sports, like, I just don't think a lot of guys were going to go over there, at least not yet. Mm-hmm. But I think my bigger concern with some of the stuff that Feld has done and, 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 um, and MX Sports is just the schedule and getting a little bit longer. Um, I personally don't think World Supercross has ever really been a threat to our series here, I mean, maybe on paper it did, and there were some rumblings, and people got real scared and some insecurities, but at the end of the day, I think we we're going to weather that storm. But my biggest concern is just extending Jet's career, extending Chase Sexton's career. I mean, our sport, we see with Dunge, like, these guys don't have anything else once they retire, and then they get this weird, like, ah, I didn't really want to retire. It was just so many races. So I've said it for a long time, like, 
we do need to put some parameters up. And while maybe there is some more built-in weeks off, those aren't weeks off. Jason, you know this. Alden Baker's not going to give the, you know, his guys and Johnny's not going to give his guys the free reign to go to Mexico or Cabo and have enchiladas and tacos and hang out for the week. Like, they're still going to be doing their program. And that continues to be my, my biggest concern is just burnout. Like, we cannot lose these guys, these stars. Um, so my biggest issue with a lot of this is just, like, the fact that the schedule did get lengthened and we did add more races. We, we did. That's, that's the fact. So um, I'm a little bit – I'm more probably concerned about that than I ever was with World Supercross just because, mm-hmm. you know, we got guys coming up. But we know what's going to happen. Nothing's changing, really. We're going to burn guys out, and they're going to retire at 27 or 28 again. And that our sport can't keep – can't keep pushing guys out of the sport that early. We just need all of those guys. If they choose to race, like a Chad, let's make sure they can race. And I just that's my biggest fear is that we're going to lose some of these young guys just because they're starting earlier mm-hmm. and grinding harder, and that's just going to fry them. We see it. I mean, we saw it with um, you know with Cooper last year, even with you know his program. He's just like, I needed a break and try something else. Whether last year or this year didn't go maybe as well as Cooper thought. And it gave him the break he needed to reinvigorate to want to go racing for a couple more years, which if he didn't, he might have been, he might have called it a career at the end of this year, which would have been a shame. Mm-hmm. So hopefully we get more out of him. But as far as everything else, I mean, it's, it's great that we got competition. Um, but again, my biggest thing is just like, it doesn't feel like we can ever really, we all know a lot, but who's ever making these schedules, like it's, they're still not nailing it. And that's my biggest concern. And, and I've kind of told a few people, but, I don't think, and me, I, I'm, I'm definitely not traveling to all the races, but if you're going to add races, you can't vote on that schedule unless you've gone to all the races. Like, that's just not fair for someone who goes to 17 Supercross or 12 Nationals and then says, hey, we're going to add two more races or another race. Like, you didn't go to all those races. Like, 31 races. I just saw the Formula One calendar. Now, their schedule's a little different. They're racing. They're going in on Thursday, and they're leaving on a, you know, Sunday or Monday, but they're going to they have 24 races this next year and they're freaking out they're like it's the max we won't do any more 24 right they don't practice a week we got 31 yep um so you know we just got to protect our own our own guys from ourselves i know you know people want to make money and events make money but at some point we got to give a little to keep these guys around so that's yeah. probably my biggest fear of everything and, and it's a legit fear now the mx sports felt people will tell you it's just one more race because Monster Cup is there, and then they're taking one national way, so there's like one more race, calm down. But it all adds up. The, 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 look, especially next year, the, the Coliseum's only available on October 13th or whatever, whatever the date is. 14th, yeah. yeah. So now we're... That's like 40 days longer. Yeah, we're going into Disney Nations, we're going into uh, Coliseum. That's a long season, man, and you exa- you nailed it, uh, Hammer. The, the guys aren't going to Cabo and taking off. They're not going to just no. have R&R, you know. So I mean, I heard yep. Chase's thing earlier. He's getting a couple weeks off, and he's back to testing. And, I mean, I get it. That has to happen. But, like, we got to get – I mean, Chase is an incredible talent. And he's, what, 21, 22? He's an insane rider. And, but I just, like, the grind that he's going to go through if this is the schedule for his, like, main mm-hmm. part of his career is, like, do we just lose – do we lose two years off the end of Chase's career? Yep. Like, that, that's just a shame because he's one of our, as we see, Eli's done. Kenny's got a couple more years. Anderson, like, you're going to see a bunch of Dean's done. You're going to see some guys moving out, and we so we got to keep these young guys fresh and keep going because we're losing those big names that we had for the last decade. I think all three of us in here have talked about it a bunch. Like, it, it's it's absolutely fine for World Supercross to start up and, and all of that, but now, in my in our opinion, not going to challenge the Feld Series for supremacy, not going to get the very best riders ever in my opinion uh maybe that's maybe this will come back to haunt me but it's a very cool series and very viable series and all of that and it could be a home for a lot of riders but yeah the industry over here is just like 
Like they are just they're not into it. They're not into they're it. Not into it. And, and no. how much of that has to do with? And I think it has a majority to do with it. But Weech, if Adam Bailey and the global Supercross guys don't get the FIM sanction, don't become a quote-unquote world championship, and they just do a six-race series in the fall, or even a six-race series in the middle of the Nationals, even that, have nothing to do with the FIM. Do we see this response? I don't think so. It's a damned if you do, damned if you don't, though. I mean, we have... People have, I've heard a million times, do we really need the AMA? Do we really need the FIM? Well, no one has successfully pulled off a championship series without one of those sanctioning bodies. So I feel like when that comes up for grabs, and it comes up for grabs once in a lifetime, you have to go for it. We also know that especially the American teams and fans and riders, the FIM tag carries some baggage that they don't like. But I don't think, I think you just had to roll the dice and go for it and take that baggage. But now you're writing them a huge check just to be a FIM World Championship? Yep. You know? Yep. Yeah, yeah I, I don't, I mean, I'll jump in. I just jump in. Like, I think with them signing with them, everybody thought it was just, you know, they saw the opportunity, FIM. We, we all know their issues, and we all have our issues with them. But what I think it actually did as a disservice is, and, I, and again, I like Adam and Ryan and those guys, but, like, if I'm going to be honest with everybody, like, I don't see this, and it's very tough, but I don't see this as any different than the product we already have. Um, they use the word innovation, and, and innovation's tough. I try, you know, Red Bull, all these companies try to innovate in our sport, like, to be honest, like from an event standpoint, innovation's probably done. There's really nowhere else to go with these little tweaks on formats. Like we've tried everything. We all kind of know what's possible. Like there's probably not a lot of new, if I'm just going to say straight rhythm is the most, you know, is from a departure of being different. It's probably the most different type of event for our world, but yeah. everything else is just another kind of look at a super cross track. So I just don't know if their product is different enough and that might be okay for the crowd, the, are they, as they, you know, the underserved communities of, you know, Wales or Jakarta, wherever they're going to go, those people might not care. They might just be a C Supercross and our dirt bikes and, and love it. But I do think with them signing with FIM, that's just so limiting to what they can actually do, in my opinion, to actually make their product potentially different, potentially change, you know, get guys to say yes to it because it is so different. But the FIM has such strict rules that we've seen. It's like it doesn't really give you a long mm-hmm. runway to make things different the way you need it to make. So yeah, I, th- I think it's, it's a little handcuffing. I think the fans all over the world this year, next year, that, that go to these World Supercross rounds are going to be stoked to see Brayton, Roxon, uh, Josh Brayton, Grant, Chad yeah. Reed. Heck yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, Chad <laughs> Reed. You know, these guys, I think it's cool. Like, they're, they're going to be stoked. Like, I've been to Paris 8 million times in Geneva, and I've been to – where the fuck did I go with Phil and the JGR guys? What was, Bulgaria. Uh, Bulgaria. I went to all these countries. They love these guys. They love anybody that's like an American Supercross star. I'm using this word star loosely with Phil. But, you know, like, yeah, I think these people are going to be stoked. Like, I think you could put almost any line up there, and they're going to be happy because I've seen it. Well, here's the problem. I think that makes sense, and I've said over and over that my hope is that the sport is now big enough where when we were growing up and it was Rick Johnson and Jeff Ward, they were the two stars because if you didn't win a race, there was no way to get attention. The world has changed massively in the last 10 years. So now we have riders who have created their own sub-brands and there's much more popularity for riders. It's not just Eli Tomac is the only star in the sport. So my hope is that there's enough bandwidth that there is enough to go around. Mm -hmm. However, that's not going to happen because I think everyone involved in all these series is very proud, and none of them want to. Do you think the FIM wants to be known as the second best series? No, and the fa- but the fact that they put up a website with Cooper Webb as the champion, I mean, that's just laughable. 
It's but just it, laughable. It, it is laughable, but it shows where their intention I is. Know, is I know. We don't want to That's be the 40-year-old I mean. Supercross series. Right. We, our intention is to eventually be the premier motorcycle dirt bike racing series in the world. And obviously the series that already are aren't going to give that there mental up. So no that is way what that is going to happen. There's just no yeah, way. I think I'm the most curious on how, you know, the, the money that some of the teams are being offered and how they're going to put this on. Like, how are they going to generate returns on this money, right? Like, that, that to me, is yeah. the biggest question. Like, we're right. down to, looks like it's going to be two events this year is what I'm seeing. I don't know. I know they wanted to do more than that, but maybe just two for 2022. Yeah, two. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But the, the amount of money that they're promising these teams over a time horizon, they're going to have to get that number up really high really quickly uh, to generate money if whoever is funding this, and, and it's not my business to say who's funding and who's not, but they want to get returns out of this. Like They're not investing point, into this series just point. to throw money away. Uh, ha- Hammer's bosses at Red Bull at some point are going to be like, hey, man. But, but that's, the, that, but that is, that's different. That's different. That is, to, that is to promote the image and the product of Red Bull. No, I'm saying any company is going to be like, what? I just use Hammer as an example. Right, right. But any Red company Bull can say like, there is a marketing loss. There's a marketing cost. WSX isn't promoting the WSX brand. They're trying to generate returns based off of these events. Yes. Sometimes. Yes. They don't have anything else to sell. Yeah. You know, so I, I just don't, I don't understand the math. And that's, I, I haven't, I'm not privy to all the, all the books either. That's fine. I'm sure there's a business plan here. I just look at it. I'm like, man, that's a lot of money being but, paid out to a lot of teams. And you're, you're, Assuming a lot to think that this is going to generate money over time. There's two parts to that conversation. Every Supercross motocross fan who loves the sport on earth believes the sport should be bigger. I just wish the sport would grow. They are making the bet, I guess, that the sport isn't as big as it could be. I'm very skeptical of that. I actually feel like we're, and I know you agree with me, Steve, we're very lucky to be as big as we are. There are many other racing series that would kill to even be this big. The assumption that there's three, four, five times more growth out there. The industry that, is holding it back. <laughs> that that I, I vehemently disagree because I go to many other racing series that wish yeah. they could be this big. But that's gamble number yeah. one. And gamble number two is we do know if you hold an FIM-sanctioned world championship event, you can get nations to pay you to come. So those two things, I think, are the revenue streams. Hoping for growth. Yeah. But look at and this year. Paid to look come. at this year. The, the, some it of the events. Happen. Right. It right. did not that's happen. That's what I look at. It's like if you don't secure if you don't get that, that funding, oh, you're you don't done. get those – appropriations you're done you're in big trouble and yep. one thing we've seen in our sport is the energy drinks are on us like flies on shit they love our sport we we've we've grown these energy drinks not so much red bull but the other ones but red bull a little bit too uh 100 like red bull's a motorsports brand yep. like this this scene is our tar- is one of our target demographics and like i said it's a cool scene it's it's well i'll put a caveat after going to red but i don't know who those consumers are because i've never seen them before the guys jumping on porta potties and like all of that stuff <laughs> during the middle of the night like that's a wild <laughs> consumer to, to think that's our consumer but yeah this is a this is a massive segment for us that's why you see the big three all investing so right. heavily in this world but, well i think but those, the big three I are not investing people, in world supercross yeah, that's i think those people I was coming to. were drinking your product hammer but there were some other things in, involved in, not, in the Red in that product. product. In right. that product, yes. Right. I saw a gentleman right. walking around Red Bud with a Puerto Rico flag and shorts and a ratio right and a mustache, and he had your product okay. look like in the ratio right. I would stay away from that gentleman <laughs> at all costs. That guy's selling product. That guy's moving. He is moving. <laughs> I, I, I would not that. associate with that company, with that gentleman if I was a brand, but that, that's your own decision, Hammer. <laughs> yeah. um, but, no, no I, I don't see an energy drink sponsor on this WSX, and why – 
Why wouldn't they be interested in something like this? They're worldwide brands, all of them. Is Rockstar Rockstar's a worldwide brand, right? Yes. Rockstar. So, like, Absolutely. why not? And and they're not. And they're not. I think I still think, <laughs> and this is crazy to think this, and maybe I'm wrong in you saying probably this. Probably are. Okay. Okay. But I I think they're still in the proof of concept phase. Like, yeah. They're they're moving forward. Yeah. They're going to yeah. make a go of this thing, but I'm still, for me personally, my perspective, they're in proof of concept. That doesn't mean anything in, to anybody else, but in my well, mind, I'm still waiting for them to prove that this Justin is going to work. If Justin Brayton takes the win, it'll be a proof well, of concept. I'm not saying they're not going to have a race. <laughs> yeah. I'm saying long-term, right. is this viable? Yeah. Is this plan viable? Yeah. However, yes, they're definitely in the proof of concept now. The industry clearly is not on board, and they're going to need to have the events be great, maybe to flip that. But I don't think they thought they would need proof of concept. I think they thought Supercross is awesome. We're going to take it global, and people would say, "Sign us up." And many people have chosen yeah, not only to not most, sign up, most, but to actively not participate. <laughs> most companies no, are, 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 no, 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 most companies are at max capacity as far as spend. Yeah, yeah. that's a yes, part of the yeah. problem too. Oh yes, you know? absolutely. Yes. One of the one. I'll just jump in real quick. But one of the things, and I see if you have to hang up with me because you have other people to get to. Totally fine. But um, one of the things that I've always struggled with is. Formula One and MotoGP have to go global because they need tracks to race at. Like, that's a best, that's one that you can't have a, a series that doesn't have tracks. So they have to go find tracks. We don't need that. We can build 17 Supercrosses at Anaheim Stadium. So for them to say, like, oh, you got to go global to be, to be, you know, credible, like, all the best riders in the world are here. We don't need to chase tracks. All the, be- the, the best German riders here. The best Japanese rider is here. The, the best French riders are here for the most part. Like, we, we have the best. And so when I think they're saying they're touting that whole, you're not a world champion on the U.S. And, like, I don't really care. I don't think anybody cares really where, you know, at least in our sport, where they race. We just want to make sure we have the best people. And I think we can check every box. I mean, I, I'm hoping we can nail that nail down that Morocco guy. He was, he was that guy. <laughs> if we can, do we, I mean, come on, fly. Can we get him over here, Jay? I mean, I'm in. like, what do we got to do to get him in here? No problem. Um, if we can get that dude on our program, I mean, I think we have an embarrassment of riches. But uh, I just, I just, you know, I just don't know who we're trying to chase. I think we all knew if, uh, you know, if there's a, a massive Supercross audience in some some country, we, we would, yeah. one of us fly racing would be, would be couldn't be on the shelves. Something yeah. would would give us an indicator, and I just don't know if we have those, those indicators that, you know, the world's really. I mean, we you talk about all the time. It's easier for a brand to go to go advertise on Facebook or Instagram, money wise, dollar return on investment, than to go put a Supercross but logo yeah, on. Yeah, your point is, your point is well made that. For us as a brand, for fly racing to see value in investing in an event in Jakarta is really difficult. That, that's that's really difficult. I now, think for OEMs that may yeah. sell scooters in Indonesia, that's a different conversation. Yep. But a lot of brands, we don't really have an established market. I've and had we that probably won't. Yeah, I've had that conversation one. with MXGP teams. I'm like, why are you standing for this? Yeah. Why are you going to these countries that you know they're just making so much money on the back end, in front is from the government? Why are you going? Why don't you just say no? And they're like, well, we sell scooters. Yeah. I mean, MotoGP, like, that's why they're there, right? right it's, yeah. it's, uh, it's understandable, but for right. us, speaking yeah. selfishly for the brand I work for, it's, it's a really tough but, uh, thing to, to, to swallow. Before we let Hammer go, flip. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Hammer. No, I was going to say, oh. Jason made a great point. Budgets are tapped. And when you look at a global property like, you know, MotoGP or Formula One, I'll speak just kind of for Red Bull here, but like to, to put something on, generally you got to probably take something off. And unless you're going to tell me you're going to make a gl- better global product than MotoGP and Dorna or, uh, you know, Liberty Media or Formula One, or there's a handful of other sports that are global that way as well, like it's a pretty tall task. Those, good are, luck. those, Good luck. Those, are, yeah. those have but, been 
locked in for decades and built history and heritage, no different than this, you know, this whole live golf thing. Like mm-hmm. they put these events on, but they don't mean anything. And now maybe there's an audience for it. It's a little bit like, you know, I know you don't like the UFC, Steve, but you got the UFC and then you've got this like other thing called strike force. Then you have the other thing called the PFL. Like there's all these like subcategories and like, they're okay. Kind of, they're not trying to be the UFC. And I think that's the issue is we've got two people or two entities trying to be alphas. And exactly. you, at one point, you got to realize, like, that's just kind of the alpha. Supercross Motors is going to always be our alpha in the sport because they've got 40 years or 50 years of history. Now, maybe you can do something different over here and create your own lane, but if you're trying to be that and take it down, I think you're just kind of up for, like, kind of a losing there, battle. There's a spot for Arena Cross, absolutely, for coming back in with a, with a Arena Cross competitor. Yes. There's a spot for that, 100%, I believe. Because in my Arena Cross yes. doesn't try to be the alpha. Yes, exactly. Yes. Uh, hold on one second. One I wanna, po- I just yeah, okay. Hammer, for touching on this go- live golf thing, and you, 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 you're much more of a golf guy than I am. But from what I've read and what I've heard, like these tours, it, there's not a lot of uh, grittiness, competitiveness. There's not a lot of like, yeah. I don't want to say effort because I can't judge a golfer's effort. But like at the end of the day, they just shrug their shoulders if they don't win. There's no, I, I've heard it's like exhibition golf, these guys. Yeah. There's like, I mean, and any good go- any golfer can be a great golfer on any given day. Yeah. But the last tournament, Cameron Smith, or Moto people, I'll keep it quick, but Cam Smith was, he won the Open, the British, uh, the uh, Open Championship a handful of months ago. You got Dustin Johnson, who's former number one player of the world. Um, and then they, I mean, they played incredible, but the guy who got third was Peter Uline. And Peter Uline was a great college golfer, but he's like never made much of, a, of an impact on the PGA Tour. So for like to beat him, it's, I mean, to be honest with you, it's very similar to like, Chase Sexton and Jet Lawrence racing the Morocco guys at the Nations. It's just, you kind of like, yeah. it's not, it doesn't mean it to beat that guy. And so it's really hard to compare like the talent level. Um, but you're totally right. It's like these guys are getting paid so much against the side star. They're not really even practicing or trying that hard because they've got, they just got paid a hundred million dollars to show up. <laughs> yes. And that's a different gig altogether because that's being funded by a government that doesn't even need ROI. They don't care. They're just trying to get this other thing. It's for other reasons, but mon- making money is not one of them yeah. where the world supercross guys, to my knowledge, probably have to, like Jason said, probably have to show a return on investment because investors make those investments to make money back. So mm-hmm. the situations definitely aren't apples to apples. One other thing that I think we forget, we completely take for granted, is we try to look at other sports we like, and we think of Supercross, Motocross as an entertainment property like they are, like the NFL game that's on your TV right now, where the money comes from people watch on TV and people buy tickets, and that's the entire business model. The business model of this sport is based on enthusiasts buying bikes and products. What actually pays the riders? Honda selling bikes and Honda paying riders to win races on their bikes. And the manufacturers have said, Supercross has many advantages over motocross. It looks cooler. You sell more tickets. It's way easier environment to work in. But we have to race motocross to sell motocross bikes to motocross enthusiasts. That's where our budget comes from. So I think it is very easy to think, hey, we're going to help these guys out and not have them do this series that's harder and more difficult and well, less Supercross glamorous. Says this. Yes, yes. Yes. And I think many people think this is a slam dunk. Who really wants to grind 30 plus 2? It's so hard. It's so hot. <laughs> but the manufacturer, I think this is an awesome message. They yeah. have told me, we want to yeah. go to the local motocross track and race at people's local motocross track with our best riders. You can watch Chase Sexton and go ride the racetrack the next weekend. A- exactly. He, you like, saw him on. And that's very yeah. important to mm-hmm. all these industry companies. And I think it's awesome that they're not like, we're just going where the money is. Or where the glitz and glamour is, they're like, we want to be in the trenches where the right. fans well, and they, live. They want that customer to also buy a Yamaha pressure washer, yep. and a Yamaha generator, and yep. whatever else. It's great right? generators, all of the great pianos. <laughs> yep. Supercross has always Supercross and Motocross have always been platform marketing yes. for all of the 
products yep. underneath them as well. And isn't that awesome to nope. know that they actually care about that instead of just like, ah, somebody's writing us checks and we get to like, hang out in the suite instead of in these muddy pits. I had that argument Take with, it. A, with a team owner 10 years ago. Yes. I'm, like, the, I'm like, these are the people that buy oil and gear and, and chains and sprockets that give you money. It is. They, they, they can ride yep. the same track that your riders rode the next day. Like, this is a very important series. We right. take this point for granted, and it's so obvious how to point it up, but I can't think of another sport that has the benefit of what we do. After 17 Supercrosses, I'd argue up to maybe 14 or 15, and I watch every single one of them practice, and so I, I'm, I'm one of the, the psychopaths who do it all. But after 15 Supercrosses, I'm, I'm pretty good, if I'm going to be honest with you guys. Like, I've kind of seen everything I need to see. I know, though, in three weeks or four weeks, I get to hit the reset button on the entire sport. We go from night to day, in to out, but everything's different. Yes, yeah, some of the same riders will still be the same guys up front, but like you get a reset. F1 doesn't have it. MotoGP, baseball, none of these sports have this weird reset that we do. And I think that's one of those things that keep it in. By the time you get tired of motocross, guess what? You get to look forward to Supercross in two months. So like we have this great like tied in, tied out thing that you don't have anywhere else. And I think that's, that's for me is like, to, and Lucas Myrtle said it best, he goes, hey, if you go to all seven Supercrosses, I looked at you at Salt Lake and said, all right, we'll see you in three weeks at Anaheim, we're going to do it all again. You'd be like, ah, oh, fuck, man, that's a lot of work. I don't really want to do this, but like motocross gives you that little palate cleanser for yeah. a while. Also, though, on the flip side, for me personally, I'm not very enthused about this SMX stuff. I don't like the name, first of all. <laughs> three races at a hybrid track, like whatever, like that doesn't excite me. Um, I'm, I'm I'm stoked for these for more money. I have been screaming for as long as this yeah, public we've, show. We've seen the ceilings. We we get it. What you're stoked for more money? No, no I'm stoked for more money for the teams and riders. <laughs> okay. For for the riders, I have been screaming as long as this uh, pulp show has been on the air about the purse money and that needs to be more and the teams need to be helped out and there's going to be some merch uh, uh, exchanges, I believe, with the new with the teams next year. So Are you coming to the press conference, LA Coliseum. I will not be there. Okay, uh, but. So, but I'm not enthused. Like this whole thing of like, hey, we're gonna have these SMX races, and you got to race the nationals to get points to qualify. I.e., don't go to World Supercross and race our nationals. I'm not that stoked with these three races either. Like, I, but I, the money is great, so let's do it. Let's see how it goes. But don't count me as saying, eh, to World Supercross. Which, by the way, I'm going to the first round. Uh, I'll, I'll be there. And don't count me as saying, eh, to World Supercross and jumping up and down over SMX. I, I, I'm not there yet. Hasn't happened yet. So let's see. But. I'm in agreement with you. I, and again, I'll reserve judgment until I hear more about what the tracks are. I think we've seen Monster Cup. It, yeah. This is what that is, the version of it. And that didn't really work, and, or it did for a little bit, and then it, it didn't anymore. Mm-hmm. But if, you, if you're trying to – and I get the playoff bracket or playoff thing they're trying to create, like with all these movies other sports have done. I'm sure you know their broadcast partner is going to be is excited by that. That's probably why they've got more money. But I, I don't know, again, my problem is, like, what's the goal? Is the goal to, like, what are we trying to achieve? We know who the best supercross rider is. We know who the best motocross rider, especially this year, it was the same guy mm-hmm. with Eli. Do you know who the what, best what super motocross other, rider is? What is the other <laughs> thing going to prove to us? I don't understand what he's going to prove to yeah. us. So, are this other, like, we already know who the best all-around rider is. It was a guy named Eli Tomac. He's the best, you know, best, kind of best year probably of all time or one of them. So, um, yeah. I, I just don't know what the target is for these new races if you're trying to, find some new, like trying to find a new guy to, to crown or because we kind of by the, by the 29th race of the year, we kind of know who the best of the best is. So yeah. I'm, I'm with, curious. I'm with you. Yep. And I just don't. And, yeah. I don't and know. I'm, I'm going to say this one out loud. I'll probably get, you know, some crap for it because I probably shouldn't, but I'm going to look at Jason Thomas right now. Uh-oh. We, I need your help. I've been trying to talk to Dave Prater, who we all know, and trying to get him to do a race at Austin during MotoGP weekend, not a Coda, but in a stadium in Austin. Like, think about like, that what that could so, be for the Yeah, the, the synergy there like, would be huge. 
They, mean, and they, just, remember remember when they did Supercross races at like Phillip Island on the same weekend in Australia? Yeah. Like those are that's I didn't go, but I can yeah. imagine what that would be what that would be like. But it's a lot like this week when you have all of Honda coming to a race they probably wouldn't have come to if it wasn't for the ability to like cross pollinate with the Supercross and the MotoGP guys. You have this like pinnacle event in the middle of the kind of you know let's be honest A one kind of our thing, and then from there it kind of just keeps momentum up, but it doesn't really. There's nothing to look forward to. But if you had this like pinnacle event in in April in Austin, which is a great town, you've got you don't have to turn any marketing on. You've got 75,000 to 100,000 motorsports fans already going to Austin for MotoGP. You just got to turn the lights on and put some dirt in the track, and you're probably going to get most of those guys to go on a Saturday night. They're going to spend 400 bucks on a hotel room, but they get to go to two different events. So, I mean, I think it's a win-win. And, you know, for, for Fly to have their, you know, maybe you have a dealer show there. You bring, you'd have this incredible motorsports weekend. And like Jason says, too, like there's so many distractions in the world. To, like, have one weekend where, like, the motorsports community truly came together be like you know bike week, but but good in a good town rather than Daytona. So yeah, I wonder um, if uh, <laughs> I, wonder, I, I I'm surprised they haven't gone there. But maybe maybe University of Texas is just like yeah, we don't want you yeah, to beat it. Um, I don't. I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think they've knocked on the doors, but it's the same okay. turf they have in Seattle and Detroit. So like we we've been there. We can do this, but I just feel like we need pushing from like you know yourself and some people because I think we all you know we're fans of kind of both sports. But like what what it could be from an energy yeah, standpoint, yeah, I just kind of look. This yeah. past weekend, it would be like that. But in April, we need more of those moments where you get everybody together to be stoked on motorcycling and not just, you know, ah, I'm not going to go this weekend. So, Well well said, man. Uh, appreciate you coming on. Anything else for Hammer Beach? No. We've got a lot of proof of concept coming yeah. our way. Yeah. We have to see these events to know what we're um, yep. Marks, Marks would like some apricot Red Bull Hammer. Done. <laughs> so we Done. appreciate that. Right, Marks? Is I, that love, what I love you, Hammer. You're my favorite. Oh, no worries, brother. I got you. Um, and then I'll leave you with this, Weed, just to really show you where my head's at. If if it wasn't for the World Supercross, the, maybe the, maybe they aren't blocking him, but there's a chance that we would have had Justin Brayton shirtless in Huntington Beach on a two-stroke. <laughs> I mean, That's it. What are we doing right now? <laughs> that is it. It is my crusade. I'm sorry, Adam Bailey. Right. But you better hope we don't cross paths. Yeah. You've just cost me this. <laughs> I'm vehemently God. anti now. You, he would have paid you to announce man. that, Hammer. You would, he wouldn't even take a check. He would have been free. Yep. Oh, yep. Yep. Remember that he hug was, that Rocky and for, Apollo had on the he beach? He was in yep. for a while. Yep. He was in until he wasn't. So I just think, like, I'm not sad for us. I'm sad for you. I'm sad <laughs> for the fans being deprived of that. Like, we'll be just fine. Yeah. We'll sell yeah. some cans. We'll yep. be good. Yep. It's you guys who are losing out. Yeah, no, absolutely. I just went from revving Eli Tomac's bike to this. What a 24-hour <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll be seeing Brayton in, uh, in Wales or England or where the hell I'm going. Yep. <sighs> Another... Brayton thing that I'm not going yep, to. Absolutely. Yep. No. Nope, but yet, but yet, despite that, on our group text, he will still have your back always. Game uh, recognizes yeah, game. Always. Game uh, always. recognizes game. Because Brayton will not. Doesn't seem to give me any credit. Have you noticed on the group? Oh, text, what's that like? Yeah. Have you Have you noticed on the group text? It's Weege, but it's spelled W capital W yes. capital E. Yeah. Yeah. E E G. Always. We. We are. Oh, we is that why he does yeah, it? Of course. We, oh, shit. I didn't even. Oh, I didn't, come on. We, I didn't even fucking put that together to write now. We, I, I just thought his caps lock. You're better than I thought that. his caps lock was broken. <laughs> I don't know. How about Phil? Phil? Phil's great in that, too. Just b- always bagging on him. It's uh, great. On everything. Yeah, on yes. everything. Yes. Uh, yep. Thanks, Hammer. I appreciate the, the help with everything, as always. And uh, always good to have you on, man. Some great thoughts and some, uh, uh, yeah, real, real interesting stuff to talk about. Thank you, man. Uh, and thanks for all your guys' efforts. I'm actually actually to listen to it today. I was sad that this is the, like the last recap for a long time. 
So, <laughs> yeah, for a few months. Well, maybe we'll uh, recap the straight the, rhythm or something. I don't know. Yeah, that, that one that shouldn't take very long. But um, <laughs> the uh, the effort that you three put forth in our sport is is so appreciated. I you know the the stuff that you guys do on the weekly that with Dan Truman and the fantasy stuff. Like our sport is truly lucky to have guys that hustle and passionate about the sport as much as you guys are. And so you know, thank you for the efforts because I know you got families and obligations and all those things. So it's really cool that you guys make that much of an effort. I, I as a fan, I really enjoy it. So thank you. Steve uh, doesn't think it's effort bad. at all. If we have anything in the way on Sunday, JT, do we get any leeway, any sympathy? No, no, no. none. No, there are no Relentless. obstacles apparently. Hammer, none. Hammer Unless said, he has something to do. Hammer, oh, then it's fine. Hammer said the magic <laughs> word: hustle. I got it. You two don't. <laughs> right. okay. yep. That's it. That's uh, it. Thanks, Jeremy. Nope. Thanks, man. See you, boys. All see right, you, see you. Uh, Jeremy Malott brought to you by Skosh. Uh, Skosh 2022 is the code to say with those guys. Off-Road Warehouse, proud to supporting the Club MX team of Phil Nicoletti, Kay Clayson, and more. ORW is the place to go for all your truck and off-road accessory needs. They have stores throughout the West Coast, including Temecula, San Diego, and now in Corona and Vegas, Georgia as well. Offroadwarehouse.com. This is the code PulpMX to save. Get your bike to the track with style and performance from Off-Road Warehouse. Uh, please check them out. Uh, Industry's leading brands are there. They don't even... They don't only sell it, they also put it on. And and tires, kits, suspension kits, tires, wheels, and more. Code PulpMX to save. This is that ORW butt patch you've seen on national number 69, Phil Nicoletti for 2023. Couldn't happen to a nicer guy. Uh, also, Car- Carnell, not happy. No, not happy. This whole deal. Uh, I am. Listen, I don't. I'm happy. We're going to talk about pit bikes right now, uh, pit okay. bike of nations. Uh, but so. Yeah, michelinman.com forward slash motorcycle. I mean, that's all I got. Like, I got to contractually do this read, but oh, okay. I'm not happy with the, the, the manager, the assistant to the team manager mm-hmm. of Puerto Rico. Um, they got a Starcross 6 over there, but, like, whatever, you know? So there's rivalry here. There's rivalry here. You are the team manager of Team Canada. Is that what this mm-hmm. is about? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, this is what this is about. And yes. uh, none of his riders are really Puerto Rican. I know it's a territory of America. Yeah. But generally yeah. speaking, when it comes to the motocross the nations, there is one true Puerto Rican on the team. Yes. Normally. Yep. Not always, but normally. I don't even know who is these gentlemen J-Lo? were. Is mm-hmm. it usually J-Lo? No. no. Okay. No. I don't know who these gentlemen were. They were on Team Puerto Rico. Well, I know one of them. Yeah. Who Sipes I know. Yeah. Uh, there were two long-haired gentlemen. I couldn't tell them apart. Yep. One said he had the longer hair than the other, and it was like the difference was two centimeters. <laughs> I don't know. Smalls yeah. and Joe Dirt yeah. on this Puerto Rican team. You were saying you're going to be checking for passports. I will be. Yeah, yes. it, it's Michelin. Don't don't hold out the controversy of Pitbike Nations on the Michelin Company itself. They're a respectful brand. They are. They're class. Thank professionalism. you. Professionalism. The guy yeah. that was repping Puerto Rico, assistant to the team manager. Yeah. Not representative of everything that Michelin is. No. So please check out Michelin. It's very can. separate. Yes. Uh, so speaking about Pitbike of Nations, uh, I was the manager of Team Canada again. We bronzed in 2018, uh, unable to repeat. The uh, podium performance this year. I got uh, uh, Ryan the Noof Lockhart on the line right now. Noof, how are you? I'm doing all right. Yourself? Not too happy with some of my riders, (laughs) Noof, I'll be honest. Yeah, I mean, (laughs) there's a lot to say. There's a lot to say right from the beginning. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) But but you could say that on both Team Canada uh, that attended uh, Motocross of Nations. Yeah, well, you know, hey, for the real team, if we just didn't get the breaks, we'll get them next year, I guess, again. Yeah, I mean, you need luck in this event, and you know that. Just never uh, seem to get it, though. Just never seem to get it. Yeah. (laughs) So, uh, Noof, you were on the team. 
uh, it was you, Quinn Amiette, who uh, is a really good rider, by the way, uh, yeah. and uh, and rips on a pit bike, and yourself. And I, I also uh, brought back one member from the bronze medal team, the anchor, the man who sort of was supposed to show the new one, the new kids, you know, sort of how it's done, how we continue the excellence from 2018. You know, I needed a guy that was there that got us on the – Might have been an anchor. Right. You might have got that anchor part right. Right. So I brought over Ryan Gold from the uh, bronze medal team and uh, added Noof and Quinn to the team. And I expected Noof, Galdi, to sort of be like, here's how we do we this. like the maturity and the wisdom, yeah. right? Like he, mm-hmm. he is the team leader. Follow me. I'll show you the way. Here's how we do it, guys. Here's how we get on right. the bronze medal right. or better or better. Right. Noof, right? That's kind of what I was thinking. Well, well, he did it. Yeah, I mean, he did it and got that bronze medal. So, I mean, that's what I was kind of excited about, that he was going to lead us uh, lead us in the right direction. Right. So, what happened on Friday to to him? What, 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 what do we think? Like, he – so, he was enjoying some beverages throughout <laughs> the afternoon. Like, like it's red, bud. It's fine. He was Morning. enjoying some beverages. Morning. Morning and afternoon. I was going to say, evening. for him to be in this condition by Friday – Early evening. When did this start? When did he get there? Well, How did this happen? Noof, Noof, you 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 saw this early. Yeah, I came in pretty early on Friday morning. Got my pass there at the Welcome Center and, and rolled in and parked my rental car because I was actually staying with him uh, and his wife and my wife were all we were all sharing the the trailer. Um, and uh, I pulled in at about eight forty, eight thirty, eight forty, and uh, there was already some solo cups uh, being filled up. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so and I was kind of like, you know, Galdi, we don't ride until about seven thirty, eight o'clock tonight. So in twelve, twelve hours ish. Um, <laughs> Better get started a then. Time, a long time, and uh, <laughs> I actually left for a good part of the day. I went up and because uh, I was working for the the other team, Canada. And um, when I came back down at about three o'clock um, before we started working on the bikes, I was like, uh, oh. We got a problem. We got a problem. Well, Noof, so, Noof, you can't be drunk all day if you don't start in the morning. Well, that's true. <laughs> so, that's true. But. So I, I, I went over to the fire, to the camper, uh, maybe, I don't know, 5 o'clock, Noof, somewhere around there. And I had a, sp- I had a, uh, a moment with my rider, Mr. Gold. And We're I, naming names now, finally. <laughs> yeah, Ryan Gold. <laughs> okay. okay. I think I said, I think I said that. You did. Maybe. Um, I had a talk with Mr. Gold and said, hey, man, seriously. Back and slow it down. Like I said, no, I did. You're I, really worried about the no, race. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, because oh, wow. I, I got there and it was, you know, it was on. The 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 drinking was still going on. So I said, hey man, seriously, are you all right? Yeah, yeah. Back it down. I said we're riding in like an hour and a half. Like just, just you know, back it down. And he's like, yeah, yeah, I'm good, man. I'm good, man. And I'm like, okay. Like that was as a manager, all I can do you is said your piece. I said my piece. Yeah. And then honestly, Noof, when he got down to the to time for qualifying and he still seemed okay and then I sort of lost track of him well he he was good so so where it went wrong so after you had the talk with him mm-hmm. everything was all good yeah he sat there we got dressed the three of us put all our gear on right and and Quinn and I were like okay let's go back up to the top of the hill grab the bike and then we all came down they kind of did that like parade thing and we were like Galdi you just hang here it's all good we're going to put you in the third group now. you got a little bit more time. And also, like, he was here. away from the camper, so i.e. away from the booze. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, so we get down there, and first of all, I couldn't believe how many people were down there to start nuts. off with. And I'm, like, thinking in my head, I'm like, 
Because, I mean, leading up to this, like, you knew Galdi talked and, you know, he was excited, right? Like, he gets excited and then excitement leads to leads to him celebrating before we had anything to celebrate. Right. And um, Quinn and I are standing there and we're shooting the shit with, with RV and everybody's kind of hanging out. And all of a sudden I look, so we're basically straight um, across from the start gate where they brought us in and we're just sitting there before they bring you up into the start gate to do the practice. And Quinn's like, fuck, is that Galdi up there? And I'm like, I'm looking. And that's probably like 500 feet or so yeah. away from us. And he's walking alongside the fence line. And he's literally just getting past boo like drinks, <laughs> beer, fireball. And he, I count it. I count it. Seven beers or seven something. I couldn't see like right. seven different. Seven head tosses off. back. Seven head back toss backs. <laughs> exactly with arm quite a ways from his mouth with liquid coming out. So and I don't think it was water. Clearly, <laughs> sir. I, I don't think it was water either, sir. Yeah. And people were loving it. I mean, and they were cheering him on. And like right. I said, he was getting excited and stuff. And then. Quinn and I just didn't know what to do, and I was kind of like overwhelmed. I didn't think That's that there were going to be that many people. I was, I was overwhelmed. Newf was a little like a nervous, like, shell shocked. Well, just I think he. Oh, like t- the stage, the moment was very big. <laughs> it was kind of big. Think there right. was going to be that many people. Like, <laughs> okay. It was just crazy with how many people were there, and I was like, "Holy shit!" Like this is a, this is a pretty big deal. And then and we got our, our third guy out there celebrating with the with the crowd, which was before awesome qualifying. After the race. <laughs> it's not like we qualified In first. Anticipation. It's not like we qualified first and he went over to celebrate with the crowd. We had not no, qualified no, at this right. point. Had not ridden yet. Right. Preemptive yes. celebration. Right. right. Exactly. So so needless to say, I mean the, the, the base was built for him from the day of the booth. So even though he stopped for an hour and a half after Steve had to talk. Um, it didn't take much to uh, to get the machine rolling again, which is Galdi. So, did I fail as a manager? I feel like um, you may have been. You may have oh. needed to be more forceful. I. You need like a whole. You know how Team like USA he, has Big John and a security team. Right, to, you, right. You guys let him out of your sight, and then that seven minutes, yeah. seven drinks. <laughs> really yeah, I mean, did. you could not let him out of your sight. That, that was it. We just needed to handcuff him the new for yeah, something. Exactly. Maybe <laughs> like put him in. Put him in like a crate. Like Let a, him out of the crate like in the last minute. Hannibal yeah. Lecter. Something. Wheel him out. Yeah, like right. Hannibal. Like from yep. back in the day with J-Log. Got to lock him in the trailer until it's time to race. Uncrate him until the last So <laughs> we go out for qualifying. Quinn goes first. Newf goes second. And then, I, so this is where I hadn't really talked to him. And I'm kind of, he gets the bike. And out of the corner of my eye, Newf, I see him laying on a start straight. And honestly, I don't, because I had to talk with him. I'm like, oh, I said, oh, he slipped out. Like the grass was slip, like wet, or like I was just like, oh shit, he fell down. Like not putting it together that, you know, he was hammered. No, it, it, it hadn't it hadn't rained yet, nor had they watered the track. Yeah, so, so I, but honestly, when he fell over on the star straight, did you see that move when he fell out, like right away? Well, that was that was about when I stopped watching. Um, when okay. I saw that. So, um, so I saw him fall down, and I'm like, oh shit, he fell down. Like oh, like. Never thought it was because of booze. Just, like, thought he made a mistake. Yeah. And it got worse from there. I mean, there's some videos well, out there. I've, I've yeah. seen several videos. Uh, <laughs> oh the gosh. one, he goes over a berm and then just decides to go around the track. Like, not around the side of that no, lane. Like, no, the yeah, other just, part of the track. Just... Then there's a crash. <laughs> he goes over the bars. And then he continues to roll. <laughs> 
several more times. Yeah. Like he forcefully. Stops. Yes. And then, then he starts rolling, rolling again, again and stops. So and then rolls starts again. At this point, I don't know if you were there, Noof, but I was there with Quinn. And by this, Rob, Rob goes, pull him off. Pull yeah. him off. I wasn't there. I, like I said, I chose to uh, not fully pay attention that much. But I, I thought after he crashed on the grass like that you saw it yep. and then went down the start straight. And then he so it went left and then into that tight right. Well, he crashed. He crashed there, too. Oh, he did? It was a real quick washout. And I'm like, okay, well, it's going to take him one lap. Because when I get on the bike, they feel awkward, and your yeah. balance is a little bit off no matter what. Well, it didn't get any better. But the the craziest part of it is is that when he did cut the track there, he ended up getting – credited him with the lap time. He got a 40 yeah. – Oh, lap. no way. Yeah, we <laughs> – No way. We need no to. way. <laughs> this is like Shades of Germany all over again. <laughs> it's incredible. Oh, oh JT threw in the Germany thing again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, oh, it's worked out to your benefit. So hot, he, hot lap time. I, yeah. I believe Rob's timing equipment was off because he, he had the fifth fastest lap. Oh my god! <laughs> you imagine what his motor skills were like at this point to throw in a fifth now, fastest now lap. Now it, it doesn't matter because they took the fastest time and Quinn was fastest, I believe. So no, Goldie's time was the fastest. It was fastest. Was it? it was like two two hundreds faster um, than Quinn. Yeah, it was like a forty point two nine. And jumping ahead a little bit, this is when this is like the funny part. The next day, and obviously we, we'll get into that the next day, but. Goldie's like, yeah, well, I fucking told you guys. <laughs> <laughs> so then he's just claiming it. He hurt at this point. He can't even lift his shoulder up, and he's trying to flip some stakes. He's like, yeah, I told you guys. I'm, I'm good on a pit bike. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so Rob just goes. So after he does the, the – the, what was he – did you see the video, Noof, of uh, climb, trying to climb on the tires? Yeah, that was before, though. Yeah, that, that was, was before. Yeah. So, yeah, that was, and then did he moon was, the crowd? Someone said he mooned the crowd, or he, took, he didn't pull? No, he didn't fully do it. Okay. He like did like a fake moon type thing. Okay, yeah, and he, and he pissed in front of everybody too, though. Also, well, he took yeah, he took a piss. But what I think he forgot to realize is that so he turned the back to um, the majority of the crowd, but. Yeah. He didn't realize that there was probably about another 5,000 people standing up on the other hill. Could directly see him pissing. Right. So so he tumbles down, and Rob's like, pull him off. Pull him off. So Quinn runs out, grabs the bike, and he brings the bike back, and I'm kind of looking at the bike, and and we forget about him. And he's trying to wobble across two lanes, (laughs) and there's pit bikes everywhere. And that's where I thought this this may get ugly, but he made it over. Yep. He said, pull him off. Yeah. Not the bike. Yeah, I know. We just thought yes. about the bike. So, And then straight to bed. Straight to bed for, for him. So is that what happened? Did he? someone walk them back to the camper? Yeah, by the, time I, by the time I got back, yeah, he was already in bed. And then, yeah, he woke up at 3 o'clock in the morning and didn't know what the hell happened. He, <laughs> like, he and he, I, he woke his wife up and said, hey, like, the fuck happened to my shoulder? My shoulder hurts. And she's yeah. like, oh, my God, Ryan, you don't. Yeah, anyways, so. Can you imagine so, how many times Amy said, oh, my God, Ryan? I got good news and bad news. Yeah. The bad news is your shoulder is uh, dislocated. The good news is you set the fastest <laughs> <Yeah>. last time. <laughs> Did it for the team. You were the fastest on the team, yeah. So we had to I find a replacement him, rider. Yeah. My, my lock. I felt his pain. Like, you yeah. know, like, obviously, it was self-inflicted, and, and the liquor won this time, which those were the words that it. Out of his mouth, but yeah. man, he he was in rough shape the next day with the between the hangover, 
yeah. the, the mental side of, oh, my God, what the fuck did I just do? And um, the fact that, yeah, I mean, he, just, he was he was quiet the next day. Yeah, so. on the group text, he said, boys, I'm out. The liquor won. Okay. And I and I was like, what, for reals? And then I said, as your shoulder, like, I thought he was kind of maybe faking a shoulder injury. He did not. He showed me later. He couldn't really move his arm. New vouched for him. He couldn't flip some stakes over. So That's our, a test. Our, our rock, our, our third place bronze medalist from 2018. Couldn't. Yeah. couldn't. It's like Carmichael going down before uh, Matterly. Yeah. You know, 09. Yeah. Or Donington. Donington. Whatever it was. Yeah. 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 Our, our rock was gone. And now Quinn and Noof. Lost now without any guidance. Without a f- oh, without so, so you can find the talent, seven, but not seven. the experience. Yeah, yeah. yeah um, the team was crippled. The team was crippled, right? Like I mean, it just went and, to and it went to shit. Not to mention, we're shell shocked. We're worried. <laughs> yeah. We're we're, <laughs> we're you know we're the team and is I, in disarray. Yeah, yeah. We're in yeah. disarray. Imagine Team USA. If you lie, Tomac, he starts down. to just right. go out with a solo cup at 8.40 a.m. Right. 37 shots <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. on Saturday right. morning. That's the fifth fastest time. <laughs> you think Sexton and Jay But he's unable to race on Sunday. You think Jay yes. Coop and Sexton would be fine? No. Right. Yes. They'd yes. be rattled. Eli Tomac decided to start drinking at 8.40 a.m. <laughs> right. if he decided to do that. <laughs> right. So, but the good news is, Noof, is we think, you and I, who've known Ryan Gold for a long time, you certainly longer, we think he may, there's only one way up from this, and it's up. It's up, yeah, yeah, it's up. So, okay, he couldn't have he couldn't get out of Redbud fast enough yesterday when the checkered flag flew for the last moto. He was already on the road back to Canada. I think for World Vet coming up here, Steve, we're mm-hmm. going to see a brand new Galdi with, uh, okay. with a whole new attitude. All right, well, they say you got to hit rock bottom to real make some changes, and maybe when he hit rock when he hit rock bottom when he was rolling to the bottom of that jump, that was the moment. Maybe that was, that the, was moment. the moment. Yes. You guys are all pussies. <laughs> so he's part of World Vet, though. He will be there. That's the word on the street. Yeah. If his shoulder's okay. His shoulder's okay. Yeah. Well, yeah, I guess it depends on the shoulder injury that he's, uh, that he's dealing with. So. so Team Canada goes out. We get a third in the first moto. Quinn, really good. He led for a bit. Wow. Uh, yeah, wow. he's strong. Who was he pitted against on Team Willie USA? Browning. Okay. And, yeah. uh, and the France guys were good. Great Britain guys were good. Uh, we got third in the first moto looking good. Noof, you were fifth in moto two. Uh, and probably, honestly, you had it. I don't think you would have caught the four in front of you, but you were easily no. ahead of the other guys. Uh, and then the spark plug cap fell off. <laughs> yes. And I'm pretty sure it's sabotage. Sabotage. Oh. We just haven't figured it. We think it's wow. the Puerto Ricans. Oh. Well, I'm yeah. pretty mm-hmm. confident it's Puerto Ricans. Pretty yeah. accusatory. Look at their manager. Yeah. I'm sorry, the assistant to the team manager. Yeah. That guy would be up to some shenanigans. <laughs> mm-hmm. So uh, Newf lost a bunch of time figuring that out. And yeah. then our replacement for Galdi... A gentleman who got no practice, Caden Lee, no practice or anything. Just here you go, kid. Yeah, uh, it's a pit bike. It's okay. Well, think of the emotional issues we had oh, going right, on, right, and then right. and no practice the for moment, our third right. rider. Right, big, right. A, yeah. I mean, Quinn, who got fourth in MX2 in the real Canadian series this year, said that's the most people he's ever raced in front of in his life. <laughs> 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 right, Newf? Oh, yeah, for sure. And, like, I mean, I've raced Supercross before, but the vibe down there, man, like, I'm t- I, t- I, was, ner- like, I was nervous. I told you before yeah. I went out, I'm like, fuck, man, I'm nervous. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, and, hey, by the way, should have done a shot. Yeah, there's some fireballs somewhere. <laughs> yeah. We uh we had great helmets and, and uh thanks to Flying Colors for the helmets uh and jerseys as a manager. And we had a guy yeah. named Larry Enticer, very popular on social media. He was our chief mechanic, crew chief. Oh, smart yeah. book clap. Wow. Yeah, I should not his fault. 
Okay. Um, the, the the best part of it is though, like of course we were, you know, the emotional drama and and, and losing our leader, yeah. Trying to overcome. Yeah. Nobody even knew. Uh, people still, when I was walking back, like when it was all over, they're like, "I can't believe Galdi made it back for this." Like they just assumed that Galdi was out there again. Like nobody even knew who was what or anything. Superhuman so. liver. It was a very uh, um, loose crowd down there by by eight thirty when we started racing. I so. must have showed the video. I mean, because people were asking, the word was out. I must have showed the video thirty times on Sunday. Right. I'm like, here's yeah. our here's our guy. I I couldn't contain myself. You could not. I I on our review podcast at that point that video was 48 hours old. Yeah. And it still got me. Yeah. I lost five minutes where I just, just could not focus. We just tears. Cr- we're, just, we're just crying. Dude. Yes. Just crying. You might have this. thought it was a Team USA one. No, I was just crying over the hundredth time I watched Galdi <laughs> roll stop. Roll again, stop. Arms up. And then roll. (laughs) It was the the extra rolls that he, like, the momentum had already stopped. Yes. Yeah, he created more momentum. (laughs) I know. I don't understand. It it was something else. Uh, So, new DNF. Well, not DNF. He puts a plug plug back on, gets 10th. And then uh, Caden Lee falls down the first turn and then uh, falls down again later. Um, And then that was all she wrote. We finished, what, eighth, Noof? I don't know. Eighth, I think. Eighth. No, seventh, I think. Seventh, yeah, seven eight, seventh yeah. overall. But, yeah. you know, we'll be back. We'll be back. We'll regroup well, from I this. Think, I think, well, I think a three, five, and even, let's say, best case scenario, he was going to be eight. I, we would have been in the top five, right? It was yeah. close. Yeah. Um, you got to just learn from it, right? Learn from it. Regroup. Didn't get did, the brakes. Come you, back stronger. Didn't get the brakes. Didn't get the brakes. It was just bad luck <laughs> that uh, he got that hammered. Do you guys think? <laughs> do you think? Bad luck. Uh, we, we got a tweet right now from Michael saying, uh, "Here's this is Galdi not trying to get on those tires or hay bales, but now he's pissing. Oh, he put his drink oh, down. Oh, video of that too? Yeah, right now. Check your Twitter. Oh, okay. He attached you guys <laughs> yeah, on that. it. All right. Um, do you guys think that there should be punishment for Ryan for this egregious team uh, moment? Like, do, is he banned from the team now, or do we look past this and – no, I mean, on. this is a redemption story, I think, has begun. Oh. I mean, you look at Team USA <laughs> 2018. Yeah. What a phenomenal. They righted all the wrongs. I mean, I think there's only one way this can go. That someday, Galdi will right these wrongs. It'll be just like Tomac struggling in 18, and then on top when he gets his next shot. What do you think, Noof? Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, if Eli gets a second shot, Ryan Gold should get a second shot. That's right. right. Yep. Well, hopefully he learns from this. I mean, that's really it, right? You just hope you learn from this, this experience. But, he, I think he learned his lesson from from talking to him on on Saturday. Mm-hmm. He was pretty quiet. Hey, he did come down to support though. He came down. Yep. He was hanging out. He watched us, cheering us on. Had nothing but good things to say about the team. Yeah, yeah. He came down to watch the the, the next night. So even with the injured yeah. shoulder and everything, he was there. The new kid yeah. had his pants on and his helmet and everything. He yeah. So this, this, did the replacement kid get to keep Galdi's helmet? Did we tell him he could? I don't remember what we said. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Who knows? Who knows at that point? I don't even know if Galdi wants to keep it anymore, right, for his one lap of effort that he got there. Um, <laughs> he said the fire the real question is: The real question is, did the spark plug cap fall off because of Galdi's crash? So maybe he, he does deserve some uh, – well, I guess not really because Quinn rode the bike. Yeah, first, so yeah, yeah. It didn't fall off on him, but <laughs> – well, it was an experience, man. Honestly, it was. Uh, did you have fun? Yeah. Did you did you like it? Yeah, it was a blast. Okay, yeah, I mean it was it was awesome. But like I said, it uh, it it was maybe a little bit. Like I said, it was a little overwhelming with just 
and and you know the t- some team you know obviously the U.S. guys took it serious. The Great Britain guys were serious. Um, hey, France those was, the know, guy was, from fr- two of the guys from France flew in for the race for the pit bike right. race. They were not coming. Yeah. For what, whatever ringers. happened to Mertz's super team that oh yeah what a was shit show true? that was yep good yeah. job Mertz yeah they they were yeah. terrible Hunter Lawrence and, well, and Mertz that, really let Australia down with that pit bike team I don't even think they came though they didn't even have a team yeah they did oh yeah no they were there yeah oh yeah oh. one of the guys oh, uh, lives in Canada he's Aussie oh. lives in Canada what yeah oh. really yeah maybe that's who you needed yeah wow. <laughs> So yeah, well, well, if you clip, if you clip Galdi next year, maybe he can get on Team Australia if he right, Canada. Right. So. Well, Quinn was impressive. Good job, Quinn Amayette. Yeah, he he's yep. definitely back on the team. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. What are you laughing at? <laughs> Galdi? No, oh. no. I'm looking to the Twitter mention. Someone had the scene from Ghost with Patrick Swayze, where they make the uh, clay together. Oh. And that is JT and Eli's hands oh, touching on the throttle. Right, right. Painting that the motorcycle. Double throttle. Yeah. The double throttle. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Good times. Uh, yeah, I mean, you've yeah. seen, I mean, and there was on, on Instagram today, I mean, there was two or three Canadian modal memes with Galdi. And yeah, it was, yeah, he's the gift that keeps on giving. Yeah. Well, listen, uh, World Vets is coming up. You're coming down. He is supposed to be racing. Hopefully his shoulder's all right. And, and we'll, yep. we can discuss it then, you know? <laughs> yeah. So, uh, hold on. I want. I don't know if uh, this gentleman needs to talk to New for not, but let's bring him in. <laughs> oh shit! That's David Bradshaw's bike. I just fucked up. What's up, Vital Jamie? What's up, boys? How's the show going tonight? Pretty good. Pretty good. Did you run into Galdi at all Friday? <laughs> not Friday. Saturday during the pit bike race. Yeah, that's when I didn't see him Friday when he was hammered. And what what did he what, what was the interaction like on Saturday? Pretty good. He was, wasn't too bad of shape Saturday. You know, Amy might have been a little bit hammered, but uh, yeah, he was good Saturday. Saturday, just <laughs> I think regretting his uh, last shot of fireball, as he said. Yeah, the fireball. That was all it was. <laughs> Everything would have been fine if not for that. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I think Team Canada Canada would have podiumed if not for his. Uh, Bad decisions. Well, there we go. One one neutral observer says that Galdi costs right. us the podium. He's yeah. a journalist now yeah. for a living, yeah. full time. Absolutely. Yep. So, uh, yep. all right, Noof, we'll let you go. Um, thanks for calling in, buddy. Thanks for recapping what was a real up and down time for Canada. <laughs> for Canada in general, everybody all around that came there from Canada, it was an up and down experience. It, it was. Dylan Wright's 10th was awesome. By the way, the great Tony Caroli's last ever professional race was the Motocross of Nations at Redbud. And yep. the last rider that he passed was Canada's Dylan Wright. I know. I listened to your interview today. Mm-hmm. Your, what an honor. Uh, yep. Stuff. Yeah, it was good. Yep. His Dylan, last battle ever. Dylan Wright and Antonio Caroli, he goes out battling. Mm-hmm. It's great. Yeah, what, what Dylan a, rode good. Dylan rode good. And I think that if it wasn't for that crash in the first moto, it would have been even... Yeah. better but he was hurting after that first crash and the shitty thing is he had a good start in that first he did too. he did was you, like he was like 10th did you see the video of him getting piled into off the jump i only caught the end of it i didn't see i only saw one video but i guess it was pretty bad he it came was. back he had no crotch left in his pants i guess it was a foot peg that went right through and just ripped his pants all the shreds and, and then he said he blew his yeah. goggles off somebody hit him and it blew his goggles off yeah yeah it wasn't uh it wasn't a good way to start and it kind of went downhill but the only thing 
we could cheer for him in the last moto. It was yeah. a good ride regardless. That was of, great. Uh, no, absolutely. Started, so. Well, Newf, uh, right. thanks for your effort for Canada for the pit bike. Sorry we didn't get it done, but, you know. Yeah. These, we'll just keep working for next year, buddy. These things happen, buddy. I'll talk to you soon. <laughs> thanks. Okay, thanks, guys. See ya. Yeah. That's Atlas Braces, Ryan Lockhart, everybody. Nothing you can do. Nothing he could do. Nothing no, he could do. No, no. Nothing he could do. Just bad breaks. Just bad breaks. Just yeah. bad luck. He just miraculously got hammered. Sometimes it's just not do. your year. No, yeah. Yeah. No, yes. it's just not. There really are two sides to the motocross donations at Redbud Weekend. There's the Friday-Saturday shenanigans, and then there's Sunday's race. Yeah. But uh, I don't know if anything will top the Saturday night experience from 2018, one of the wildest nights of our lives. Unbelievable. Yeah, it really was. Yeah. Yes, but it was pretty darn good this year. It really was. Yeah, if yeah. it was not up to the gold standard, it would have. It's it's very good on its own. It yeah, standing its own merits. Yeah, you uh, after the pit bike race on the RaceRex live show, Puerto Rico, British, British, uh, USA, and uh, France came up on stage. Yeah, that was great. They were. Yeah, Rob Bidis just stormed the stage. Yeah, and uh, we had cameras set up so people could see this. Bidis could not see the cameras clearly, even though they were right in front of him. So the riders were lined up like in front of the cameras. So I don't think the fans watching live were seeing anything. Okay, yeah, yeah. I think uh, Team Fried Tom just took the drone back up and just, oh, I'll just show the fans. Right. But yeah, he brought all the riders up. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, Ryan Villapoto, who really draws a crowd much more than us, came to the set. And yeah. then he made a deal. A fan made a deal with him. Yeah. With Ryan Villapoto, Steve. Yeah, yeah. Some fan had purchased oh, a while ago. I think we have the drop, the Suck at Steve drop. Do we have that drop from Troll? I don't, I don't know. Don't okay. All I right. Did. Anyway, I thought we did. Troll one time in an interview was like, suck it, Steve. And then uh, Roost MX made a shirt of that. And then this gentleman had that shirt on, yeah. waving it in the front row, yep. up and down. And RV yep. got up, walked around the desk, pointed to the guy, got the shirt, gave him his race shirt from the pit bike of Nation's jersey. Yeah. yeah. And then put the suck it, Steve shirt on <laughs> and stood in front like this. Oh, it's brilliant. It's great. It's great. Yeah, it was, it was great. real great. Yep. 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 That was excellent. Um, the crowd was huge over there again. So we had Team USA come by and 730 on Friday night. So Sexton Cooper and yeah. Tomac come up. And I could not interview them. It was so – were you there when that was going on? Yeah, I was. The noise I was, was yeah. unimaginable yeah. how loud that crowd was. And we're just laughing at each other. It's like you can't talk. Yeah, you can't. Yeah. You just, yeah. And then – they, they were so willing to cheer anything. I was like, oh, the track looks pretty sweet, right? And Eli mentioned the scoop tire. And yep. even the scoop tire just <laughs> crowd erupted. He's like, I'm going to be running the scoop tire all weekend. Ah! Lost their mind. Even the scoop tire had fans. Right. He should have brought one up. Yeah. should have had one yeah. on his shoulder. Yeah. Scoop tire. Uh, Jamie, that live show was pretty cool. I guess you, were, you weren't there in 2018, were you? Yeah, I was there. Uh, it was complete mayhem, even more so than this year. Yeah. So that one was awesome. Uh, a little unorganized, we'll say. Yeah. But it made for a hell of an experience. Yeah, it was rad. Right. Yeah. yeah, the fans could not take the fences down this time. No. Yeah, no, like 18. You know, yeah. Before the pit bike race, well, during the opening ceremonies, we'll call it, you know, we're running up and down, carrying the American flags, and a bunch of fans are like, hey, should we storm the track? No, <laughs> please don't. God forbid, because if you do, we might not get a race. Just wait. Yeah. yeah. Just so wait. They did. Yeah. Yeah, they did. They waited. Yeah. We uh, were trying to get this yeah. live show off the ground, and uh, it, it was unfortunate that it was all on Tommy Tenders of Team Fried. That's not really his specialty, producing live uh, stuff, but he assured us he had it dialed. He knew he could do it. He had worked on them. We had live shows on Friday night. We, he had help at the Nationals, but he's like, I know how to do it. I know how to do it. Everything's dialed. Then there was a big screen Jumbotron, which we did not have at the Nationals. And apparently when they plugged that in half hour before, everything they'd worked on all day, fried. Done. It was, it was team fried. Literally team fried. It was team fried. Yeah, so they had worked for like 12 hours to get this thing set up, and then 30 minutes before the show, it's all destroyed. So he is on the phone 
with uh, Scott McLemore, who had helped us at the Nationals from MAV yeah. TV, just desperate. So the crowd is, he's trying to have a phone conversation while the crowd is screaming. <laughs> and he's just pressing the phone as tight to his ear as he can, trying to get this live show back. Them not realizing it's actually the Jumbotron that's yeah. causing the problem. Yeah. So they're unplugging every cable, typing everything they can, screaming on the phone, desperate, desperate, desperate. So Mitch Kendra from Race Rex did the one thing he could to try to help. I've never seen Tom Jornet stressed like this. He went and got some chicken tenders. He ran out to the oh, vendor area. That's what. Got some chicken tenders. Like, there's one thing that can bring Tommy Tenders yeah. back yep. to the center. Some chicken tenders. Like a shot of adrenaline. It was. And he's like, <laughs> you, yeah. You want some, <laughs> yes. You want like some tenders? Fiction. Yeah, chicken, chicken tenders. Uh, but, but credit to Tommy. He, he, he knew his duty in the moment was to not partake. And he saw the chicken tenders, and he put them back like in the dish. Popeye spinach. And went back to work. Couldn't even do it. Yeah. No, he went back yeah. to work. Think about what it takes for Tommy Tenders to skip eating tenders. Tenders. Yeah. We yeah. tried. We gave him what he wanted. Yeah. Yep. So the show, I'm not sure the Team USA part got seen live. So he was smart enough to put his to switch the camera to just record. Yeah. So I think we'll be able to show this. Oh, over there. Yeah. I was like, let's not show this until we know right. if they won or lost the race because it'll just be tragic. Yeah. Uh, uh, but now we'll probably show it. Shout out, JT, to Weege for hosting six hours Friday and Saturday nights of live shows with, with you know, just mayhem. It's unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah, it was six hours. And I'll yeah. tell you, when we had to get to the pit bikes, we are going to start 8 o'clock on Saturday. Yeah. And it was 7.50 and all the free – we had freestyle. Oh, by the way, yeah. we had that yeah. too. Yeah. We had dudes like Twitch and Axel Hodges, like the biggest freestyle guys. Also, we had the pit bike track, the freestyle track, and our show all in one. Yeah. And they came over, and I got to buy 10 minutes. I need 10 minutes to get to the pit bike race. Those guys, JT, they don't have a lot to say? No. Not a lot to share as far as uh, strategy, real Motocross Nation's insight. No, no. And so, to be fair, Twitch did Twitch get some. Twitch is good. He Twitch and he, is good. And, uh, but at least Axel said, yeah, I don't really follow it. Yeah. Yeah, so at least yeah. he was very transparent about that. And I'm like, oh. how am I going to buy us 10 minutes when all these guys got yeah. is sick and so sick. sick and, and it's rad. Things are sick. And, 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 and sick and it's... The, I, yeah. I think I got a chance to say the higher you scream, the louder, the higher they go, the louder you well, scream. Well, I checked. I actually asked Twitch if that is true, and he oh. said that is factually accurate. He said, yes, that is true. There we go. So I'm glad to finally have that verified. Yeah, right. By the way, uh, breaking news from Michael on Twitter. The Galdi mooning was real. Okay. The pants came down. That was really the beginning of the end for Canada. <laughs> so the mooning was real. There's many beginnings <laughs> of many ends. <laughs> Anyways, uh, and so... Yeah, it was crazy. It was a really cool experience, though, again, once again, to do it. Yeah. And then uh, did, Vital Jamie. Did you Jamie. come over to the show at all? No. You never no, came no. to the live show? I did not. No. But I've never gotten to see the pit bikes because we got the things. We're yeah. coordinated together. Yeah. I guess yeah. I could have walked away. Right. But I'm always afraid the pit bikes are going to go off the rails. And I'm going to need to retake I, over. Right. It's, just, it's, a, it's a legitimate fear. And then also, finally, at one point, I had Matt there help me just kill time. Not really that entertaining, of course. And then we get six time and Carmichael to come up. Yeah. So I try to dismiss Steve. He did. Oh, not the greatest happening. of all time was not going to let that happen. It's he wasn't doing the show without Steve Mathis by his side. He he put his hand on my shoulder and he did put me back down and said, "You're staying." Yeah, I, I envision it very similar to when we were at Fox Raceway Two. We were doing the live show Friday night for Monster. Yeah, and James Stewart was trying to get out a few minutes early to get to dinner, and Tim Cotter. Absolutely, you are not leaving. Yes. There was no chance. There's no chance that James Stewart was. Leaving. I think if that was a very right, same, right. similar situation. It's yep. if vital, Jamie. I cannot believe it has come this far. Carmichael would not do the show unless Steve was with him. 
I don't know what's wrong with the world. Bizarre world. <laughs> JT actually smiled this weekend. Wow. I don't know. Wow. They, they yeah. all come around. They all come around. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We were trying to Crazy. rush to get that podcast done Sunday night. Yeah. And I'm over there revving the bike. And I see JT, and I'm like, oh, JT's he's he's so mad that we're waiting that he's come over to yell at me. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, me. yeah, yeah. And then because it's bedtime, he's past yeah, his bedtime. He's past time. it's yeah. already seven o'clock. Yeah. He's tired. He wants to go to sleep. Right. No cooler. No cooler. No cooler. No meal prep. He's out of meal prep. And then he, as you said, vital Jamie, he smiled, <laughs> and he, he fist pumped. Yeah. And he's like, I'm looking for that motorcycle. It was a whole new JT <laughs> that I did not Just, expect to see. Hey. When I saw the look on Tomac's face, I was like, it's time. <laughs> Tomac's smiling, I'm smiling. We'll rev it when it's time. Yep. Yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll rev it when it's time. Yeah, we'll race Ryder D. We'll get there. <laughs> we'll race when it's time. Uh, Jamie, a uh, lot of work for you this weekend. A lot of work. It was a, it, I mean, it, it was. It was a busy weekend. Welcome to Moto Media, Jamie, with a hustle. Yeah. yeah. This yeah, ain't no pony pod. Ride. This ain't no pony pod. This is real work. <laughs> The real deal now, huh? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, it was and good. It was good. Love the uh, donuts and the Pepsi at eleven eleven a.m. <laughs> that I saw. I, I don't know what. I mean, you're way too focused on worrying about what I'm doing. Oh, I welcome like to my world. Need to be. Yeah, I, I mean, I just feel like you need to be working on figuring out how to get out of the gate straight, and that's all you need. to Also, focus. I got a spy shot of Jamie, a gentleman who looked a lot like Jamie, in line for some tri-tip. From the concessions, you were mm. caught. It's good protein. You were caught getting some tri-tip, Jamie? Yep. Do you know how many things were open to get food at that time of night that you didn't have to have cash for? One. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What so, was it? What was I this? What, get. what? I, I'm, I'm Steve's head. I, I, yeah, yeah. Maybe broken hard? Yes. I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm what, Steve's head. I don't even have that. What were you trying to say there? Uh, In Steve's head. Uh, I think yeah, it's funny how I'm I'm in Steve's head. I didn't proofread clearly, you know. I am I yeah. am Steve's head. <laughs> I'm Steve's head. I mean. I'm Steve's head. Yeah. Not in Steve's head. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm Steve's I head. I didn't even see that. I didn't even see that until like late at night because you know you can't get a freaking signal out there. You can't get any internet to work. So yeah. Yeah. Yes, welcome to Moto Media. Late nights, early oh, mornings, and you can't do anything anyway. So yeah. It's like it's like one of the knockoff shirts, like if you, you find an age where they tried to translate, but the translation didn't make <laughs> yeah. sense at all, but they made a shirt out yeah. of it anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yes, I had a Beavis and Butthead shirt that once said, What a cool. <laughs> <laughs> what a cool. <laughs> what a cool. <laughs> oh man. Uh yeah, I, I did, Oh it said it said, yeah. I love how I'm Steve's head I am. <laughs> Thank, thanks, Marks. How'd you find that, Marks? You retweeted it. You retweeted it, oh. so I went and looked at your Twitter. Oh god! I love how I'm yeah. Steve's head. I am, <laughs> Jamie. That's it. I mean, that Galdi? Is, that yeah. is that a Yoda? That was Galdi on Friday night. <laughs> oh gosh! <laughs> I didn't have my editor handy. Like you can't, you can't send me. I love how I'm Steve's head. I am, and not expect me to just knock that out of the park. Like you can't do oh, that. No, no, I set you up for that. That's yeah. What am I gonna do? I didn't. You gotta let it go. I fucked up. Right. What happens. All right. Well, yeah. Put head down. Move on. But, yep. but but you were very worried about what I was eating. Well, you know, you don't need to worry about that. I'm I'm back on the program. I'm back in Texas. We're good to go. We'll be okay. cycling in the morning. All right, cycling in the cycling. morning. Hey, yep. racing Friday night. Wow. Um, Did you see this latest update of the Galdi video? There's more? There's more. 
Hey, Vital Jamie. Oh, this is the drinking yeah. part. We landed. It's okay, unbelievable. We'll get to that. We landed today in Vegas. JT asked Steve, are you going mountain biking? And Steve said, no, I'm going to take a nap. Uh, yeah. yeah I, I'm not even home yet. I'm still an hour and a half from home, and I'll be up at 7 a.m. I'm hitting, hitting the mountain bike rock trails. Uh, mm-hmm. Believe me, with what I got going on and what I'm going to show up with, a November 5th at Glen Helen Raceway, you ain't got yeah. a chance. I hope it's like a – because I don't know what else you're going to get out of the gate straight on. Don't worry about it. Wait Jamie, I like your chances. Is he going to be, uh, he's going to be traveling around? He's got to go to Wales. He's going to be jet-lagged. He's going to really cut uh, into I his I may trip. be right there, too. Hey, actually, though, I am getting – I'm going to Cancun. Oh. The week, weekend before the race. Oh. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, you know what I'm doing the weekend before the race? Mm. Racing. Mm. Training. Okay, well, Racing. Right. Prep. Uh, all Scaldi, right. Does Goldie have a vlog? Like, why is there so much footage? There is so much footage. There are there's hours of content. This is like the Sam uh, Jones documentary. There are hours of footage of Goldie for Friday One day, night. this will be uh, the night Canada's hopes yes. died. It'll be a documentary from if Sam Jones. If he wants a doc, there's plenty of footage. Right. He won't need the APB. Right. And then, folks, here is where it went wrong <laughs> again. Gosh. <laughs> what the heck? Yeah. Um... All right, Vital. We got to run, Vital Jamie. Uh, I'm running yep. behind here, but anything? Okay. A wrap-up show this week? That's the plan. I'll be listening to the show tomorrow at some point and getting my notes made. So, yeah, we'll do one. Uh, Richard, your guest from last week, Richard Taylor and Robbie Wageman. Uh, or RJ Wageman. Sorry, RJ and, and All right. Richard will be the guests. All right, sounds good. Motorsport.com, Guts Racing, Seal Savers, uh, Michelin Bicycle Tires, all on board with the wrap-up show. Anything for Anything else for Vital Jamie, gentlemen? Haircuts change lives. Oh, dude, he's yeah, he's he's it's unbelievable. It, it's yep. I I, I don't I I don't I, I gotta go, but I, there's a ton of things I could say to Jamie about him owing me his life. Wow. <laughs> how many how many people told you uh, they had me though for for vets? Not that, that many. Much? No, not that many. Uh, okay. No, I mean a few for sure. Like yeah, honestly, it was insane. I want to thank the listeners of Pulp MX because. It was insane. I took so many photos and met so, and fist pump people. It was nuts. Thank you, everybody. That was cool. It, it, it honestly yeah. got to a point where I couldn't go ten feet without getting stopped. And I'm like, I, you know, I, I gotta go. Like, I gotta go watch the race or get back to the media tent or whatever I was going. Where I'm like, shit, man. So it was cool. Yeah. Yeah, agreed. You know. What about you, Jamie? Absolutely. Did you get stopped a lot? Uh, not that much, but way more than I would have ever believed. Imagine yeah, if he had the insane. pony. I know everybody hey, would have stopped yeah. him if he had the pony. Yep. yep. I, I will. Here, I'll give you. I'll, I'll fluff you a little bit there, Steve. But there was ninety-nine point nine nine percent of them were like, "There looks good. There looks good." Oh, I mean, that, yeah. The sun comes up in the morning is a good thing. I mean, <laughs> we. You know, I mean, there's no doubt, Jamie. Without your greasy headband and your long ponytail, you're a different you're a different man. I hear you. I hear you. Do you get yeah. Do you get more? You still get dark side, or you get Jamie now? Where are we at? Uh, I'm gonna go fifty fifty. Probably fifty fifty. Vital Jamie, Jamie Dark Side. What do I call you? Uh, it doesn't matter. Whatever. Okay. I'll answer to whatever. Pony Pod. So yeah, it's, it's about fifty fifty. Fifty fifty. Pony Pod. What about Pony Pod? Do I say that? Yeah. No, I didn't hear too many of those. Not that, not that I remember, no. <laughs> All right. All right, buddy. No, Moto X Pod Show. All right, see you guys. All right, see you later. That's Vital Jamie, everybody. Changes life.
Jamie. My friend, Jamie. <laughs> I love how you never relent. It's just Pony Pod for life. It will never. What, never what, be Pony what do you Pod. think I'm dealing with for the last 24 years? <laughs> never relent. Pulp 20 at profilter.com. Please check them out. Pick up a pre-oiled, ready-to-use premium air filter or oil filter for your next service. They've been making oil filters and air filters for dirt bikes, street bikes like JT, side-by-sides and everything in between. Maxima USA as well. Uh, Pulp 20 is the code to save. Love Maxima 927. Still the number one selling performance two-stroke oil in most markets around the world. And love the uh, SC1, of course. Maxima, chain loop. It's fantastic. Uh, all the stuff from uh, um, Maxima are great. Pulp 20 is the code to save. Maxima USA. There's a reason why Monster Energy Kawasaki, Monster Energy Pro Circuit use Maxima and win with it. Thanks to those guys for coming on board the show. Of course, always good times. Uh, also, thanks to the folks at Renthal, the winning brand in manufacturing design for the last half century. Renthal continues to lead the world at the very top level of sport, amassing more titles than all the competing brands combined. Uh, Renthal has been helping world-class riders achieve their goals since the beginning in 1969. A fraction of a second, a few grams, a couple of millimeters, it all counts. Welcome to the winning world of Renthal. Great mountain bike stuff, too, as well. Weech, have you ever replaced your mountain bike yet? Uh, I've now reached out. Oh. Something may be happening at some point. Okay. But uh, <laughs> I, uh, had okay. Got a, I got a flat tire. When I, my, my knee was injured, I my, took my kid to a hair scramble. Yeah. I had to ride the mountain bike because I couldn't walk. Got a flat tire, so then I was shut down. Recently got that replaced. So we're okay. back with All the right. tracked frame. Well, we're get back. some Renthal stems or bars, if you can, for your new one. Oh, for the new one. Yeah, okay. for the new one. I was going to say, the, fr- the cracked frame, are, I probably shouldn't invest. Are we, are we talking to Intense? Is that what we're in negotiation yes. with? Okay. Yes. Yep. Yes. Yep. So yep. Blue it's Crew. good, I heard. Ridgeline. It's intense. unbelievable. It's, it's intense negotiation. Is there anything yeah. else? Yeah, that- I, I don't know. Manscaped, what other sponsors you got here? Yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah. We'll, yeah. Figure, we'll figure <laughs> it out. Yeah. What else you got? Renthal.com. Uh, bring in, bring in our, our, our next guest of the night, our last guest of the night, actually, a member of Team USA, and uh, a really, really big weekend for him and the company Renthal as well in general. Uh, friend of the show, sometime co-host, Paul Parabinos. What's up, Paul? How are you? What's up, Steve? What's up, boys? How we doing? Paul P. We're good. Uh, I'm a little upset at you. Uh, I will uh, write it off to perhaps some post-race uh, alcohol, Paul. But um, okay, <laughs> you know that's okay. We all make mistakes, but uh, yeah, you know. There was definitely post-race alcohol. You guys want to hash this I out can, I, real quick? I can, I can. Yeah, that. and you deserve it. You guys did a great job. We're going to get into it, but yeah, it, at the media tent, Justin Cooper is. We're all waiting to talk to the USA riders in France and everybody else. And Paul is there, and Paul's like, hey, we got to, you know, I don't know why. I think you just came in to see if you can get the riders, Paul. Uh, and then uh, uh, you said to you right in front of Cooper, you're like, you still think he's the wrong choice, Mathis? You still don't think he can come through? Oh. And I'm like. <laughs> you don't recall doing this? <laughs> no, I mean, I was already on beer number six or so. I'm like, oh, okay, like, I started, okay. I started quick. I'm like, we don't need this right now. Uh, yes, I preferred a 450 rider on the team to Justin Cooper, absolutely, but I never once thought Justin Cooper was a bad choice or going to throw it away or sucked balls or anything uh, uh, once, uh, you know. But then, yeah, and Justin was like, kind of looked at me, and I'm like, yeah, he rode great, he wrote, which he did, and he deserves all the props. So I'm a little upset, Paul, but we'll move on from this. So, you know. Oh, okay. Oh, well, I'm sorry. That's great. Rental.com. Uh, see, some people just need to say sorry, Weege. Mm. Yeah, that's mm. it. All right. Uh, congrats, Paul. That's awesome. Um, brought it home. You were on the show uh, talking about the role with team coordinator uh, for Team USA. And, you know, I spoke to some people behind the scenes, Paul. And, I mean, maybe it's all just BS, you know, post-win BS or whatever. 
But everybody said the team worked really well this year and really smooth, and it seemed like a better, a better, well-oiled Team USA machine than in years past. Well, that's cool to hear. Um, yeah. That's awesome. I mean, I don't, I don't have any point of reference, right? It's my first time being part of the team, but. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I have to agree myself. I think we were pretty united, pretty organized. We had a plan. We communicated well. Um, I at least tried to do that because I think from the outside looking in years past, I didn't think they communicated well. And maybe that was a wrong assumption or not. But, um, yeah, I tried. I was kind of like bouncing back and forth between Honda and Yamaha all day. And whatever kind of whatever was happening or one team was learning. I was making sure I was sharing the information with the other team. So really just kind of being that guy back and forth to make sure everyone was communicating. So we had a game plan. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Riders knew who was going to take the first gate pick each time before we went to the gate. Um, we rode backup bikes for parade lap, had completely clean bikes with wheel covers. Oh, I didn't know um, this. Okay. For, for the race. Yeah. Good yeah. Job. I mean, we yeah. were washing wheel covers in between motos too, just to make sure that we didn't, you know, we didn't go to the third moto less prepared than we did for the first race. Um, we had two dedicated filmers on the track at all times that were filming uh, notable riders. So we had a list of notable people that we wanted to follow. Um, obviously filming our own guys. We were filming starts. We, I mean, we really tried not to leave any stone unturned this mm-hmm. time. And, um, and yeah, that's the result you get, I think, when you prepare and you do it right. Yeah, really, really impressive. They rose to the occasion. The weather was garbage. Uh, could have easily gone sideways, but they all stepped up. It was it was great. Well, and I, I think honestly, I think Paul deserves a ton of credit for being a part of that. Like all those things, did Paul do all of them? No, but Paul was a big uh, person that was kind of steering the ship of like we need to do these things. These are the list of things that were glaringly obvious that we missed in 2018 and in years past. And when you don't have any cohesion, you don't have any cooperation. Everybody's doing their own thing. Everybody's weaker for it. And yeah. we've learned that the hard way. You know, the, the roadmap, I think, has been laid out by Team France in the past. And I think Paul did a great job of stepping up. And someone had to take uh, the lead and say, hey, we need, to, we need to work together more closely. And I think Mike Pelletier and Christina Denny and all, everybody deserves a lot of credit. But I think Paul specifically kind of took the bull by the horns and said, hey, let's, let's yeah. make this reality. Not, let's not talk about it. Let's actually do something about right. it. And... We got rewarded with Starbucks gift cards from yeah, Team USA very exciting. today. It's ridiculous. It is ridiculous, but I'm going to take mine. Yeah. I'm going to take mine. So it's fantastic. I will give mine to my wife. Yep. Her sacrifice was there I was gone. Go. Right, I was right. gone. Uh, yeah. Paul, um, I heard there was a little bit of controversy with Hunter Lawrence and some towels at one point. Yeah. So we were on the radio beforehand. and we're So Mike Pelletier was our go-to as far as any rule clarification. Mm-hmm. And honestly, that was a big talking point all weekend with all the riders is there's a lot of different rules over there um even just the staging format these these riders you know our riders and our mechanics they're so dedicated to our series that it's hard for them to follow the nuances the little nuances that are of the mxgp series so um yeah we tried to verify a rule beforehand like hey can you take a towel and wipe down the, the starting gate right because it was damp it was drizzly it was a little wet so we wanted to wipe down the plastic or it's actually metal with a monster sticker but we wanted to wipe it down and we wanted to know if we could wipe down the grade at all and we were told you could not um and then yeah first moto we saw we saw hunter wiping down his his gate and wiping down the um the grate so we obviously mm-hmm. reported it and yeah, we were told, hey, we're just going to give a warning. But before that, we were we were told there will be no warnings. So we were a little like, all right, well, that's kind of odd. So, and then there yeah. was another 
another situation on the track where we had some footage and, and again, nothing really happened. But right. yeah, we were, yeah. We were on top were on of it. Right. everything we could try to be on top of. Yeah, I feel like in 2018 or 2019, if somebody's wiping down the grate, no one says a word and things just go on, right? That's an example <laughs> of watching everything and learning and everything. And by there, the way, there's too, a gate available on the inside of tank. They weren't even noticing that. <laughs> no, no. Yes. Never mind wiping yeah. down a gate, an yes. empty gate. Uh, and to that, yeah, and you guys, go ahead. If you guys noticed, there was a the, the third moto, there was an inside gate that, that everyone left open. No one noticed it down there. I think a guy in a two-stroke ended up getting it. It happened again? Yep, third moto. Yeah. I mean, it didn't happen to our team. We were yeah, fine. You but guys were yeah. set. There was multiple teams after Eli went that could have went inside. Eli didn't not he didn't want to go inside. He wanted to be by right. the box. But yeah. gate number one in the third moto was taken by some guy in a Fantic. Oh, the, oh, Fantic. the Fantic guy. Yeah, the Fantic two-stroke guy. Doing which, the leap. Which, by the way, does Yamaha does Yamaha have any lawyers? Because I'd be going after Fantic pretty closely. <laughs> I don't know if you looked at their bikes. Like, how are they allowed to just copy a Yamaha? I don't understand. I didn't look closely. Is oh, it? dude, it, dude, it's is it's this a, a YZ250. Pretty much. Really? But, had, but much. They, I don't think they've like patented those designs. Yeah, who knows? I'm I'm half kidding about that. But yeah. I, yeah, Jesus. I mean, it's it's basically like, anyways. Uh, yeah. It, it, no, there is patent is one thing, but there are trademarks. You can't just copy. I don't know, man. You, to a degree, you can, but right. it has to be somewhat different. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Anyways, maybe it was the guy from Morocco. Is it from China? Is that China? Morocco. No, no, it's Italian. Morocco. <laughs> no, Morocco did not race the motos. Oh, they didn't make it? Oh, okay. Make it. Yeah. I don't see how. I don't even think they made the jumps. <laughs> hey, let you, alone. you know who loved made, one of the guys from Morocco? Dino. I ran into Dino like three times. He loved the dude from oh, Morocco. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that was okay. his guy. <laughs> yeah, because he had P1 uh, gate pick for the qualifiers. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yep. Goggle straps down below his helmet, and he was wearing size 36s. And, uh, yeah. It went full circle. It was really cool. I remember watching in that second-story tower, uh, the mechanics area in 2018, with you, as the, Paul, as the weekend kept getting worse and worse, and the flaws in Team USA's game were getting further and further exposed. <laughs> And uh, I don't know if you, you probably haven't a chance to watch, but the weed show that I put together on Sunday, uh, I shot the scene down there before Moto 1 with you explaining it. You told me how we're going to use backup bikes for the pr- site lap so the yeah. bikes don't get heavy. We have our gate oh, picks yeah, figured, yeah. all that stuff. And it was so cool to me. You were 20 feet away from where we were four years ago. You were from the top of the mechanics yeah. area to in the starting gate area with a headset. And I was like, that was your dream. <laughs> like, I'm going to get down there. And prevent this from happening next time. And there it was four years later, you had done it. You were down there, and the team was actually organized. Yeah, honestly, that was cool. And and, and it all started just um, back in kind of late July, I guess, with the fundraiser idea. And, uh, and, and and you know, it wasn't just missing gate picks. It's it's. I mean, in my opinion, if if we send the best riders every year, and that's no matter what bike they're on, no matter what energy drink they ride for, no matter who their team manager is or anything, I don't think any of that should make any difference who we send them out across the nation. So we should be sending the best three riders. And if we do that, I feel that we'll be competitive every single time. So the golf tournament and raising money and giving money to the teams it was my solution to that. It's the only thing I could see that would fix it. And, um, and yeah, all said and done, we raised 44246 bucks. Um, we gave two-thirds of that to Star and a third of that to Honda. And, I mean, Jeremy Coker and Lars are super thankful. I mean, that's like, I, I want to say it's over 14 grand or so each. Um, Did you give it to Lars or Honda? Makes it, does Lars get it or does uh, Honda get it? 
Well, Honda gets it. Okay, Lars all right, can I'll just spend check it. it. How he wants to spend it? No, but Lars <laughs> can put it. Um, imagine if he did. Just Lars could just put a pool in his house. Yes, or <laughs> yeah, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, guys. <laughs> Fireball. <All right. laughs> but um, but I mean, that's gonna that I I believe will start to make a difference. And it was just perfect timing this year with it being in Redbud, with yeah. our guys being healthy, with maybe the field being a little not as stiff as maybe it's been in the past. We took home the win. So hopefully this is starting to this will start to get the ball rolling again and and we're going to make motocross and nations a priority again. That's at least that's what I hope. So yeah. Um, but yeah, the weekend just went went as good as it could have gone. Honestly, if you would have told me beforehand that we're going to throw away a nine, I'd be <laughs> like, that's sweet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, can we also sing the praises here of Christina Denny, who Roger DeCosta went out of his way in the press conference to specifically thank her. He's like, everybody works hard, but her contribution to the team. Uh, I don't know how many fans know that Christina Denny used to be the. Brock River Yamaha team manager. I mean, she is the master organizer in of the world. She, she is. She's awesome. Like she's our t- she's our team coordinator, team USA coordinator, and she does a lot, man. There's a lot of logistics with parking and passes and travel and all the hotels and all that. She does all that, all the schedules. I mean, the riders were pretty much busy all day Friday from the morning press fr- conference to signing up to multiple interviews and a team dinner and then the interview with you guys down by the pit bike track. I mean, they were busy all day. She's coordinating all that. So, yeah, she does a ton behind the scenes. So, yeah. um, super thankful for her. She's Her and Mike were, were yeah, very welcoming to me. And, and, and I just kind of just tried to fill in where I thought there was a void. And, and it ended up just being the I was the constant in staging in the mechanics area, right, because those guys are – are there for one moto and then back for moto three or there for one, one and two or two and three or what have you. Um, and yeah, a lot of the mechanics and, you know, they don't know the start procedures either. So just being that constant to be there every single time that say, Hey, this is what happened last time. Or just, um, I think it makes a difference. I think it helped. Right. Uh, how much did you raise again? Sorry. Tell us that number again. 44,246 nice bucks. Good job. Raise it for USA. It was a golf tournament. Uh, Pulp MX had a, I bought a foursome as well so um yep we appreciate it yeah no it's awesome that's really cool and again like these teams don't really need the money it's not going to make or break them but it's certainly appreciative uh appreciative of those guys to to get something back to help but out i think the it, i think it opens the door for all the other things like having a neutral place for people to be and like it, it creates right. opportunities for more team unity mm-hmm. which in the end can absolutely yep. yeah. affect the result yeah uh well and i and I think now at least, you know, hopefully the teams will know that there's some money coming because, you know, I've heard JT speak about it. They don't budget for this race because you don't know in December if your rider is going to be selected to be on Team USA. You just don't know, so you can't budget for it, right? So it's always going to be an added expense. So at least this is helping to burden that a little bit. And, I mean, uh, we are already kind of making plans for France next year. You know, there was a there's a couple gentlemen that were at the race this weekend that we took over to the France compound to say, hey, this is what we need next year in RNA is something like this. So, um, yeah, we're already trying to think about next year as well. Awesome job, man. Yeah, that was cool. Um, how late did you how 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 uh, how late did you stay at the track for? Dude, pretty damn late. Yeah. Um, JT was there for a bit, like when we were. Uh, there was a lot of partying going on under the star rig. And then when it was done over there, we were partying under the Alpine stars rig. You know, those guys fed us all weekend. And then, um, yeah, the Chamberlain cup showed up. We were all drinking out of the Chamberlain cup. We were drinking out of booths. <laughs> nice. Um, it was a mixture of multiple different beers, whatever we can find left and champagne. We really wanted limoncello. We went over to, to Alp- Alpine stars for limoncello to, yeah, obviously a motocross tradition, but they didn't have any. So then we got into the champagne. Hmm. 
I don't feel real How good. How did they not have limoncello? Season. Yeah, that's a shocking. <laughs> that's maybe the most shocking thing of the week. They didn't have limoncello at Alpine Stars. I had uh, Weege yeah. and I had celebratory champagne at uh, the Olive Garden. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was yeah. huge afterwards. Yeah. It wasn't quite the monster party right. that we skipped, but uh, yeah. we did have still a w- nice. W- would I be allowed in the monster party? I never even thought. I never thought about that. I don't I, know. Uh, did were you invited? Mm. No. Well, I think maybe that says it all. Yeah. Okay. Yep. All right. Fair yep. enough. Mm-hmm. Um. And you got the evil eye for the monster guy a couple times walking by. You did? Oh, yeah. You oh, did? Because yeah. I, I think that thing next to the media tent, which I was told by a Team USA member that I was welcome to anything in there, I believe it was a monster thing. Oh, Hospitality yeah. area. Oh, yeah. Because a lot of freestyle guys were there and monster people were there. And I was just yeah. dipping in and grabbing coffee like no other. Oh, wow. <laughs> so I was getting wow. the evil eye a little bit. I even had a little bit of tri-tip on Friday. Oh, so, wow. Yeah. So I think yeah, that that... That truck was like our kind of Team USA base where our filmers were, where all our lap times were being done, all the film overlay was being done, and then, yeah, Monster uh, was using it as their staff uh, catering yeah, area yeah. as well. My bad. So, I'm sure you're devastated. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm super, super hurt by it. Renthal, renthal.com, bringing Paul Parabitas on the show. Uh, please check it out. Uh, Renthal's universally regarded as the most trusted brand in the pro paddock and first choice of the world's premier athletes and race teams. Weege, you have a blue crew. I do. If you could put a Renthal 7 8 bar on, a twin wall bar, a fat bar, or a fat bar 36, which bar choice would you go with just so you had carte blanche to pick a bar? I think the 36 from a functional standpoint, you know, taking that weight off would be oh, nice. Yeah. But I always like the look of the crossbar. Okay. I do like the look so of the crossbar. twin wall guy. Yes, yeah. and I do tend to crash. So a twin wall might make yeah. all the difference. Okay, all right. yeah. fair enough. We, we yeah. may run a twin in, wall. In the words of Mitch Payton, Weege, motocross bikes have crossbars. That, that's it. They just yeah. look better. Yeah. They do. Yeah, Mitch Payton's yeah. bike will never, never run a fat bar. I did not know this. Yeah. They will always have crossbars. <laughs> yeah, I uh, guess. Well, you, I mean, have you ever seen a fat bar on a PC, Cali? No, I, I have not thought about this. I want to – I'm going to I'm gonna notice this every time now. Yeah. I've, yeah. You won't, you won't find one. <laughs> Interesting. Uh, yeah, I mentioned one thing that has gotten zero talk. Joe Shimoda's weekend. Oh. Oh, my God. Poor pro circuit. I mean, he was talked about as a MX2 winner. Why yeah. not? Yeah. Should've, yeah. Should've been. Yep. And, yeah. and, and he crashed 800 times. Oh God. I saw one crash. He crashed, uh, the right-hand turn before the ski jump. Yep. The start. Yeah. I mean, he was already eight. He was 15th and he's 18th. Yeah. And then, I mean, I'm like, who, who is riding the motorcycle? Yeah. It's unbelievable. And just to really rub it in, there were two people waving Japanese flags in that corner. And the, the attitude of those flags <laughs> as he was picking this bike up for the fifth time. This is right. the B, B final. Yeah. I, I don't understand. Yeah. He didn't make it. He yep. did a full cartwheel. And uh, yep. I yep. don't. I didn't follow the other gentleman on the team. One of the other guys was a Yamaha rider, and he was riding at a hot dog vendor's Canadian. Okura or Toriabe? I'm not sure, JT. Okay. I don't follow Okura that. I'm trying to help Honda you guy. out. So, Toriabe's a Yamaha guy. Toriabe. <laughs> <laughs> nice execution there. <laughs> Thank you. The Yamaha rider. Riding for hot dog vendors team. I spoke to that team. Says it all. I spoke. Says it Gal- all. Right Galdi was there too. I don't know. Says it all. I spoke the to. The fact uh, that this show is on, on actual television is, is amazing. And he was telling me the Yamaha guy, Toriabi. 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 Yeah. Didn't fall. Had a good race. Solid. Like didn't make any mistakes. Like kind of had a steady weekend for his speed level, talent level. And it really was Shmodas crashing yeah. away. Okura that was sort of helped. O- sort of hurt Japan. Was pretty good. Yeah. Like Okura beat Shimoda in the B final. I think he got yeah, seven. Or, oh, okay. Something like that. Yeah, yeah, unbelievable. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. Like that. They were just saying like the other two guys sort of did what they 
Right. We're Shimoda do... was the weak link. Yeah, it's unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. He was. Yeah. Yeah. And to see Mitch, uh, I didn't know wearing Mitch was a even white going. Shimoda headband. Yes, over the pro circuit. Right. right. The team is the Fox guys wearing all white. Yep. And to, they had the full effort behind Shimoda. They 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 had the full effort from California to support Shimoda, yeah. and they didn't even get it into the be into the main. Yeah. Because of Shimoda. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. Bad weekend. Yeah. Uh, just like Canada. There's shades of Marty Davalos winning the B final. And just no, nothing right. came from it. Right, right. He didn't win the B final, but. Um, well, Paul, uh, good job, man. Thanks for coming on. Really appreciate it. Uh, thank you for your efforts, Paul. Yep, good work. Yes, thank, thank you. you. Yeah, man. Well, now we got to do it again next year. With one, two, and three. <laughs> oh, it's fine. I'm, I'm good now. I'm good for another 11 years. <laughs> like I can. Oh, no. Oh, no. I know. I I'll, I'll, take, I'll take it. I'll take it all, all day. <laughs> but, I mean, the buildup and just the. Every year, disappointment was uh, it was getting to be a little bit much. Yeah, yeah, rightfully so. Yeah, it was it was definitely due time. So um, I was happy to see it happen for sure. Yeah, well, thanks for the work. Uh, cool. Good job, USA. One and zero with you. So keep it going. Yeah, damn right. <laughs> thanks, man. <laughs> All right, later, boys. All right, see, see you, boy. That's uh, that's uh, that's Paul Parabinos, everybody. Uh, working the cameras and the video- videos over there. Uh, the Travis Marks. What's up, Marks? Just checking my time here. I didn't says. introduce them. Oh, it's the whole time. Really? No, yeah. I never oh, wow. said hi to those uh, guys. Well, Taking your phone calls over there, 702 5867. Talent Taylor, what's hey, up, you guys got, Fuck my ass. You guys got like $44 earlier or whatever. Now, like, four, what is it, 48 mm. We haven't seen the money math. yet. Mm. What's up, Talon? What's up? Thanks for coming in, guys. Yeah, thanks. Uh, you're unbelievable. I'm sorry. I just yeah, did. Matters. Yep. Des Nations was going. I, we had to do it. We had to talk about it. You're um, fucking kidding me. Okay. Uh, Race Tech round of the night. Racetech.com. Pulp22 oh, is the code to save. Thank you to the folks at Race Tech, uh, Motor Work, Suspension Work. They're also on the Weed Show. Race Tech. Uh, sometimes, not this weekend, but yes, Ooh. quite frequently. Okay, all right, racetech.com. Yeah. Is that like a weekly sponsorship deal? You're just like, yeah. well, donations. We was... call them on Friday. Like, hey, you guys, you guys in this week? <laughs> or... No, hey, they just work for donations. How are sales this I'm week? Gonna, you guys yeah, in? I'm going to walk around the track with a GoPro. Are you in or not? <laughs> we, have, we have we had Supercross motocross deals. We made oh. some additional deals for okay. donations, right. and uh, it was picked up by Cherby. Wally. A Cherby's picked it up this week. Oh, cool Cherby's Lone Wolf. Lone Wolf, yeah. yeah I good. like Lone Wolf. Oh, yeah. I enjoy – look, there's some ex-motocross heroes – that I can't believe a 16-year-old Steve Mathis would want to run the other direction when I see them. There are some of those guys out there, and I can't believe I'm like that, but sorry, yeah, sorry, yeah. but not sorry. Yep. Lone Wolf is not one of them. No. I got all the time in the world yeah. for Lone Wolf. Good dude. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah good I love guy. Lone Wolf. Yep. yep. Uh, all right, thanks to the folks at Racetech, Motor Work, Suspension Work, everything. Uh, Pulp 22 is the code to save. Racetech rant. I talked about the Justin Cooper rant, right? Like the people saying that I said he was shit and all that. Like, that's stupid. So I went on to that already. I talked about the bike blowing up. That was another rant I was going to have. I stand with Lars and Shane Drew and the smart people in the world in not wanting to see these machines blown up. So I'll skip that one, too. The real rant of the night, um, and you can actually help me with this. You helped me with this a little bit. You got me even more upset. Uh, we had the world's media at this race, Motocross the Nations. I mean, 200 people maybe were credentialed for this thing. Uh, maybe more or less. I feel like 200 in that room. I don't know. It was a lot. Okay, a lot? Yeah. Uh, we had no fucking Wi-Fi, like, all weekend. Like, it worked on Friday. Yeah, Friday was good. Friday was okay. And then after that, I don't know if it was the influx of people or the photographers or what did it. But Saturday and Sunday, the Wi-Fi was 
maybe 20% of the time. I think it just gets overloaded by everybody f- uploading photos and then it just locks up. I don't know what percent of the time it worked, but I would, would 20% be correct? I don't know. I never got I it say, to work. I would say less. Yeah. So, I mean, it's... Redi- I stopped coming over there. So... Like, there was no point. Like, imagine there. having the world's press at a race and then... There's just nothing. No phones worked. It was locked up. The yep. cell service was locked up. And now I'm not ranting about that because that's a common thing for cell phone in the middle of a field in America. We see this at nationals. Not all the time, but here yeah, and there. Too many people, not enough. Yeah, yeah. That, that's understandable. Normal. I can't rant about that. But one thing that's always available is Wi-Fi at these races. And you think about the number of people, motocross fans across the world, that could not know what the fuck was going on at the motocross Well, nations. it was on television. Okay, but you, you had to buy the pa- no. <laughs> but you're wondering. No, you had to buy the package, or no, you maybe it was you don't on have television. You, maybe you don't have CBS Sports. That's okay. another. Pa- it's on I mean, television all over the world. It's Steve. very possible people didn't watch it on TV. The amount and, of people in the weeks leading up to this race that said, "So is this just Mav TV again?" And I'm like, "No, it's a GP. Yeah, the GPs it, have their own television coverage. It's just an extension of that." And I would just get crossed eyes, glary stares of like, "What I, do you?" Look, mean? I'm not saying look, it, I'm not saying your point is wrong about Wi-Fi. I'm just yeah. saying that it was on their broadcast. Look, Spectrum is incredible. Trust me, number of people were hitting me up saying we have no updates, nothing. Right. We don't know what's going on. Yeah. Well, so there, there, I are, today, there are plenty of ways yeah. to know what's going on. I guarantee you, there were fans that turned on Mav TV Sunday afternoon thinking, "Oh, it's at Red Bull. It'll just be on Mav." <laughs> well, I have and no, they're like, "I have no comment." Okay, so so then their next move would be to check the internet to find out what's going on. To not have Wi-Fi, and I've been to GPs all over the world. Uh, I've been to MX Nations all over the world. Uh, never had problems with Wi-Fi. Very little, anyways. Uh, always worked. Always had hosted 200 of the media. It wasn't like the MXDN and Redbud was the most populated uh, media uh, people of the MXDNs. They're all this full. They're all this busy. Could, they always work. You can actually also go to MXGP.com and find live timing and scoring the entire weekend. So just another way to get an update. If you don't have an update, you're saying, I don't know what's going on. It's really easy to find out right there. That that's like uh, they, they, they had football games over the weekend. Yeah, yeah. Go to ESPN. Yeah, yeah. They just don't have any coverage yeah. of football today. Yeah, it's no, the, they do. It's mxgp.com. They have all the coverage. But I'm saying you have your typical places where you get your news, and then all of a sudden they would just not have any news. Like Racer X, like people reading Racer very X. Weird. I, I'm not saying weird. your point is not wrong. I'm just saying yeah. okay, if they're you. like, we can't get an update anywhere. That's yeah. Right. That so, is logical, but that's not what happens in that moment. People just go to the sources they know, and when it's not, when they're blank. People are probably like, I'm so confused. People are probably right now. trying to order the fly products and they can't get them. And they're just like, what? I always order fly. I can't get it now. Why can't I get it? And you're like, well, the supply chain and we're having issues. People no, we don't have, know. Have, that. People have, don't know that. They don't website. understand that. A website. Yeah, yeah, but they can't get it. It's not in stock. But they always used to we get it. We don't sell direct. Motorsport used to always have it. Now they don't have it. Why doesn't motorsport have it? They have it. It's the same thing, JT. It's not. It absolutely is. Okay, so the Wi-Fi worked under 20 percent of the time. I was cursing and screaming about it. Everyone was. So you're saying it for Assen, last time you went to one of these, for, for example, it worked. Always. I do not remember ever not working. Well, I yes, to... agree, agree. But Assen, here, here we go. No, no, no. I'm, I'm giving a reason as to why maybe. Because it's a... It's skip, a it's... skip that when I go to Majoria. It okay. always worked at Majoria. Okay, out in the country, whatever. It, 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 worked at, it right. works at Motocross right. the Nations. I never have a problem at a Motocross the Nations of sending out a fucking email. So then I was telling you, what the hell is up with this email? Because, again, Wi-Fi. this is, what's up with the Wi-Fi? Again, we're at the Motocross the Nations. I've never had a problem with Motocross the Nations. And Weege tells me, oh, they're using the AMA. 
for the for the Wi-Fi this weekend. It's an MXGP promoted race. You would you I assumed I guess in my mind, even though we were on U.S. soil, that the MXGP people would bring all the things to run Wi-Fi, and we would not have a problem. But once you inform me, Weege, that the fucking AMA was in charge of this, everything made sense. Everything went to, everything just timing and scoring, Wi-Fi, got it. That's all you needed to hear. That's all I need to hear. And I never bothered to complain again because they just used the AMA. Do you think they, like, ever thought to us, like, okay, we you're at the Nationals. We have a press tent of, like, 50 people, 60 people, and it's spotty at times on that. When photographers come back and yeah, they start yeah, it, it uploading photos, yes. it's spotty. Yeah. Do you think that they thought for a minute – that they should maybe upgrade their bandwidth. Like I'm just guessing what a problem could be. Like they. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't, don't know either. Yes. yes. But I could totally see them not even in, <laughs> upgrading anything and being like, "Well, it works for Red Bud at the National. Why wouldn't it work here?" Very likely. Yes, it's very likely. Yes. What a joke! A complete shit show. The race was great on so many levels and run so good to not have Wi-Fi for 90% of the media for t to work in 10% of the time is a fucking shit show and should never happen. Should never, ever happen. So David Luongo, if you're listening, bring your Wi-Fi back. <laughs> bring your technical people back. Do not rely on the AMA. When AMA says, we got it, they don't got it. They don't have shit. <laughs> Bring your routers. Bring your adapters for the USA AC plugs because your routers won't have the right plugs. I will supply those if you want. Bring the adapters. Bring your people. Bring your equipment because it ain't fucking working here, and we won't have it. Do you, do you, That's my race tech round of the night. There's nothing in this show that gets him in more trouble than a race tech round. I don't care. I'm picturing I'm, I'm the, aware. I'm picturing it I'm right aware now. that you don't care. <laughs> it's unacceptable. I, I, I it's am, unacceptable. I am laughing more at the reaction than the content right now. It's <laughs> unacceptable. <laughs> to, to have it. He's genuinely mad. Oh, I am. It, it, to have it not work sometimes is fine. I get it. Fucking, you know, everyone's uploading photos. Cool. Hey, it didn't work for an hour or two. Or it was spotty. Not here. <laughs> Not here. No. Two straight days of nothing. Marks, how does this happen? What goes on in Wi-Fi world? Dude, like, I, don't, I don't know. Great, thanks. <laughs> he doesn't want to be associated <laughs> with, this. with this rate sick rant. There's no, there's no comeback they have. They cannot say a word to me. It didn't work. And it's unacceptable. And that's the end of the story. And you've had it work at other events of this magnitude. Of course. Yes. JT can vouch for that. We'll be in the middle of a field in fucking Missouri. It works. We'll be in Assen. Where the fuck is Latvia? Nobody even knows. Works fine. No problem. It's true. I watch NFL games on the Wi-Fi yeah, in Latvia. Absolutely. Oh, God, are you Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So, David, please. Do we need somebody to speak Italian to tell him this? No, he speaks English He's really good? well. Okay, yeah, yeah. all right. Mm. Please. You haven't talked to him much? No, I've okay. never spoken to him. Right. It's probably going to start now, I'm sure. Listen, bring your Wi-Fi equipment. Bring your adapters. <laughs> Do not trust these fucks at the AMA to have good Wi-Fi. Thank you. Race Tech Round of the Night. I'm going to hold up this segment the next time that I hear Yahoo's on uh, YouTube saying that uh, you are, you know, constrained within a box. And you're a yeah, puppet. I'm bought and paid for. Puppet for the yeah, I'm bought and paid for. You're a puppet they, for the. Listen, they deserve it's time the, for some unfiltered takes. Finally, they, they, des they deserve the praise for a lot of things, and they and I've given it out. But that is un.
acceptable what we had this Imagine weekend. Imagine if this was Yamaha's fault on the Wi-Fi. <laughs> yeah, no, believe me, Yamaha would never do this. No, if Yamaha made routers, yeah, it would be no. dialed. We would have a guy with a piano with yep. a router. Yep, it would be reversed. It yep. would have the intake in the front. <laughs> yeah, it would yeah, work yeah. so much better. So, no, are you just are somebody, you backing me on this? Claim the router. Now are that you? I know, I, I did not know. I, I should have asked you. Hey, last one time you were there, Aston and Holland, did it work? Now that I know that you have verification that it even worked in Latvia, yes, I'm with you. It's unacceptable. Yeah, I'm just like, well, we're in the middle of nowhere. What are you going to do? No. I did not know that consistently they were to make this work. Yeah. I was so mad. I hosted this live show. I got the weed show done at uh, 6.30 on Saturday. And I'm like, I got 48 minutes to get this done and on the internet because I got to run over to that live show by 7.30 and no Wi-Fi. So at midnight, I'm like, okay, now it's lost six. It's going to be outdated by Sunday. I've already lost six hours now. But I'm done with the live show. Still did not work. And everyone was gone. Yeah, it's just hopeless. No, but I mean, you're back in the press tent. Nobody's there. I, Theoretically, I had no to load my, on a Wi-Fi. I had to do my hotel. Right. Yeah. Right. Which was then it was 1 a.m. What, what happens, I'm Mark? Like, Does it just collapse? Hours. Just, just, do these guys not expand it and it just collapses? Because it never worked. This isn't my, this isn't my forte. Uh, okay. Yeah. Moving on. Yeah. I think, I don't know. They changed. Like, I was told later that you should have uh, uh, for, forget the network. Then try to go back on it for the first time. They changed the password seven no, times. No, I did that about 150 times. To forget, forget the this network. network. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I maybe should have tried that. I didn't know that trick on Saturday yeah, night, but uh, it's, it's, it didn't help. They have no comeback to this. None. <laughs> it worked you in Latvia. You couldn't send a fucking tweet out about who won the race. Yeah. Never mind download something or watch an NFL game. Okay, okay. Again, I can't watch the NFL game. Fine. Like, I'm not going to go on a race oh, tech yeah, rant yeah, about yeah, that. Yeah. Right. Like, I'm not going to go on a race yeah, tech rant about yeah. this. I want to send an email. What if... Just get a text message. Anything! I know, but text is like, the no, is no data. It's like nothing. Nothing. What if I had a heart condition? I left the Don't pills. Don't go there. I left my pills at my hotel. I have no rental car like Weege. And I got to send a fucking text to my wife to be like, drive my heart pills to the track or I'm going to die. I guess I would die. This isn't a great example. I'm just saying. I couldn't get communication. <laughs> there was no way to communicate there with was, anybody. There was. You just you would have had to go to, to the staff that had their own Wi-Fi signal, and they could have. They had their own Wi-Fi signal? Yeah. There was MXON staff network. There were other networks. Well, maybe that's what everyone was doing. Was everybody no. getting another password or no. something? No. I'm just saying. I know the, there were other networks that were available besides this, these two that we had. <sighs> Race tech around the night. I mean, they uh, have, there has to be, like, for a live timing and all that, they have to have their own networks know, that are getting out. I was mad, and then when we said they're just using the AMA equipment, anger kind of went away. <laughs> like, what the fuck did you expect? You can't get this to work with 70 people, never mind 200. <laughs> all right. X-Brand Goggle Tear-Off segment. Let's do it. It's the X-Brand Tear-Off segment. 15-second rapid-fire Q&A. Rapid-fire. X-Brand goggles. Choice of champions everywhere, like Freddie Norn out there repping Sweden. He did well. Well, the result, uh, I don't know, the end. Ninth yeah. in Moto1. Yeah, I thought that was good. Yeah, that's I solid. That was good. Yeah. And then I think he was I think he was fifth in his qualifier on Saturday. Yeah, I thought that was good. You know. But what happened is second moto, not good? Yeah, that's Jericho. Way back. Yeah, he's way back. Oh, okay. Second moto. Jericho seemed too concerned with the Titans beating the Raiders on Sunday than with Freddie Norn. Jericho, motocross is never Jericho's priority. Never. <laughs> Wrestling. Wrestling. Football. Football, yeah. 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 
Uh, so thanks to the folks at uh, X Brand Goggles. Pulp Show twenty two is the code twenty twenty two is the code to save with X Brand. The Lucid Goggle is right there. It's fantastic. There's no tougher series in the motocross world to win than GNCC, and Josh Strang takes his X Brand to victory, and Ricky Russell as well. All right, they have one races. Yes, these questions are submitted by Corey Moser. Anyone? Not familiar. Not familiar? No. No. JT? No. Okay. I, I almost I, – it sounds familiar, but then I, I start envisioning passing out due to carbon monoxide fumes, and the memory is gone. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Uh, thanks to Dennis Page for 20 bucks, by the way, on YouTube. Oh, wow. Yeah. This happened? Yeah. Man, I had to get my own show. <laughs> Just it's raking it in. It's great. Yep. And if that guy thinks Marks and Talon are getting anything, picture Picture bucks. DV doing the, the – Grouping motion that he was doing. Yeah, right they now. got. They Just don't watch, but yeah, grouping it. We're gonna we're gonna post that. Can I get donations on the weed show. Can I ask ask for donations? I don't know. All right. As long as it's not on the AMA Wi-Fi, maybe. <laughs> oh boy. Uh, all right. Nice. Fuck you, you're fired. Steve. Thirty seconds. What was more disappointing, Coop not wearing gear on the podium or JT participating in the blowing up blowing up of Blue Crew? Well, look, J- JT is a is a is a is a. Um, a commoner, a, a simple mind, uh, attracted to, you know, fireworks and exploding things. So him wandering over there and revving the bike up and not thinking about, you know, all the things that could happen is expected. The so, mechanic was um, leading the charge for this. And Jelly will be spoken to. Don't worry. I'm uh, sure. Uh, he yeah. can't wait. Uh, so I'll go Jacob wearing shorts on the podium. He's going to regret that choice. Like Jake, I mean, Jake Weimer brought it up two weeks ago at Gold Creek Lodge. The jeans. He did. He brought it up. He He's still haunted by it. Uh, uh, Trey Kennard told us that, you know, he remembered Jake with jeans on. <laughs> yes, and, and fresh gear and ready. Fresh gear ready. Put, put boots on. Yeah. He put boots on. Yeah. So I'm going to go that. I'm going to go that one. JT, was there any cheating on your monk-like diet in celebration of the USA win, or did you smoke a heater post-climax? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how those two answers are, like, related. Well, yeah, it's a like uh, question mark, and then, or did you smoke a heater <laughs> post-climax? No. no, I mean, I, I did definitely have a couple drinks, but they're uh, the drinks that I would have normally drank anyway, so very excited about it. 17 seconds, good job. Weege, there is some controversy about the beer brands being consumed under the USA tent, which raises the question, what is the most American brand of beer? Well, I believe Budweiser is, even though they're not. I understand they're not owned by an American company anymore, but the brand. They're not? No. Anheuser-Busch is not. Are they Belgium or something? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, What? But it is. InBev, I think it's called. With with the the horses and everything? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm saying from a branding perspective, they kind of sell Americana, I feel, more than anyone. Uh, But I did not see any of that under the uh, Team USA tent and Coors Light. Coors Light, Light, bro. Coors Light, yeah. So what was the. I mean, it's Moses that it was controversy. What what was it? I didn't know there was controversy. Okay. I did not know there was beer controversy. It right. seemed like there was beer and people drank it. Coors Light is the <laughs> official beer of motocross. I found one Corona and it was a uh, uh, needed a bottle opener, so I went into the Star Rig hoping to. Uh, they got to have one in here somewhere, and then they took the vice. They used yeah. the vice yeah. to get it off. It was awesome. Right. Yeah. Steve, who had a worse race, Canada's pit bike team or their real team? Well, uh, you guys tell me. Who had a worse showing? Mm-hmm. The pit bike team. I'm going to go the opposite. Okay. I mean, what was the result? What'd you guys uh, get? 16th? No. What did the pit bike team get? Oh, uh, seventh? Yeah, respectable seventh. <laughs> okay. Respectable seventh. I think seventh. respect was lost. Respectable long seventh. Ago. Solid top 10. <laughs> I think, I think, uh, 
Old <laughs> Goldie left his respects on that hay bale. <laughs> <laughs> At one point during the first moto of the real event on Sunday, Steve comes into the announcer's tower and says, Hey, guys, uh, there are 35 bikes circulating the track. The Canadians are on 30th and 34th. Is that good? Is that is asking for a friend? I'm is asking for a friend. Is, is that 30th and 34th and 35 circulating bikes? Yeah. Are, 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 how are we doing? <laughs> are, are we good? God. But, you know, I mean, honestly, I should maybe just be grateful because it wasn't that long ago where it was B-final after B-final after B-final. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Yep. It really was. Yes. This fucking guy getting his... <laughs> Getting his fucking giggles on at the, at the B finals. <laughs> so I paid my money to, to be there. I'm, yeah. I'm just right. being entertained. So now, a coming up party for Dean Wilson. It was a perfect setup for yeah. him to win triumphantly win that B final as a Canadian. We still didn't get an A final for that though. <laughs> they still didn't make no, it. No, they no. won the moto. Yeah. and everybody else sucked. Yeah, jeez. Yeah. So jeez. So maybe I should just be grateful. Like we're no like we're not in a B, we're not B final anymore. We're we're solid. You pulled not, away not this year. Well, yeah. you need doing right. I mean, if Dylan Wright is there, yeah. then you're fine. You pulled away from Edmonds and Barr. And yeah, yeah, yeah. We, pulled clear. Well, what's happened is they got older, <laughs> yeah, the, we got yeah, younger. Yeah, like yeah, it's, yeah. At they some point, the equation. Away. They collectively <laughs> raced 163 yeah, yeah, yeah. motocross of nations. Yeah, what's happened is they kept going on the teams, and we dropped our guys that would match their ages yes, and got younger. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they were racing against John Sebastian Wall. Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, they probably were. I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I that's, know. That's not a hyperbole. And rollerball. Right. No, not rollerball. JT, who was the unsung hero of the weekend? Ooh, uh, that's a good question. USA or like anybody? It wasn't the Wi-Fi guy. (laughs) (laughs) I will say uh, the unsung hero was the track crew because they did a hell of a job in between that B final and Moto 1. If anybody didn't watch the B final, it was a complete and utter disaster, and race one was pretty great. So I'll give it to them. All right. 28 seconds. Look at you. Nailed it. I was counting in my head. Okay, Ray, man. Weege, where do you rate this USA win compared to wins in the past? Compared? Compared. Well, uh, it doesn't even come close to 1987 when I was a helicopter. I was... Mm -hmm. I parachuted out of a private plane into a helicopter to land at Unadilla. So, the mud was way worse there. It was. So I was gonna. But how was the atmosphere? Was it the same as Bud's Creek or Red? Like in your mind, obviously you were a kid. But yeah, I didn't party. I, right. I and I know that was allegedly still kind of Unadilla's heyday by '87. I don't think it had, maybe it wasn't the peak, but it was close. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I don't feel like the crowd was like loud like i've heard it at at these really okay i, yeah, I think yeah. the whole yeah. thing has yeah. grown okay there is still that someday i'll do a race tech rant on that um you know people look at the gl- so-called glory yeah. days yeah look at how many people were in a supercross stadium in 1987 it ain't even close yeah. dude i'll tell you what those uh mid to late 90s high points were they were big dude they were big they were bigger i feel like high point was red bud back in the 90s yeah it was memorial also day. on memorial day memorial day yeah, yeah and that's that was before it. pre-swat team <laughs> <laughs> Almost every national has had their run in at some right. point of yep. SWAT teams That's having to come in. Yes. But uh, 87 was cool uh, on the track. I, I did not partake yeah. at eight years old. Right. Okay. No. So what was, the, what was the question? Where do you rate this, this USA win compared to wins in the past? Uh, it was very big. Uh, it's not as good as 87 donations. That's me being biased completely. And Bob freaking Hanna was on the team. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, I think the 86 one in Mishura stands out as, like, all-time best performance. So, maybe podium? Yeah, I mean, they they, they, they won only one out of three classes, yeah. which USA has swept many times. Yes. Uh, yep. But this could be – we could look back years from now, and, and we'll see. 
you know, USA went for the uh, great streak, got broken. They went for another streak of seven, got broken. And then I was on the one of the teams that <laughs> didn't win. And then we took a year off. And then Carmichael, so, my buddy, Carmichael, sort of jump-started and said, we're going back. Like, we didn't even send a team oh, four. in 04. Oh, yeah. Right. And Carmichael was like, we're going back. We're going to win. We were 101 again. Uh, was that Ernay? No. Yes. That was St. John. Townley? St. John? St. John. Yeah. With, with Townley and RC and all mm. that. That kicked off a little bit more of a, like a prideful, let's get this done. This, yeah. this could be that, that jump start. We'll see. Steve, how much money do you think Redbud made hosting Destinations? Oh, my God. I mean, yeah, just... Brinks trucks after Brinks truck, and good for, and good for those guys. I, I, they they made a lot of money, and and it was a huge event. And in front made a lot of money, and there was a lot of money everywhere you looked. There was a lot of money. They made a lot. I did ask Tim Ritchie his two biggest expenses though: shitters and security. Who knew? Shitters and security kind of makes sense when you think about it. Yeah. Yep. JT, which destinations that you've attended had the best crowd, fans, and vibe? 18 crowd and vibe I don't know will ever be approached. Uh, it certainly wasn't this year. Um, but I will say France in 2015 was pretty unbelievable. Is that Erne? That was Erne. That was the best one I've ever pretty been to. Pretty unbelievable. Best one I've been to. Um, and I think we're going to see that again in 2023. It also is the venue for it, where it's in a hill, it is, right? And it's it's the crowds on. It's almost both like sides. an amphitheater, right? Right. Field. So it, yeah, it was insane. So the venue looks a little like yeah. Ernay was a uh, next level for me. Yeah. I remember taking videos and being yeah, like, yeah. I can't believe I, this. Right. Yeah. I still have videos on my phone of it. Right. Just insane. And yeah. if anybody wants to see it, I I think I posted videos on my Instagram. You'd have to scroll way down. But the swaying crowd, smoke bombs going yeah. off. It's going to be like that next year. That's what's going to happen again in France next year. So uh, buy your tickets now. All right, last one, Weege. Have you ever seen JT happier than after this Destinations win? No. I mean, it was a complete 180. <laughs> he he lived up to the billing. He always built this up that this would be the way he would be if this day would ever come. Yep. And the difference between him saying, like, hey, man, I'm tired. It's it's past 7 p.m. It's my Are, bedtime. The general, no, and you haven't been with him overseas. He's in the press tent not talking, watching NFL. Yeah. Like oh. after the race. Can you imagine if Team USA had lost and he went to the press tent to try to watch NFL <laughs> and the Wi-Fi failed? No, I didn't, I didn't watch NFL in 2018. I just wanted to get the hell out of there. I threw all my clothes away at the hotel and just started over. Like, I just got to my room, showered, and said, okay, today's a – post this like shower. silkwood shower. I'm just, starting yeah, the rest yeah, of my life yeah, right yeah. here. The clothes you wore that day. Would never be worn again. No, I threw. Yeah. I got out of my car. I walked with my shoes to the balcony, like the overhang of the hotel. Took my shoes off there, threw them in the trash. Walked into the hotel in my socks. Then got to the room, took the rest of my clothes off, and threw them in the trash can in my room. And then oh, we're done. Yeah. We're done with this. These clothes, these <laughs> shoes, this event. Let's start over. When, I, when we left Matterly, I got in my car, opened the door, flopped down to my car, kicked my shoes off. And drove with my socks. Yeah, I left yep. my shoes in the car in yeah. Chicago. Yeah, here. Yep. You, these are these now belong to Avis. Yep. Yep. I know. Uh, I had to answer what was maybe the best Team USA yeah. win or performance, or whatever that question was. 
was Matterly basically the worst weekend they've ever had? Oh, it was no. miserable. I'm going to go with Assen. It was cold, and the mm. rain was coming in sideways. But at least we, were, we weren't dirty because we were walking on asphalt. Yeah. Dude, matter we, we walked in mud for four days yeah. straight. Yeah. And you're, I mean, like my groin was so sore at Matterly because you're constantly sliding. Yeah, it was grass, like, right? It's just, just, it was grass, mud for just yeah. never ending. And then, never of course, ending. Sealy's bike breaks, both yeah, I just motos, more of the Cove- team Covington. Yeah. And the bike. city, like the city we stayed in for Matterway wasn't great. I don't remember that, but uh, yeah. Uh, it wasn't right. that Matterway wasn't a good one. Yeah. Yeah. X Brand Goggles. Toys Champions everywhere. Thank you to those guys for coming on board. Pulp Show 2022 is a code to save with those guys. Uh, also, go through the motorsport banner on pulpamex.com if you're going to place an order with those guys. Appreciate that. Uh, really, thank you. Thank you. Thanks to those guys. And I want to talk about, uh, speaking of Gold Creek Lodge, where my buddy Talon and I went, had a great trip. They are giving a sweepstakes now with a grand prize trip to Gold Creek Lodge. Three-month subscription to Onyx Off-Road Map. Win a, win a set of gear. Go to motorsport.com. Win a trip to Gold Creek Lodge for you and a friend. Head-to-toe gear set of your choice. Uh, yeah, so please check it out. Talon and I just went there, of course, with um, RV and Jake and had a good old time from that. Uh, so please uh, please support the Sweet Stakes, and maybe you can get there. Uh, but you will not get the personal instruction from Rory Sullivan like we did. Uh, SDI Suspension Direct sponsors the 9 o'clock hour. Pulpamex is the code to save. Suspension with the brain, the E-Click shocks available for uh, Jeep and, and Toyotas and Ford Raptors, UTVs and more. Uh, suspension with the brain since 2018. The E-Click has been a lifelong project for the guys at Suspension Direct. If you want to get a set, you can go through ORW or you can go through suspensiondirect.com. Use the code PulpMX to save. Uh, thank you to those guys. MotorcycleIndustryJobs.com as well. Upload your resume for free today. The first and only job board built specifically for motorcycle uh, jobs out there. So please check out MotorcycleIndustryJobs.com. Twisted T as well. Shout out to Billy Grotto. Twisted T helmet on there. Uh, and uh, Mark's big Twisted T fan. Uh, your wife, Courtney. She yeah, me it. too, though. Oh, yeah. Don't, don't leave Get me Get twisted. Out. Yeah. It's legit. It, yes. really do, it really does. It's it's really good. The peach. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I, I, I prefer peach. I do partake. They are a sponsor of our post show yeah. uh, most weekends. Didn't do it this weekend. Their semi was a little busy. Yeah. Do you know where the semi was? It was a uh, hospitality or something, Yeah, but it, it was completely dressed in Alpine Star's clothing. You could not. They wrapped it, or they, they hung so many things over it, you would never have been able yeah, to tell really. that was their semi. Yeah. Uh, but I do feel like I'm noticing more coolers of more teams at the races. Oh, coolers. Nice. Yeah, your your thing, but yeah. the containment, what's contained in the cooler, I'm noticing more twisted tea. Yeah. It's Team USA and a lot of twisted tea. Really, yeah. a lot of twisted teas over there. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I think it's starting to like. I was offered like seven twisted teas yeah. during the the yeah. bike. The yeah. bike I, I should have made it over there. I was on my way over there, and I got stopped by Lucas Myrtle, accosted by him, uh, and and Jet was over there, and then I was on my. And then you guys, I got a text once in a while. You would get. A text of like 14 yeah. texts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. And I got yeah. a text, and you guys were like, we're ready for the pod. And so I had to turn around and go back. I was on my way to USA, but well, uh, I, 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 I got was, a twist of tea. I was expecting you and JT to be in the press yeah. center. Very upset. Right. Uh, all the way from down under, it's Tomo. What's up, Tomo? Good evening, gents. How are you going? Good. How are yeah. you, man? Yeah, good, good. I, I'll be quick. I'm in the car. I, this uh, point scoring system... When, when was the last time a top three had been decided by drop motos? Do we really need to drop the motos? Uh, yeah, I think you should drop a moto. I like that. I'm fine with that. Yeah, because, I mean, if somebody yeah. DNS and you get 40 points, your team's eliminated. 
Like, it literally means if you have a chain come off, yeah. your season's yeah, done. Yeah, yeah. It's too much of a penalty, right? For, yeah. yeah. A 40? You have to eat a 40? JT, drop motos? I understand where Thomas coming from. It's the participation trophy side of it, but I'm, I'm good with it. I think it's been a part of this event for a long time, and... I'm, how about I'm, the, I'm okay with it. How about the year I went? I actually like it because it changed the math. Right. And the Me third too. Moto, the third moto is just chaos because yeah. of that looming drop moto. I love it. How about the year I went? One <laughs> moto, all three scores count. How'd that work out? Yeah, not good. Good yeah. for Ricky. Yeah, but like the only time they've ever done that. One moto. Yeah. Yeah, that was such a bad idea. They couldn't even try it twice. No, no. Yeah, one moto yeah. format. So it was so bad we didn't even send a team the next year. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, f this, we're we're staying yeah. home. But yeah, Tomo, uh, I'm, we're off. We're off for the drop round, buddy. Sorry. Yeah. Okay. Hey, um, unsung heroes: Phil Dust, Nemesis, Hardy Munoz. Good. Hardy. Boy. Strong. Hardy. Strong. Hardy. What were Hardy's moto scores? We got him. We got him there. Three seven. <laughs> no, they're really? what? No, I'm kidding. Uh, first of all, everybody, uh, everyone went out to watch the MX2 practice on Saturday to see if anyone would jump Loraco's Leap. And it was like, ah, it's going to be someone on a, at least a factory motorcycle. No, no. Hardy Munoz, everyone. First 250 to jump Loraco's Leap on the weekend. Hardy went uh, 12 in Moto2 and uh, a, a bad Moto1. Uh, 27-12, Hardy went. 12. Yeah. 12. 12th is solid. Just battling out with Marv. Right. He's with Mar Think about Marvin Huska and Hardy Munoz. They don't have a lot of battles. Nope. No. It's great. Or maybe some fans are going to say, I didn't realize he was up there. The announcers were calling him Munzo. <laughs> <laughs> so if you heard Munzo, that was actually Hardy Munoz. Yeah. 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 Uh, but yeah, he killed it on the 1-1-1. One, one, one. Yep. Super fan. I I heard Hardy Munzo. I I lose my mind. Yeah. Hardy Munzo. Absolutely lose my mind. Steve and I would briefly go into the announcer's tower and just take it yeah. in. Yeah. Have just a couple soak laughs. It in. Yep. And then go back out. Right. Yeah, um, it was great. Nothing yeah, gets by Tomo. Jay nothing. Hey, J Mart would have been confused if Munoz and Munzo, wouldn't he? Gets Fernandez and Fernando. There was what? Three oh, or four? There was three Fernandez. Fernandez. There was Fernandez. Ferrandis and Fernandez, and J Mart would have lost his mind. <laughs> that would have been it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, James, I'll let you go. Hey, Steve, one question. Why Cardiff and not Melbourne? Bro, because Cardiff is a seven hour plane ride yeah. from uh, from uh, the East Coast, and, and uh, Melbourne is uh, 70 hours. Yeah. <laughs> come on, come on, you're not flying cattle class. You're going for, you'll be out the front. So close, you could sniff the pilot's ass where you were sitting. Well, yeah, but I, I, I can't go all the way there. I mean, uh, now nah, that seems too far. I want, I got to get to Australia, though. He's before. holding out for start money. Yeah, I need some start money. <laughs> I got to get to Australia at some point, but uh, yeah. Hey, Tomo. Yeah. yeah. Is there a possibility sure. we will be uh, participating in the action in Cardiff? Not, not Cardiff. Melbourne. Just, you might be participating. Yeah, maybe. Okay, it's not signed Stop yet. It's a change, of course. Not signed yet. No. I mean, he works on airplanes. Why he could work on Phil's bike? Yeah. You might be oh, working with a rider for the weekend. Is that possible? Yeah, it's very possible. So we'll see what happens. But yeah, it's subject to change. So, but yeah. This sport, I'll everybody. I'm more nervous working for a rider. This this sport, so. everybody. Tomo might be a mechanic. He might be a mechanic at the race. <laughs> it's it's amazing. It's amazing. It's brilliant. Uh. 
Lefty, loosey, righty, tidy. Yeah, how hard can it be? I did that for 12 years. I'd actually be shitting myself. No, you wouldn't. It's, your rider sucks anyways. It doesn't matter. You're fine. <laughs> it's not for Phil. Oh, it's not? No. Oh. No. Oh, fuck no. No. Oh, no way I'd rent for him. Oh, I thought it was. Please. I'm sorry. Yeah, it was not. It would be yeah. another rider on the Club MX team. Okay. All yeah. right. I don't know if I can name yeah. names yet. Yeah. All right. Yes. Harlan? No. Hawaii's All right, Dan. Great show. Thanks. Thanks, Tomo. See you. See you, Tomo. That's Tomo all the way from down under. Uh, have you ever been in a motorcycle car accident, Weech? A motorcycle car accident. <laughs> or car accident. <laughs> motorcycle car accident. I said it's or. Late. I said it's or. Late. <laughs> Did somebody or some idiot take you out? Uh, no, I've been good, man. I've been good. Uh, you need to call attorney Arthur Draper. He's a friend of the show. He's a, he's a former mechanic turned attorney. He only gets time. He only gets paid if you get paid. And he'll take the time to talk to you and know you personally. Hmm. Paying a he only paying, gets paid I'm if lawyering. you get paid. If you're paying, I'm lawyering. Yeah. Okay. All right. If they're uh, paying, Arthur's saying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> More importantly, Arthur only gets paid if you get paid. No risk to you. Help is only a phone call away. Arthur's got your bat. ArthurDraper.com. Ride-Engineering.com. PulpFan20 is the code to save. They've been doing some testing on the linkage with the 2022 KX450 stock. The rear of the bike is very good. But he was surprised how much better a longer outer arms makes it, reducing the loose feeling anytime the bike breaks traction. For 219 bucks, the Ride Engineering Performance Link is a great value. Pulp Fan 20 to save. Ride-engineering.com. Thank you to those guys for coming on board. Motorsport.com. Tweet at Talon. Oh, more segments? That's my mom. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. It's the Motorsport.com. Tweet at Talon. might have to wake me up at some point. Hit me with a, no. some sort of stimulant. Listen, USA won the motocross the nations. They did. We got to keep it going. No, we Lots don't. to get You'll, to. You guys will be... Co-hosting together. Uh, all right. These questions submitted at pulpamexshow.com, motorsport.com. Uh, go through the banner on pulpamex.com. And uh, thanks to those guys for helping out. OEM parts, aftermarket parts, street bike parts, UTV parts. Uh, these questions are submitted to uh, That's right. Talon over there. Picks the best ones. Let's do this, Talon. All right. From the voice of the drunken people for JT. How do rider bonuses, team gear, goggles, parts, etc. work for MXON? How much exist. did Tomac walk away with? Not a lot. I think first is twelve hundred bucks or something. Yeah, it's not a lot. Yeah, and nothing, no bonuses. No. Yep. I mean, everybody could negotiate their own deal somehow, some way, but it's not the norm. Uh, from Lax Defense Coach, will Steve offer his palatial estate as a refuge for Tim Ferry as Hurricane Ian takes aim at the Ferry Compound? Oh, absolutely. If he needs to, yeah, come on over. Could or start working with Ian. Start or uh, Evan, Evan. Start building that. Yeah. Start yeah. building that relationship. Yeah, absolutely. I think he already did. He already sell it. The uh, compound. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But maybe his new one. I He's don't know. Fine. He moved. So. Yeah. Uh, from Mac McGuire, is there anything possible to be gained with jet racing a 250 regional supercross? Who's this for? Uh, everyone. Oh. Not really. He's the heavy favorite to win, to defend. But uh, I mean, also, can he jump into 17 450 supercrosses? Yes, but I'm okay. It's his third year. It's fine. Fourth year. It's fourth. Fourth. Yeah. 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 All right. Yeah. It's fourth year. No, fuck it. He should move up. I'm good okay. with it. He's only 19. I'm good with it. Yeah. Yep. They they are playing the long game with him yeah. for sure. Yeah. Yep. And it's fine. I think. Yep. From Jimmy G, was the second moto that Cooper took fourth in the biggest ride of his life? Ah, uh, I mean, he won a championship indoors. You could say maybe that was a pretty good ride to do that. Uh, he just kind of rode around a little bit, but um. One one to Hangtown last year. Title was kind of still on the line. Yeah, that was pretty big. Yeah, 
I think legacy-wise, this was it. Sure. So far. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Yeah, so far. There right, we go. All right. From Cordell, with Eli collecting SX, MX, and MXDN titles as well as an SB, does Tomac go to Australia as well as Cardiff to try and collect the WSX title? No, he does not. But he does go to Cardiff. He's it, not allowed, I guess. Did it sound like him, like on the phone, where he said, "I'm a racer, not a practitioner"? Like he's not going to practice for Cardiff. Did it I, I, I sound think like that's what he was going yeah. with. Kind of yes. sounded like yeah. I'm not riding until I show up at Cardiff. Pretty much, right? So yeah, yeah, yeah. From Slow Joe Dirt Wedge, with a lot of hotels. <laughs> oh yeah, somebody told me this weekend they really enjoyed the review show with me, JT, and Wedge. Yep, I'll take it. Okay. With a lot of hotels going to soap and shampoo dispensers opposed to small bottles, are you bringing empty bottles from home and filling them up? Yeah, this actually was born maybe the last time I was on the Pulp Show, maybe two or three times ago, where I lamented that this was happening. Yeah. They were onto it. Yep. And then I was immediately told on Twitter, shout out to James Hansen, who we used to know from the Rockstar Energy Days. He was the first to suggest that. And then hundreds of suggestions. Uh, but I have not done it. Not organized enough to find these small yeah. empty bottles. Yeah. But uh, yes, it's been brought to my attention. Make some changes for 2023. <laughs> right. Yeah. From Jut127, who has the better SX season, Jordan Smith or Styles Robertson? I'll go Styles. Flip a coin. Came up Styles. <laughs> yeah, I'll make it a triple. Sure. Yeah. Now we're Jordan Smith. We'll have the chip on his shoulder now. If, if, if uh, yeah, yeah. Now Pyramid is going to run to him and, and tell him that. Yeah, I mean, Styles has been on the podium the last two seasons. Yeah, if, if Star turns Jordan around. Get him back to where he was. That might be the ultimate, like, oh, see? See? I counted 16 bikes. There were 16 yeah. bikes between the two star rigs this weekend, yeah. eight per rig. Right. And uh, somebody said that they heard of Bobby's, like, see? I've been telling you guys, see, we can do more. We Out- fit eight rigs, eight bikes out of each Outdoors, rig. they're going to have Styles, Jordan, oh. Thrasher, Kitchen, Romano, Hayden. Ferris. Jacob. Ferris. Ferris. Coop. So does Jacob not race until that's, Fox Raceway I think next year? That's the plan right now. Wow! It's whenever that officially gets announced, I will be race tech ranting on that one. Oh, you will be. Uh, it's okay. ridiculous. Like he's yep. going to take the next. That is the dumbest. Eight months off. How about this? How about this, or everybody? More. How about Nine this? Months. I'm about. I'm a. I'm, I'll give you a little preview of the race tech okay. rant. I'll give you a preview of the race tech rant. You want to be bad at Mathis for saying that Jacob maybe isn't as good a choice as Christian Craig? How about you get mad at his team? who has had three 450 Supercross riders before. They had Malcolm Stewart as a third 450 rider mm-hmm. before, correct? Yeah. They had three 450 riders this summer with Ferrandez, Craig, and Tomac. They've proven they can have three 450 guys. All Jay Coop has done for them. Ah, sorry. We could never have a third 450. <laughs> sorry, bud. Sit out Supercross. Sit it out. Yeah. I guess they don't believe in him. I, you, I guess they don't believe who, in him. Who's dissing him more? Yeah. Yeah. Their own guy. We believe in you so little that we are not going to give you a bike for Supercross. What is that? I mean, that's why I almost don't want to talk about it until it actually gets released because it seems unbelievable. That was a preview. Right. Thank you. Just a preview. Right. Thank you. Mm-hmm. MX Racer 540 uh, wants to know, what's the scoop on AC? Rumors are he messed up his shoulders again. I don't think they'd get a blowjob before the main event. <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> thank, you, thank you, Jim. Thank you, Jim. I don't... Jim just has random thoughts. Okay. You know? Yeah. But they're always consistent, though. Yeah. Those thoughts, yeah. those random thoughts are consistently <laughs> the same subject. They really are. I, I heard some stuff about AC, but I cannot confirm it. Yeah. Um, I haven't heard anything. I haven't heard anything. Yeah. But I heard, I heard he had another 
surgery, but I didn't hear on what. And so I don't even know the shoulder. But who was okay. it that said that? Hopefully uh, one will whip up a titty. <laughs> Big <laughs> boobs. <laughs> Speaking of whipping out a titty, oh. our buddy Robbie. Yes, FMIP's right-hand man. Yeah, yeah. The Randy right Richardson's ha- right-hand yeah, man. Right. Our buddy Robbie, he's got some sweet kajivas. Uh, he, Ryan Villapoto was... <laughs> Apparently, she had some sweet kajivas as well. <laughs> Apparently, Ryan Villapoto, this girl asked Ryan Villapoto to sign her, her boob. And then the, then the girl pointed to Robbie and said, you're next. You're signing the other one. And Robbie got to sign a boob. Yes. Uh, yeah. Everybody else is there. Carson yeah. Brown, yeah. not doing it for no. Willie Browning, no. FMIP, yeah. everybody down to yeah. Puerto Rico. Villapoto and Robbie. Yep. Soaking poke. Yeah. Yes. It was the highlight of his life. I don't even know if Robbie came to the race on Sunday. I think that's Saturday night. He peaked. I think that was it. Yeah, yeah he didn't even bother yeah. coming to the yeah. race. So. Why not? He signed. Yeah, a, he's done. Signed a titty. Yeah, lipstick I mean, on your dipstick. That just Randy for about ninety minutes. That's all I could say. Yeah, just kept saying it over and over. Yep. yep. Good job, Robbie. Yep. Taylor V. How rowdy was Tomac Sunday night? Saw, saw him getting pretty amped with the shoey with Sexton. I'd fly the girls in from L.A. Boy. And- <laughs> <laughs> Is this the Kiefer After Dark featuring Jim Holly? <laughs> yeah, 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 oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just can't imagine that. Didn't you listen to it or no? No, I never did. Oh, I never you should did. go back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen, don't listen. Can one, to... can one of your stat guys here tell me what episode number yeah, that was? Yeah, we'll, we'll, right. we'll figure it out. And got to get that uh, Dick Willie thing. <laughs> <laughs> you don't even need to. Don't listen to us talking moto. Just go right to that. Yeah, part. that's all I want. Yeah, I yeah. don't care. Jim, it's outdated anyway. Jim's like he's Kiefer's doing it, and Jim is turned in his chair, staring at Kiefer like. Just, you know, yeah. He, he stared at me a time or two when things what were going about on. Anal bleaching? <laughs> <laughs> it's 494, by the way. Sure, 494. If I ever had to be on Kiefer after dark, it would just be that time that I hung out with Holly. That's, that's all I got <laughs> to contribute that's to that it, show. Right. You, we can't tell it on the air. No, but, but, you but have... I decided. I said one time, I said to Jim in the Supercross Live days, I said, I'm going to give you one weekend. Give me the, <laughs> give me the, you, give me it. Give you me the have a story. Yes. Yes. That's just... You know how many people would be like, I would like to go to Baker's Factory and just try, just right. see what it's like. Yeah. So I said to Jimmy, I'm like, I just want to see what... I'm never going to do it again. Yeah. I'm not going to get hooked. I'm not going to get it's in the like program. It's like the Debo weekend. Yeah. 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 Ran a Debo. The, yeah. And it was even more... I'll just say this. The level of organization <laughs> that it takes... <laughs> the planning. Yeah. The planning. You would think it's chaotic. As I've always told Jim, it's yeah. very controlled chaos. Yeah. 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 A lot of scheduling, <laughs> you're, appointments. Yeah. Yeah, your story is it's it's uh, yeah. I'd fly the girls in from L.A. Boy. <laughs> All right, might have came the earliest he's ever ever come. <laughs> oh my god! Uh. All right, Dan Wise, ninety-five. Steve, will you blow up your bike if you beat Darkside at Vet Nationals? No, absolutely not. That would be no, awesome. absolutely not. No, that'd Just be melt her down. That'd be great. No, uh, be I, it's the stupidest Have thing. A celebration. Be I great. stand with Lars. I stand with Shane Drew. I stand with many people. It's ridiculous. We have injuries from it. Just grab one of the Team Japan you know, Yamahas. Yeah. Unbelievable. You guys are all pussies. From Justin Palin, Steve, percentage pie of JT's happiness, proving you wrong in an argument in the booth with Paul Malin as USA wins the nations or winning the Skosh Boom Bottle. Oh, Scotch Boom Bottle was big. <laughs> that was big. Uh, I'll go. I'll go. Uh, uh, the M- Malin USA first, like forty. 
Skosh, 30, and, and I'll have 30. Proving me wrong, 30. I'm ready to expose myself. <laughs> uh, from Yim Dim for all three, where the hell is Kenny Watson? I haven't seen Kenny for a while. Yeah, me neither. He only hits me up when he needs a phone number. He hits okay. me up. He got this guy's phone number. I send it. He goes, thanks. And that's it. I think he's, I hope he's doing well. I haven't talked I'm to Kenny a for a while. bastard, okay? Yeah, I haven't talked to Kenny for a long time. hope he's doing well. Uh, from 127 Harris, did JT celebrate Team USA's win with some ketchup and quesadillas? That's a negative. He did not. We, we witnessed the meal. Uh, at one point, look, this is more of a Steve thing to disagree with JT. I'm not sure if you folks are aware of this, but I was about to drop the hammer. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Now but, you know but he what I got to live but with. But he didn't need to. Well, yeah, you redeemed yourself. Yeah. JT, we went to Olive Garden. And by the a, way, he picked Olive Garden. Like, I yeah, liked Olive Garden. I when, Olive when I was 14 Garden. years old, yeah. Olive Garden was cool. He, he asked for just... You wanted uh, Chili's instead. Chili's is don't, solid. Don't act like you were trying to get us to go to Roost Chris. You're like, <laughs> you're picking Olive... Chili's and Olive Garden are the same damn thing. No, they're not. Pretty you much. your mouth. No way. He Shoot. ordered the unlimited salad, but said, I just want lettuce and tomato. And I'm like, oh my God. That's it. He's going to eat nine pounds of lettuce and tomato. He's going to have a limited <laughs> salad. Of, I mean, nine pounds of lettuce and tomato. I was about to drop the hammer, and he said, could I have chicken and salmon on the side to put in the salad? And I was like, okay, we're good. All right. All right, last one from Ranham84. Early predictions. Who's your 2023 Lucas Oil Pro Motocross 450 and 250 champions? Oh, boy. Whew. We have a Race Rex preview show we'll probably do. Hopefully nobody gets COVID this time. Um, oh. <laughs> uh, honestly, uh, could, could Sexton do it indoors and out? These are ridiculous <sighs> questions to ask. I know. Yeah. Well, I, don't know. I, I don't know. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what. We saw the future Jet Lawrence, and he looks pretty good, too. So I got to figure he's going to be up there outdoors. Um, so I don't, I don't know. Stay tuned, everybody. We'll see how the offseason goes. We got, we got two months to sort that out yeah. for our preview shows. Yep. No, he's at, this question is for outdoors next year. No, he said indoors enough. No, no, uh, just outdoors. Yeah. Oh, so this is this is like eight months away. Did he want the two fifty champion? Two fifty or four fifty, both or four fifty? We went super motocross champion, and we want to. He wants you to say jet four fifty. You want to get into that, Steve? You want to get into? No. Could we do preview shows for that? I. I, So will it be? So will it be a number one plate of water for those three races? Uh, October fourth, like, coming October fourth. Oh, okay. Catch the press conference okay. fever right. hosted by myself and the Daniel Blair. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. We will have rules. We'll have we'll have a lot of information. My level of enthusiasm for SMX is really low. We maybe, haven't had the press conference yet. Maybe when we get to it, we haven't had the press conference yet. I'll don't tell you what. Judge, don't judge. Around eleven, at the end of Lucas Oil Pro Motocross Champions, I promise you, the last thing I'm going to want to do is get on a plane for three more races. I promise you that. I will be like. I do not want to go to L.A. Coliseum, Austin, and Atlanta. Because I, think, I believe that's where they are. I don't wow. want to go there. That's more than even I know. But I'm just saying yes. we haven't had the press conference okay, yet. Okay, thank you. Okay. Thank, you're such a paid shill. October 4th. <laughs> <laughs> yep. 11 a.m. What about anal bleaching? <laughs> you, you love the Jim Hawley drops. I, careful the words you use. <laughs> okay. Careful right, the words yeah, you use. Right. Oh, drops. You said drops. drops. Oh, said sorry. Those are jobs. That's horrible. Those jobs. That's motorsport.com. Tweet at talent segment. Uh, all right. Uh, is that a wrap? That's a wrap. That's a wrap. Uh, MXDN, Team USA. Good job. That's awesome. They got it done. That was cool. They rode great. We didn't even touch on Ferrandis. Amazing rides by him. Uh, Jet Lawrence, amazing rides by him. Maxime yeah. Renault. But 
I, Team we, USA. We talked about Jet. Yeah, we did. Yeah. Star of the weekend. Uh, but Brennan's uh, is a. Uh, one fired up mofo. Yes, he, <laughs> he is. is. He, he is not scared either in press conferences. No, or anything. no, no. It's great. He's I, sending a message. I like Dylan. I have all the time in the world for Dylan. I like Dylan. I, I think yeah. He's a good guy. Yeah, I like him being honest like that and being yep. like, hey, "This is what I think." Yep. You know, he was there to remind the world himself, yep. his sponsors, that he's yeah, like not not from the back injury. He's not. He's not. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think it's like this. Every single person on earth thought it was so awesome to see Sexton and Tomac battle all summer and take it down to the wire. The only person, the only person who hated it, clearly, was Ferrandez. Because in his heart and his mind, it would have been a, either he's out front or he's in there battling with him. Yeah. 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 He, he's he got some Supercross questions to be answered for sure. He does. Like, he really does. He's made one podium in two years. So. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Right. He made made one each year. Oh, he did? He actually, that remember that crazy round two when Brayton almost won? Yeah. In uh, 21? That's what I was yeah, what else of. did he get? He got one last year. Oh, he did? Yeah, there was one double Tomac Ferrandez podium. Oh, okay. And it was looking good. All right. Okay. Oh, really? Yeah. So, I think it was uh, San Diego when uh, Sexton won. I don't know. Second and third. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, two podiums. And it was for, like, oh, it's on. And it was not. Two podiums for two years for Ferrandez. He's got some super yes. cost questions to yeah. answer for yeah. sure. Uh, so I want to thank our guests, uh, Eli Tomac, Chase Sexton, Sam Jones, Jeremy Mallott, Ryan, the Newf, Lockhart, and Paul Parabinos. What's the best guest tonight? Who's the best guest? Yeah. You know, I'm going to split Sexton and Tomac now after all this. I gotta go this far. I'm, I'm going those two. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not splitting. Them. I'm not ruining all the unity and yeah, Team USA that we just we just put it together. Okay, I'm not tearing it down. Fair enough. Yeah, I'll go Noof. Best guess. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'll go Noof. Okay. Right. I like it. I like it. Uh, Motorsport.com, Fly Racing, Decal Works, X Brand Goggles, Race Tech Suspension and Engines, Michelin Motorcycle Tires, Renthal, Acherbys, Firepower Batteries and Chains, Maxima USA Pro Filter, Scotch. ORW, OGO Power Sports, FMF, Guts Racing. Love to see the guys at Guts. They were big supporters of the Rockstar Husky team uh, this weekend. Atlas Neck Brace. Thanks, New, for coming on. Oh, we, we had to give away a Pro Launch start device tonight. I forgot uh, to talk about it. Uh, email. Contest at pulpamexshow.com. Pick, give me an email number that we choose to win the Works Connection Pro Launch start device. Give me a number. 101. Okay. We get You're that many, get 101 yeah. emails. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Okay. okay. Oh yeah, no problem. All right, 101. In Eli honor Tomac. of Eli, Eli yeah. Tomac winning the Motocross the Nations. Yep. Email 101 wins a Works Connection Pro Launch Start Device. MotorcycleNewsJobs.com. Ride Engineering. WUSA. Get Data. Intense Cycle Suspension Direct. Manscape. Wisco Pistons and Twisted T all on board with us. Uh, I want to thank Pancake as well for doing the uh, Mav TV shows for us. I, this is the last one he will be doing, I believe. Does he stay up like all night to do it. No, he doesn't. First oh. thing tomorrow morning. Uh, so thanks for the, to Pancake for all his help for doing these shows. Uh, appreciate that, um, as always. Marks, thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> I, I mean, I get introduced late. It's just, just no appreciation here. You made money. It's unbelievable. Well, we'll see if I get it. Uh, well, with that nope. attitude, I don't know. <laughs> don't mention the app, though. Steve has the leverage. We, we he has the cash. We don't say that word here. Uh, thanks, Dylan. Yep, thank you. Oh, Marks, did you get everybody you needed for the app testing? You're good, right? Yeah, I got, I got plenty. Okay, uh, we'll we'll send out another announcement when Android needs testers. But right now, I'm just doing iOS. So okay, all right, fantastic. Thank thanks to Swisscore, thanks to Pookie, uh, thanks to Moser as well uh, for all the help. Thanks to you people for listening. We're off for two weeks, so uh, yeah, appreciate you guys listening. And uh, um, we're gonna take a two week break. Come back after Red Bull Straight Rhythm. The Puerto Rican assistant to the team manager will be in studio for that night to recap Straight Rhythm and more. 
Uh, so thanks for listening, JT. Thank you. Yeah, thank good you. Good times this weekend. Absolutely. Weech, thanks you. Always always fun to have Great you in time. studio. It's It was a really yep. good weekend. Not much sleep, a lot of yelling, a lot of laughing, yes. uh, and a lot of race watching. So it was really fun. Uh, thanks, everybody, for listening. Appreciate it. Thanks to the sponsors. See you in a couple weeks. Hopefully one will right. whip up a titty. There's something I want to get off my chest, and it's about that summer when you went away to community college. I got an offer to do Playgirl magazine, and I did it. I did a full spread for Playgirl magazine. I, I mean spread, man. I pulled my butt apart and stuff, and I was totally nude, and it was weird. I, I mean, you probably didn't hear about it because I went under the name of Mike Concho. I just wanted you to know that, if you could hear me, if it got into your brain somehow, that I spread my butt cheeks as Mike Honcho.